captured Bastard Callista. We have been betrayed. The Warmaster has turned for the life of the Emperor. No, it cannot be. Why would Horus do this? He has fallen to darkness. He must flee the system. Take these four remembrances to Terra and carry word of this heresy. The navigators tell me the warp is in turmoil. We will be ripped apart. We cannot do this. You must have faith in your ship, my old friend. Your service will be remembered. We will carry word and ensure the galaxy knows of the Warmaster's treachery. And when we can, we will send the Legion to reclaim your sarcophagus. Only in death will the end. Hello and year four, episode ten of Edge of Empire, which by now you'd be well aware is a Horus Heresy podcast. Those of you cheeky scamps looking for some Star Wars content, this is the wrong door. You need the room down the corridor. On tonight's show, we have for you. We are going to take a look at this month's new releases, an update of what we have been up to this month, a run through this month's news, augury scanner, engine kill. We're going to have a, a look at book nine, not in depth, but we're just going to offer our thoughts for what they're worth we are gonna not a lot no, they're worth plenty uh we are gonna do a list challenge based on a, a sort of a breakout themed mission uh and then obviously the good old favorite forthcoming events that's the short yeah. list as short, always short section and to help me chris guide you along this miniature based journey are three of the nicest people i know and they are a man who I heard was recently approached by the Vatican to redo the Sistine Chapel ceiling, but turned it down, saying it wasn't worth his effort for what would be a 20-minute job for him, Mr. Michael Bottrell. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, the one thing one thing every drug-dependent recording trio needs to breathe new life into a project is a Rob. And like certain San Franciscan Metan legends, we are no different here at Edge of Empire with our very own Robert Ng. Hello. <laughs> and completing the trio of wonderment is a person so beloved by our community they have started to tell us about the erections they have got for him no no way i've read that wrong sorry just move my teacup right sorry yes they have started to tell us about the marble statues they've been erecting for him i do apologize oh graham mills infamy infamy they've all got an infamy, infamy. Oh, how are we chaps I'm, I'm made up that you Good. said I was nice. I, I didn't hear anything after that, to be honest. No, with you. that's all right. That's right. I was expecting <laughs> some other. You, 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 but you've kind of raised the bar for show openings now. Yeah, um, I know. I'm thinking which right. of the which of the triumvirate is Graham? Like Graham Tavian, Graham Antony. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll work Who knows? We'll, nice we'll draw straws for it. Sistine Chapel reference. Anyway, yes. Uh, okay, before some we, culture. Before oh, we go on, we we have some culture. Do we? Because yes, we do. Uh, Graham's forgotten clearly. <laughs> oh, look, I've not got. Take literally... a look at your. Take yes. a look at. Take a look at WhatsApp, Rob. Oh, no, hang on. This is great. Great radio for. Yeah, take away radio. I'll put it in the show notes as well. So. Oh yes. Look, us can all see. Hold on. Let me try this. Find WhatsApp. 
I don't remember. He knew this was happening. I didn't. No, I'm completely foxed by your impromptu ad hocness. This isn't ad hoc, and this is entirely planned, Graham. Oh, you? this is totally planned, planned for like a month. This is, a, this is so well planned and so yeah. secret that I've actually taken it out of my memory in order that been, under uh, duress and interrogation, I wouldn't give it up. Have you found it, Rob? Yes, I, I have. Yeah. That is, we had your, seeing as we got all our portraits done for the card project, we, we went and paid for a commission for you to have yours done as well. Are you kidding? No. no I'm like... That's your that's your version. That's you. Of... I was thinking the moustache was familiar. And yeah. Wow. I, I don't know what to say that would keep within the PG-13 show rating, really, to be fair. That's all awesome. like so very well. Yeah, well, we couldn't, you know, you know, obviously you joined the show too late to be included in the, 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 the thing. But, you know, we like you and... Um, <laughs> Well, we, we thought that you deserve, yeah, you deserve to be included as well. And that's, that's like Tote's awesome sauce. Yeah. Very well. So, I am right. Glad you enjoy it. Setting that as wallpaper. <laughs> there you go. A picture well, of yourself as your own wallpaper. That is. I like it. That's my level. I'm glad you're saying it and not me. That's mainly because the missus is going to be working at my computer for the next few days because she's she's doing some stuff from home and she'll have to look at my face. But because I use a Mac, she won't know how to change it. Nice, nice. But that is that is the uh, great. That's what we do. That's what we, you know, Nike artist, the the guy, uh, James Cal. I've forgotten his name now. I'll put the link in the thing. But James, he was um, he was really nice to. Really nice to work with. And awesome. it was just, He's even got my left hand behind my back, so I'm hiding my claw, which is exactly <laughs> what I would do. There you go. Um, yeah. The few photos that we had of you where you have posed, that was the kind of the pose you've got? Yeah, I, I always hide my left hand. There's something about the sentence, the few photos you had of you, it just it makes it sound seedier than it is. It's, oh, I can <laughs> send more. <laughs> but yes actually with you back. being on, with you not being on facebook the, the finding photos of you was actually a chore well, well there yeah. you go that, that's that's awesome that's that's oh. like lots of things lots of things that i can't say happy, and maintain the the rating happy christmas Rob. <laughs> yeah. happy, it's, it's my it's my birthday week after next so of course oh, it is, yeah. even better yeah, of course yeah, so that's, there you go. We need that. Me. That's capped me, is that? <laughs> Early birthday present. What I like, Graham, is that you can think on your feet in these situations. You that's can... how I've managed to get where I am today. <laughs> yeah. to you. Thinking <laughs> on your feet, bluffing your way through life. Pretty oh. much my stock and trade, to be fair. It is. This is true. That, that's, that's all. I, that's the one skill I have. Nothing else of any value whatsoever. Yeah. But you yeah. are an administratum adept. Oh, I, I, I've been called far worse. I'll definitely take that. Take that. Oh. And pass there we go. Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. Right. Shall we go Mr. on to new releases? Mr. B, take us through the new releases. Okay, new releases this month. And I've got to go back up to the top of the page because I've gone all right down it. Uh, okay, so we have had some. Some that we kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to get told off for some of these, but the first four were done. You know I'm just looking at the list. There's one that I thought would be on here that isn't. So that's that one. Well, I 
we'll, we'll get to we'll let get to your okay. list and then I'll I'll raise my question. I may have missed it off. I may have missed it off. Uh, I don't know why. Okay, we've got a dice first of all, um, of which most of them are out of stock. I think the outposts still have some of them. Uh, okay. Some of them are still in stock at Element Games. What we had: Iron Hands dice, Imperial Fist dice, Salamanders dice, and Raven Guard dice. These As were of, were these Forge World. These are Games Workshop. No, these ones. were Games Workshop dice. But I so, thought the Forge World ones that have come out recently—they're always going to be in stock. Did they not say? Or am they I said they're always going to be in stock, but these are—they said they're going to be a stock item on Facebook. So okay, uh, yeah. Uh, so these were like um, these were just like GW generic dice, all D sixes, no no scatter dice or anything. But they're quite nice. Uh, the Iron Hands. Dice, I think are the nicest, even though they're the only one still in. Oh no, they're gone now. They're gone from Games Workshop. Um, I've just, Hang on. I've just clicked on the link and they're gone. Let's just make a note. Wednesday, the fourth of November, Michael Botterill uttered the phrase "Iron Hands" and "quite nice" in one. The, the dice were actually quite nice, but there's still 56 of them in stock at the outpost, for example. Okay. So okay. they're still around out there. I know Just has some at the Battle Bunker, um, but nice. the Imperial Fist one. Yeah. Surprise! Did you get some of the Imperial Fist ones, Chris? I, I, I don't need more dice, Mister B. I don't, yeah. I don't have the. The, the, the fetishization that you have of I can uh, just imagine that Michael's idea of heaven is probably a, a hot tub filled with dice no I have I have a silly amount of dice um and a friend got me some ne- why would Necron it, why would it be a up. hot tub because he likes a hot tub I do like he's a hot always yeah, going but, on holiday but if it's hot a hot tub full of ice it's just going to be dice a tub full of ice dice, dice but yes yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It's the it's the thought of you know frolicking a, around a bath a bath of a bathtub full in, of in a, a hot be that comfortable. Some some would say chocolate. Some would say you know whipped cream. <laughs> Mister B, he loves a D six. He would like a D six in all the all the wrong places. Right. I did see. Speaking really? of dice, I, did, I saw a very funny meme um, thing saying it's on about it's a D and D one. And it was, says uh, D four damage. If you roll it, oh, nothing to worry about. If you stand on it instant death yeah. oh yeah yeah how much damage does the d4 do rolling it not much yeah standing yeah, that was rolling it funny. not much if you stand on it all of it yeah they're like yeah. cow trops aren't they they're like yeah, they you could yeah. stop cavalry yeah. with okay the next one's book uh Lionel l johnson lord of the first hardback is 12.99 but it, the hardback's actually gone at most places now that's um, cheap for a hardback uh it's only a it's basically a novella it's oh, half right. a book um uh, 11 pounds four at element games 10 pounds 39 at the outpost you can get the epub for 79 uh mp3 is 19.99 or one audible credit i just finished listening to it on audiobook it was interesting interesting uh for the line hmm. uh we had a horus heresy calendar um which was print on demand uh 10 pounds i think what was it 12 pounds can't remember the price now i've got 10 pounds written down here but that doesn't seem right uh it's sold out it's gone yeah don't depend didn't on us that was the thing no i didn't who has a calendar i didn't have the money actually who, who um has it got like fulgrin like polishing a car in a bikini that sort of thing it's just book covers <laughs> just book covers <laughs> no, okay it's not like a charity uh, calendar. You know, like the old, um, the ones you see in the mechanics, like the Pirelli uh, or whatever it is. Ones where there's the no, calendar. I was thinking Cal- calendar Primarks. They're all stood yeah, in a yeah. rustic pub well, with a paint fair, in it. This, yeah. this, this, yeah. this weekend, you can order the advent calendar. So uh, that that has got book covers and stuff in it. So, but yeah. I don't okay, know. okay. Uh, next one, the Zone Mortalis Gang Stronghold. 
Um, fifty-five pounds or forty-six seventy-five at Element Games, forty-four at the Outpost. Uh, yeah, I know this is the. I think this is the one that people are going to be sort of. Is it really a heresy release? But that's scenery. You can it's, fight over that. It's, it's scenery. You can, well, well, even I'm go. even I'm not going to quibble and say that you need your crowbar for that one, Mike. It's scenery. Yeah, you, that's, that's scenery. You, you, you've got a fairly broad broad brush with the old scenery chuckins. So we'll allow it's, it. it's just when sort of little star wars based huts turn up that we tend to raise an eyebrow mm. it's gonna look good it's gonna look good when i eventually get that done yeah. okay. <laughs> uh okay so i like that that's 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 quite a nice little bit of terrain it's, it's it looks big enough to cover a tile yeah so good. that's a nice is little it? bit of terrain and i think it is that looks like the colors it comes in that looks no, quite small pre-painted to me. games workshop yeah, one of the one by one tiles Oh, one by one. Mm, yeah, yeah, one by yeah. one, Jumbo Silas tiles. So, thing is, that wouldn't look bad if you're trying to do like a um, sort of temporary outpost. outpost like yeah, I think so in, in a jungle. Yeah, or even if you even if you'd like orcified it up and it was sort of like yeah. an, or, an old orc fort that was left on this planet that you're fighting mm-hmm. over or something. I mean, you could put two of them together if you had 110 pounds to waste, and you could make like a little fort, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah I yeah, guess yeah. that would look quite my, cool. My, I think Graham's hit the, hit, hit the nail on the head for me with things like that now. Is That's 55 quid from GW. It's yes. 46 from Element Games. That covers one by one. If you want to do four by four, even just four by four, it's cheaper to buy a 3D printer. Mm, potentially. Yes. And that's true. What, that I, th- I think there's got, we've got to be reaching a point now where, yes, injection molded plastic is incredibly good quality. Yes, it's an expensive... Um, material to prototype and cut in the sprues, etc. But 3D, it's it's Black Friday next week, and 3D printers are basically going to be free with every bag of crisps. Um, you read it here. You can. Um, I mean, there are MDF versions of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, but with 3D printers now, you could print that standard of, de- of detail as much as for call it spend 300 quid on a on a printer. You could print at that level of detail, and you could basically have whatever scenery you wanted forever. Uh, it's all down. It's all down. Don't give Mister Don't give Mister B an idea. No, no. I, I, I'm surprised I, I, I he been, hasn't. I'm surprised he hasn't got one already. I bet the girls. Three D printer is on my list to get, but it's just where to put it. Is it? Uh, it's on your list to get next time the girls leave a purse lying around and you're in the house on your own. <laughs> Uh, no, I've yes, got nowhere to put are it. You right. going, are, are you going for a filament printer, a resin bath printer, or just a plain fraudulent one? Yes. Just, just, so, yeah, I'd be going for a, fr- a filament because mostly I'd be using it for scenery. Um, I, I did see something actually. It should probably be in the Augury scanner, but I can't remember the link, so it's passed me by. But I saw something the other day that isn't a new release, but it was pretty damn cool, which was um, pop-up scenery. Have you yeah, seen this? I, I, linked, I linked it in the WhatsApp. Oh, okay, cool. And I'll try and find it. I thought that was a super cool idea. Maybe we'll talk about it in, um, in when, State of the when, Union. When we yeah. turn the augury scanner on, yeah. Mm. Yeah, we should. We should. Um, yeah, okay, so that was that's that. Um, then we have a Forgeworld release, the Zone Mortal... Sorry, not Zone Mortal. Dark Angels Legion Deathwing Companions. Oh, yeah. Yes, please. So they are these tasty. Are, they are lovely. They're ex- expensive. expensive, though. They're they probably should be ten- required of 30k. All the big hats. They're, they're, <laughs> I think they're about ten pounds more expensive than I was thinking they would be. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're. I mean, what they're equivalent of? I guess Stormbreakers. They're around. They're not a tenner a model, are they? Are they? Mm. I'll have a look for you. I Actually, they're twelve pounds a model, really. 
I mean, like they're almost like a sort of you know Praetor level character. Yeah, but they're all they're all almost like Praetor level sculpts. If you weren't yeah, planning they're... on you weren't planning on running these guys, but were planning on having multiple different options for your army, yeah. you buy this and you've got five. Oh weeks. yeah, I mean, if I was if I was doing um if I was doing um Dark Angels, I would be buying a couple of packs of these to make up you know make, get bits for the sergeants and. See, I like the idea because I, I like the, the the unusual weapon poses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. And I was thinking, like, oh, you know, if you're going to do a uh, specialist sort of assault unit, I was thinking, like, some, a Templar Brethren unit to roll around with Sigismund. That wouldn't be any different rules wise, but just look a bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. all those parts would be. There's some very, for that. There's some very, I, I, very nice models there. I really don't like um, this, could just be me. Dawnbreakers are £55 for five. Uh, There's only a five in it. Yeah. I do like. So if we're. Sh- I do like the guys with the the kind of wings that are swept back from the helm mm-hmm. yep. and that classic kind of Thor look. I think that's yep. a good look. The horizontal maximum drag look. That does nothing for me. It looks like a, a sort of TV aerial. <laughs> yeah, you but know, it's, 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 it's a look. Are you, are you moving house again? He is, uh, yeah. I'm just shifting my chair slightly. It's basically it's, they're Cybermen. That's the way you've got to think of it. Yeah, it is like a traditional look. Dark Angels look, though. Yeah. Dark really Angels thought, for, like, years really and stuff like that. Out of some sort of Darwinian process, that somebody would have realised that somebody with a big, big, long spear can just basically lead you around the battlefield by your head. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody said, oh, actually, you know what? They may look the part, but we probably shouldn't wear them in battle. You know, um, just saying. Enough, I know it's not realism. There's I mean, enough there's, helmets convert out there that you could. I mean, I really like the the guy, um, the one with the one with the shield and the sword pushing forward is really cool pose. And oh, I, yeah. sus- I particularly like the sort of nemesis, the warlock pose with the guy with the with the sword and the and the bolter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really cool as well. So I mean, they they are great looking models, and like I said, they'd be fine as centurions or praetors even, wouldn't they? If you if you so wished, you could get like three, three or four HQs out of them. No bother, I think. Those, those I aren't just shields either. They are Cytherian pattern aegises. Okay. That's what they are. Wowzers. Well, now I know. It's not, yeah. That's the MS of shields. They ha- do actually have some pretty cool rules, uh, if I recall correctly. It's like giving the whole unit a invuntive or something. I'm. Uh, I've, well, come on. So apart that, from maybe. the two, the two nonsense helmed ones, the rest of them look the business. <laughs> they they are temporarily out of stock on the Forge Rover website. They are indeed. So they Very have popular. gone. People have gone big bananas things. for them. Yeah, it's not a surprise. Okay, moving on. We've got some Adeptus Titanicus. We've got the um, uh, uh, Crucible of Retribution. Oh, yeah. Hardback book is £22 or £18.70 at Element Games or £17.60 at the Outposts. And you can get it digitally for $16.99. I haven't had a good look through this book yet. Um, I have it, but it's got my Legio in it, so I really should. It's mm. it's very it's very nice. Yeah. Um, some people might think it's a little bit light. On there's only two maniples in there. Yeah. Well, uh, you can't keep adding maniple after maniple after maniple. There's only so many. I mean, you've only got four titans. There's only so many combinations you can put together before it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got it's quite just, a few. Although I'm sure there's a mathematician out there somewhere going, well, actually, Chris, there's. 68,000 <laughs> versions that you could. It's got quite a few. Um, got quite a few legios in it though, hasn't it? 
Yes, it's got it. Seven brand new ones, a reprint of Atarus. Uh, yeah. And in Laniscara, I think it's the prettiest colour scheme I've seen yet. Certainly for the traitors, it's a stunning colour scheme for Legio Laniscara. I mean, oh, yeah, just yeah. pointed that out. It was nice. I'm just opening it up now to... Uh, it's, like a, it's like a red and... Um, Laniscara. Yeah, and it's like, kind, it's like a... Oh, it's that like, is beautiful. It's, like a, it's a re- like a transparent azure blue mm. and it like a it, like a Dalmatian coastline. It's just absolutely gorgeous colour. That is really nice. Are they traitors or they're going to be traitors? They're, they're, tra- they're, 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 they're traitors, otherwise I would be swapping from Osidax to Lanniscara. Oh. But instead I think I'm just going to have to do a traitor force as well at some point. Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. Because okay. they just look stunning. Study yourself, Mr. B. Anyway, no, yeah, I can't. I'm not allowed. Sounds like you're enjoying I'm that. I'm not a bit allowed. Too much. I'm not allowed to start any more armies. No, I can't understand why anybody would yeah. reach that conclusion. I, I, I can't imagine either. Why, you know? Seems yeah. very unreasonable. Uh, <laughs> Adeptus Titanicus. Don't open. get us in trouble with Lindsay and Megan. We don't need right. that stress. Open engine war cards, sixteen pounds or thirteen pounds at Element Games or twelve eighty at the Outpost, and I think they're pretty much sold out everywhere. Yeah, I got a uh, set of them. I haven't opened them yet, though. Yeah, I've got a set of them. I have opened them. They're absolutely brilliant. They're fantastic. I'm really upset that they they haven't included. They are. I I was hoping they'd be in the books. Um, as in this is how you generate a um, this is this is how you generate one, but they haven't put it in there. And that, that's a bit annoying. But it is a really phenomenal um, set of cards. What um, what are they for those of us who really sorry? haven't kept their finger on the pulse? You basically, it's how you. Uh, are you familiar with the open war cards? Um, for, I am familiar the, with them from Forty K. Random mission. mission yeah, yeah. The base is that, but for Adeptus Titanicus, because I think the general missions for t- Titanicus, some of them are a little lacking. The general ones, um, but this adds a bit of randomization and. They, Wouldn't it be nice to have those for heresy? It would be nice. There's someone, I'm sure someone made them, didn't they? Uh, I think sure. somebody has. I'm sure I've seen them kicking I'm about. Sure, at one point on Kickstarter or something, there was some yeah okay. going around. Okay, all right, moving on. Uh, we've got uh, Lufa, Lord of the, sorry, First of the Fallen, limited edition. Uh, Gaff Thorpe sold out within you know about five minutes. Gone. Um, mm-hmm. Forty quid. Not much you can say about that. Um, short novel about Luther. So, um, yeah, avoid Lexicanium for Luther for the next six months or whatever. Um, uh, looking forward to getting that as a non-limited edition. I doubt it's going to give us any any much because that they tend not to give away too much about the characters in these books, do they? Yeah, it, it, it's it's sort of a little teaser thing, isn't it? They sort of you know give you enough to get you hooked. It's, it's like you know. Giving you that tester, tester of mm. coke. A first bit. one's first hit's but, always free. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but up until now, Luther's not been the most interesting character in the Heresy. He's kind of a bit whiny. Yeah, but, I mean, okay. his his time's gonna come. Yeah, yeah he's, he's kind got, of fairly pivotal from the Dark Angel's point of view, isn't he? He's got books to come in the uh, in the scouring, no doubt, if they ever do yeah. that. Mm. Um, okay, uh, then we had some Space Wolves dice. 20 quid sold out i think in about 10 minutes um not much you can say about them they're not bad yeah i just don't i don't i just don't get as excited about 
about dice as some people do. They, they were nice looking dice. Um, I've got a Space Wolves army. I'm thinking of doing them for Heresy. I just wasn't that, you know, I wasn't that enamoured with them. They're okay. They're just I, dice. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't like the way GW make dice. I don't like them. They're, they're too big but too light. I prefer, I prefer dice that are smaller and heavier, like the Chessex ones, that are infinitely cheaper, available in every possible colour combination you can think of, and they're just nicer in the hand. Mm. Useful in close combat. They're denser, I, so you can fit more sounds, of them in a sock. It sounds silly, but I do like my dice to sound... To, sorry, to, to sort of theme around my army, and it's quite nice, you know? There's stuff like playing, a, playing Ultramarines, and you've got Ultramarines on your dice. It's quite nice. It's it's not. Do you still roll ones? Yeah. You've seen him play, because he still rolls. I wonder what we could rename the show to to make it more dice related. Because I mean, doors were our thing. Now it's dice, I guess. Well, we we just we we kind of buffeted on the on the you know the winds of Games Workshop's release schedule. So whatever they're releasing is what's currently in vogue. We just yeah. you know follow. They the just have done a lot of dice lately, so that's all. Um, okay, uh, this one I think is is a little bit of a stretch. But Terminator Chaplin Terentius. No. £21, no. £17.85 at Ga- Edelman Games, or £16.80 at the Outpost. You can use them in Heresy. Use it, use how them how Termin- many Terminator Chaplins are there at this point? Because GW have released three. Um, one that was only for store openings. Yeah. Um, one that's in fine cast, yeah. which looks terrible. And this one. So okay, so three. This isn't, this, isn't, this isn't the same as the store yeah, opening one then. It's like it's different. Yeah, it's different. Okay. It looks similar, but it is different. Yeah. I just okay. really don't like the model. It's fair enough. I really don't. I I think it's... the old Terminator Chaplin is a far superior sculpt. Fair enough. I mean, I like it. It's. I think. I think if you want to go and do a Praetor and you want to put him in Terminator armor, I you know in yeah uh, Indominus. That's the one. Is yeah. it Indominus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indominus. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, Indominus. The, sorry. The one to be. Shave off the down. old. Um, yeah, shave the. Um, French Terminatus off. And... Off the off the yeah. side there. I mean, I was thinking when I saw it. Well, actually, maybe you might make a good chaplain for the Salamanders, for example. Um, but yeah, twenty-one quid. Yeah, I'm not really not that fast to be honest with you. But it's a nice model. But twenty-one quid seems quite a lot for a single figure. But maybe I'm just old school. I don't know. I've probably spent way more than that. Just, yeah, <laughs> he's also easy to build, so no blue. Oh, okay. Oh, that's nice. Mm. And what's more, he 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 literally twists off the sprue. You don't need to okay. clip him off. He just twists off. You, you're you're upsetting the modelling snob in me, Michael. That that's that's. I that, love. I'll tell you what. After putting together those flipping pain in the balls recon marines, I would take easy build. Any day of the week. <laughs> no glue, no tools required, unless you want to take care of the um the mold. Any Mass- day massive of the gaps. Week. No, no. No, there aren't any gaps. So I put them together without glue. Um, no gaps. Then I took them apart and put them back together with glue, just because I don't like having no glue on them. But... Okay. Anyway. But nice model. And then finally, the Citadel color painting handle. Oh yeah. Wow, wow. Seven pounds, five ninety-five at Element Games, five pounds sixty at the Outpost. And I know everybody it's thinks the, it looks like a sex toy. But I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean, Michael. It looks like a painting handle. Individual. It looks like the well, mark painting handle. Yeah. 
how you could possibly equate that thing to something for some bedroom pleasure games, I don't well, know. All I'll say is that there have been comments from people within who, who are disabled and play Warhammer who have said that they wish the handle was slightly different in, in, in certain ways, and this meets a lot of those needs. Um, it's got a smaller top uh, where it clips on, so you can get brushes more easily from the underneath. Um, it's got a longer handle to make it easier to grip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a little bit more ergonomic. So if you were asking from purely dis- disabled painter point of view, I think this is good. The only thing that's not quite so good is that it is a smaller handle and quite a lot of us fellas have bigger hands. So well, there, is a, there is a danger it might get lost in our hands. It's not something that you're ever going to be able to, because of the hobby we're in, you, it's always got to be a compromise because little Johnny, yeah. who's just getting into the hobby when he's seven exactly. years old, has got much smaller hands than than me. My left hand is a lot smaller than my right hand. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I you, saw some of the stuff, saw some of the stuff on release, and and part of me just wanted people to just like, you know, if you don't like it, just chill out. Me, me and uh, Joss, let us have a have a handle of his. Uh... <laughs> That sounds bad, doesn't it? Let us have a have Modern. a go of his of his uh of the one he's got in um as demonstration on Saturday. He, he let you play um, with his toy, did he? Let me play with his toy. And it it is actually it's it is much nicer to handle. And how he, was the grip? Yeah, did it fit the bill? It's sorry. It's actually sorry. I know, I know. Did, did, it, did I, it slip I, in and out? Was it was it easy to get in and out of your grip, I mean? We're bad people. We are yeah, bad so people. the models go in. The models go in fine. Um, it, it holds them quite nicely, and it is it is it is a lot easier to maneuver around if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, yes. because it's got that slightly longer handle. It, it it sounds daft, but it's easier to move around in your hand if that makes any sense. No, that makes sense because it's yeah. smoother. It hasn't got the edges. Yeah. So if definitely. you want to spin it around, then it's going to be a bit easier. And so. Definitely a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um. I know people go off at the paint, you know, you, you, you all they, they make out painting handles, but literally painting handles have increased my yeah. painting capacity by 25. percent Well, yes, because you have 68 arms now. But because, no, because my arms upgrade. don't, my arms don't cramp as much when I'm trying to hold a model and twist it around. And stuff. So all the best, the point, all the best the painters in the world use them. It's is, not. A, yeah, yeah, the and, point you do make is valid, Michael, which is that we tend to look at these things from the outside aesthetic and have a little bit of a chortle about it. But, you know, people who may have difficulties, uh, which I feel that I will have at some point, you know, holding models um, and stuff like that. It's an absolute, uh, you know, godsend. godsend. Yeah. So yeah. while I'm on, on one hand, it's one. easy for us to have a little bit of a chortle and use lots of sort of Finbar Saunders-esque double entendres to try and trip mm. you up, Michael. Um, yeah. We do appreciate the fact that actually it isn't, we shouldn't be looking at it just in that particular prism. Yeah. And there are other there are competitors as well, which is cool. I mean, the red grass one, um, yeah. it's on my list to grab one. But Rath, Rathbone make one. Rathbone make the one that all the top guys seem to use. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? The guy who does um, Taylor Painters, Garfi. He yeah. does uh, the, the 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 grips as well, and they're quite nice. Especially I made one. Could... Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a slight. A slightly unfair advantage that there's a lathe in the workshop, but yeah, I I, I made myself one. Yeah, but there are all sorts. Of, I mean, Garfi's one. It literally just you, you swap out um, corks. Mm-hmm. 
So it just it essentially is a grip around the corks, and then it's got that little thing at the back that stops you from touching the model with your hand. Um, so yeah, there's there's some really nice ones out there. So cool. it's like one of those things that everybody was like, yeah, we don't want that, and then everybody else started making them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah. Anyway, so that is that. Chris, what did you what did you think well, I did? I was surprised that the um, Forge World Doctor chap, the um, oh, Doctor Arcos. I wasn't sure. I did. I did consider it, and I was like, I I couldn't see. I couldn't see where where in a militia army would fit in because he's definitely well, I, militia. I very nearly bought one because I've used the Delac models for my mechanicum yeah. and i was like oh he could I, I know i've built an axi arc but i could soon take him to bits and build a new arc, new axi yeah arc. i mean is there a, is is there a medical is there a sort of medical there was a medical character for the there is a medical character but i don't know if there's an so auxiliary medical. there is yeah oh yeah, so yeah. okay and militia and militia i was there militia and not that character they've got a um it's an elite choice medics yeah. oh well okay but yeah. the, um, but the oh, right. auxiliary have got an actual character yeah. he's very yeah, good the, actually it's the, the greg yeah. dan model isn't it that they discontinued yes yes <clears throat> that's very very expensive now um yeah no that is a uh, okay yeah no uh, i sorry i should have probably checked the militia but mm. i didn't think they had an actual medicaid there are but... some new releases that you've forgotten michael what have i forgotten there's some shoddily photoshopped new clothing releases that have gone up in the last <laughs> month since the last show oh the the jumpers Mm. No, the, ours. The Edge of Empire. Oh, oh, yeah. Merchandise. Yeah, Edge of Empire. We've got our merch store. Yeah. Blowing our own trumpets. Yeah. Again. Definitely on the on the. We have sold schedule. a t-shirt, you know. Actually, sorry, we made a few. What? Points. We sold a t-shirt and a journal. And You're a kidding. journal. Yeah. Someone bought, a, someone bought a Conker's journal. I like the Conker's <laughs> journal. That's the one that I was going to get. I think it looks really good on the on the, so, on the journal. So, Shall we shall we describe to those that haven't uh, uh, viewed our, our our wares on the on the various social medias as to what what we're actually talking about? Um, yeah, um, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes as well. But yeah, if you search for Edge of Empire on um, Redbubble, we've got various shirts. Uh, let me do done. that right now. Yeah, yeah. I so find we, if you, I find if you search for Volkite, we come up easier. <laughs> I keep meaning to put a flipping link on the website. So yeah, so we now have uh, a new. Uh, range of, of individual <laughs> uh, outfits. Uh, we have a, a Mark, a, a Graham uh, version, which is the Aegis Defence Line Owner's Manual. Which was great. Uh, I really thought that was witty. It's very good. We have uh, Mr. B's version, which is the uh, My First Volkite, I believe. My yep, First Volkite. My First Volkite, yeah. Mine is the Ladybird Guide to Deep Strike. Uh, and Rob's, I, I can't. I I don't really have one. You haven't put yours forward yet. Richard? No, because I, I don't have I don't I don't have enough. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, but I would feel I, I, too, I would feel too egotistical putting one about me. I don't mind. I think you definitely. I think we need a, a Robert one. So if you have any ideas out there, people, for what Rob's uh, particular brand of t-shirt or jumper, be something t-shirt. about camper vans or something. <laughs> My other car is another spark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or. or... <laughs> Or the best like the best the best form of attack is to not get out your spam. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, it. That's a good one. And I like the cataphracti cater. Yes, of course. Yes. Cataphracti. Yes. Cater- yes cater- apparently, cataphracti. Par- 
Right. Apparently, it's a thing that I don't know how to pronounce. Catafracci. No, don't pronounce it like that because you've never pronounced it like that in any episode you've ever done. Catafracci. 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 You always say. I don't know. Anyway, it's been years since I did Latin. I can tell. I'm older than you. It's probably more years since I did it, but still. Listen, when you're growing up on a council estate, Latin is the last thing you're interested in. I just grew up on a council estate. What, that taught you Latin? I I happened to go to a a Catholic school. So did I. All they taught me was, well, let's not describe it, really. Nuns, that's what I'm saying. There, and the, there is the Conkers print that I did as well. The oh, Conkers yes, design. of course. Yeah, the Conkers, Conkers Deep in Heresy since 2016. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So they're, uh, they're all there for people to... to, to so to somebody who isn't us has actually bought some. Well, yeah, I think it is you, because it was Fifth Godsmut said he was going to buy one. Oh, which, so we, would be which we all know is your Tyler Durden. Yeah, basically. <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Someone did buy some, so I will put up. I, I should probably put up a. I, I'm gonna fix the website and have a link to it there. And then, yeah, there were some other clothing items, uh, uh, Christmas jumpers, but I haven't really said anything about them in the show notes, I guess. Only our jumpers are available. Yeah, only our jumpers. And the, the the original Chris Gibson's Orlock Power Fist is oh, available yeah. now for everybody to buy as a T-shirt. I, I'm really, really tempted to get that. Where it started. Yeah. With with support from Primus Nullificator and Lurid Onslaught. It's oh, a hell of a hell of a lineup right there. Because yeah, I because I, I, I pay attention. <laughs> classic lineup. Changed it slightly from the one that I printed for myself for uh, Company Legends last year. But um, um, Chris, send me your um, address, Chief. I'll get you one of these sent over because I feel bad that we might make a few pennies out of your your likeness. Wow, <laughs> but yes, we will be using your likeness. And uh, could you just imagine that though, going to a like a heresy event? You remember heresy events? We used to have them. Oh yeah, once once upon a time, I remember them. Uh, back in the good old days. Yeah, yeah well, back we could when, see back other people. when we were young. Yeah, somebody somebody wearing 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 a Chris Gibson's All Up Power Fest T-shirt. I think that would probably be us retired. <laughs> Maybe actually that's an incentive for somebody to do just that. Yeah. 18 pounds well spent. Johnny, yeah, that's it. See ya. Hang around, hang around in Durham and never see him again. Also, oh dear. <laughs> All right, shall we uh, crack on with what we've been up to? If you like. Yeah, go on then. Go on then. There's nothing else to do. So next up, uh, we'll be having a little sojourn across what we've been doing in terms of hobby over the last month. And, uh, well, it's a mixed bag. So let's start with Chris. Yeah, so I, uh, I've i got um, an op coming up. So I was planning for a bit of self-isolation time anyway before boris decided to give me a couple of extra weeks out of the kindness of his heart that's very decent of him i know so I was, I, 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 he, I, he heard about chris and did, did brought I, put, I put the phone call in i went boris look <laughs> two weeks off it's just not enough for me i've got a lot of painting to get done can we do something mm. about this 
get 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 witty in the other chapter, sort it out. And uh, and now we've got a was that because of your multi million pound donation to the Tory? Uh, it is in fact because of that. Yeah. Be thankful you weren't twenty years younger and just feeling a bit peckish. Else he'd have told you to jog on. Well, exactly. Um, but no, so I've got uh, satire. I know, right? So yeah, so I've, I've I rummaged through and I found my uh, sort of I try to work out a project that I thought I can get done in two weeks. And so I was I started my Battlefleet Gothic stuff last lockdown. So I, re- I sort of went through and I, I, I was like, oh, well, I've got this and this and this and this. And so I told you guys I've got this amount of ships to get done. And then I sort of opened a couple more boxes. And I went, oh, no, wait, there's that's another sort of half a dozen, maybe a dozen ships kicking around in a box. So, yeah, there's a, there's a fair amount there to get done. So I'm going to split it into six fleets. Nice. It's, it's about nine and a half thousand points now you get a couple more you'll be able to play every sphere of the <laughs> solar war well because originally it was going to be all loyalist um just the the sort of my three well the, the fist the angels and the, the white scars um but when i because i want to use it i want other people to use it a company of legends mm-hmm. um next year i need i really need to put some traitor elements in so uh Yes, so will you go Iron Warriors? Will I balls? <laughs> <laughs> if you are doing Solar War, though, they would be. Um, I'm not doing yeah. Solar War. Totally should. No, I should. Oh. I'm not gonna. Um, yeah, but so then, no, I, I don't know. Then, I, it, then you can destroy the Imperial Fist when you play over I, people because you know the rule set. Sorry, not the Imperial Fist. You can no, just you were absolutely right destroy the Iron Warriors <laughs> when no, you play just, them because you'd be like, I don't. I I don't want to sully myself by he doesn't even want to bust, take the potential busting out some is. bolt gun metal rattle can and just spraying that down with some agrax, you know that's that's for someone else to do. Um, <laughs> there are different ways to do any imperial to, to do the Iron Warriors. I'm sure there are, but you know that doesn't but involve he, just. But he's, but he's not interested in any of them. <laughs> but it doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't really matter. He just won't do them out of principle. Basically, what about yeah. Death Guard and Word Bearers? Yeah, so I might do Word Bearers. Um, Mr. Frost said uh, Night Lords, which is very tempting. The the mm. the my, my 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 wife has just decided in the middle of a recording session to start singing in the background. Well, that's good. We need some entertainment on this show. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, my own fault. So yeah, that's my own so fault. That's I have a I have a lo- I have a quiet recording please sign above the door here and I've not turned it on. It's very professional. You mean yeah, you mean absolutely. you've not got it linked up to Alexa? Yeah. You can yes. talk to your kettle but you can't talk to I've your been thinking, Alexa, keep Lindsay out, that sort of thing. I've been thinking about actually um putting in a a, a Zigbee model uh, module for that. So a, a what? A Zigbee, it's a it's a protocol for smart home stuff. It's, um, it's a protocol. That sounds like the sort of thing that someone's head explodes. Yeah, it sounds like the next thing you see is like the ED209 from Rover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With, you know, you have 10 seconds to Chris, you work, not Chris. Graham, you work in technology. You know what a protocol is. I, I know what a protocol I, uh, is. I, look, I'm well aware I, of what I, a protocol is myself, but it's just it sounds that, ominous. There's no, there's no good way to sell protocol. You're going it's, to like a, it's like a mesh network thing for controlling smart home stuff it, it's the uh, it's network, what, is that something to do with tights <laughs> sexy sexy um yeah okay moving on yes so yeah that's it imperial navy four weeks done. job done because element games everyone's still gonna be for 
uh, paint supplies. He says, not knowing that for definite. Um, so that's. Going to I, make I, I had something from them. I got a delivery from them Monday, although it came by raw mail instead of Amazon because they've been they've been using Amazon for most of my deliveries recently, oh, yeah. um, which is different, and that's been really really quick. But my postal service has been rubbish because we had a COVID nineteen outbreak in the uh, in the um, delivery office. Well, yeah, country, but no, the the, the delivery office like had a had a COVID nineteen outbreak, and like three postmen have died. So you know, you don't feel okay. you don't feel bad at complaining. You don't want to feel like, be a dick and complain about it. But yeah, no, should have probably be led a... with that before. We, you know, that <laughs> yeah. was, I would have started with that to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. three yeah, people so... have died in my area in the in the post sorting office. Yeah, that's why it's you know not leave that to the last part of the conversation. Yeah, it, it, it's like the post office has been terrible, but yeah, uh, you know the, it's fine. <laughs> They've got all the temps in now. They've got all the fact. Te- well, it's not fine, but you know what I mean. There. You don't, wanna, you don't want to. You don't. Yeah. Stop. You don't want to be the dick. Someone, someone give him a ladder. Someone give him a ladder. Give him a ladder. Give him a ladder. Give him a ladder. Anyway. Mr. B, what have you done? Let's let's shift you onto onto firmer territory for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I said I was going to paint the um, uh, some well continue painting the zomotalis terrain because I was never going to paint it in the month because there's a lot of it. Um, and do uh, a unit for my for my secret heresy project, and I got both of I, you know I, I completed both of those you know I haven't com- I haven't completed the uh, zone mortalis terrain but I got done the doors, um, which I'm quite happy with those. Um, How long is this going to remain a secret? I mean it's been secret for about two years now. It's surely this year. People knew more frequently about the flipping. Blackbird spy plane. <laughs> Quicker than people yeah. about this. When I forgot to when I when I finished I went to go and see one of those at RAF Finningly ones. When I finished the nice. Zomotalis force that I'm pay- building for it, one thousand two hundred and fifty points, I'm gonna tell people then. But it's then like I don't want to get mean, ahead of myself. Those rainbow gonna get, warriors are gonna look awesome. Then he's gonna get are. then he's gonna get Dan Brown to turn it into a novel and Tom Hanks is gonna star as Michael Bottrell. In the secret project. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy with them. They're, turn out that turn out that the list was written by Raphael or something in some yeah. church somewhere in the Renaissance. <laughs> it's all going to be set in Venice rather than Durham. No, I wrote the list. I've got I've got two. It's, it's when you see what? a space marine in, in the, the Sistine Chapel. There we go, putting it all back together. Segway. There'll, there'll be a, in, in the centre of the Sistine Chapel. There'll be God handing uh, Adam a a space <clears throat> marine. Mm. Um, on a painting handle. On a with painting some handle. With, with a, yeah. And there'll be some cherubim, cherubim, seraphim. Uh, yeah, with the cherubim, with seraphim. cherubim, seraphim. I really <laughs> started painting them like last month when I did the tactical. When? Spot. What the whole thing, or are you trying to just these two things? No, the the, the whole the, the actual secret project army only really got started last month. I think, it, I think my WhatsApp would tell you me a different thing altogether. Mr. I B. did I did a couple of test units uh, a few months oh, back. Okay. Yeah, uh, wasn't that about units. four thousand points? Yeah. No, oh, they were just like some HQs. Most people yeah. do test yeah, yeah test one model. Units. Yeah, Mr. B does a test army. Uh, so I've I've <sighs> the scheme is a little bit different to what I've done in the past. So. I'm not it's confident. masking. You've just got to get used to masking it off so that the, the the yellow doesn't seep into the blue and the red. Because so I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, there's a there's a part of me that is actually like convinced that that because of the scheme I've used, I'm going to get a bit of crap for it. 
So the thing is, how are you going to get the magenta on? That's the bit that really getting that getting the magenta on in like a delicate way that doesn't take away from the rest of it is going to be the really interesting part for me. Plus, keeping um, the polka dots neat is going to be tricky. Well, exactly, because he wants because uh, in the test ones they are perfectly spherical. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And maybe he's just going to use an itsy bitsy teeny weeny brush. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Anyway. Anyway, and then I got the today. Today mm. I finished off well, Tim, Timmy Mallet, isn't it? Well, yeah. Is he still alive? He... Yes, he's still yes. alive. I think he's hosting uh, okay, a radio show down in London or something. Just, just going back to the, the elements conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I have finished that unit uh, yesterday. I was quite happy with quite happy with that. I don't know what you guys think. Well, like I said, the polka dots are nice and neat, and the magenta yeah. yeah. looks good. Yeah. And the, the sort of um, electric blue metallic screen is interesting. It's the glitter on the knee pads that I like. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay. interesting. Interesting how you've done the chintz carpet basing for them as well. It's so <laughs> something my gran had it. Okay, it's, it's nice and thick. It it does cover the whole of the shoe. Shag pile, ba- shag pile basing is is the future. It is. I don't know how he's done it. Okay. I assume and, it's more, like um, wood, some sort of wood chipping. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know Axminster did bases, but you know, it's, it's like a new market. And uh, yeah, today, upside down. Today I finished up the um, uh, the Zomotalis walls and columns. So they are looking nice and dirty. Okay. Um, which is what I'm aiming for. Did not like the way you said that. Okay. <laughs> I, I was aiming for like the way I like it. Nice. And dirty. Now, with your same mortality tables to match yeah. your secret project, are they going to have mirrored flooring? <laughs> or just the ceilings? Or is it, or is it just going to be glitter balls coming down? <coughs> uh, glitter balls, clearly. Okay, now just flying stamps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but he's got a, he's got little LED lights that you can sort of ang- angle up and all that give the effect. Anyway, that joke is well and truly flogged. What about oh, well. what about what what me? Well, yeah, mm. what, what, what about you? Um, well, I said I would paint my Silax wolves. Uh, oh yeah, and, and Myrmidons if I got chance, but I got somewhat sidetracked by dodgily photoshopping a load of t-shirts and merch um so how you did that um so i did um get some base colors airbrushed on the wolves the kind of fur base coats so Mm. they they still need about a million glazes and washes and dry brushes and all sorts of stuff to tie them together and then i need to sort out the um the sort of armor panels that have uh, got embedded in their spines and whatnot but um i'll get there uh, i finish my current job on wednesday and then i have 12 days until i start my next one so um i'm hoping to get some time in to just chill out and do some of that on an evening when we've uh, kicked the neophyte into the bed nice. and of course he's at uh, he'll be at uh, school won't he so he will be at school yes and the missus will be at home so um i'll have a bit more time to to do so, do do some stuff, but doubtless there will be lists of jobs to do. And there's an allotment to keep. There is an allotment to keep. Yes, I've got a six meter by three meter greenhouse to build as well, but I might wait until the weather's a bit more, bit calmer. It's still a bit wild at the moment. Hey, good. Not the nicest. No, 
for sure. But that's yeah, that's about it for me. Not as not as much as I've managed in the last couple of months, but with interviewing and getting ready for a new job and prepping and then all that kind of malarkey. So I've just not really had much much time, but I'm gonna put some more effort in the next month, see what I can get done by Christmas. And uh, I have been doing a bit of non uh, sort of extracurricular stuff. So I've built like a Necromunda gang and uh, committed to do a Inquisitor 28 warband for the Iron Sleep Invitational oh, uh, very that, they're nice. doing, that they're doing through Patreon. So I've been kind of plotting and planning and doing that, but in in one kind of way, it's it's invigorated me a bit more for the for the Mechanicum because it's just a little palate cleanser of, right, well, I've built some Eshes. Brilliant. I'll pop them aside. I can work on them at some point, but now I can do a little bit more of the Mechanicum. Yeah. You made me feel bad because I, I picked Eshers and then you started painting them and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've, I've had Eshers since 1995, mate, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I tried Goliath, but I just didn't like them. No, no. I've, I've never been. I've never liked them since the original artwork of the original Necromunda box, the Jeff Taylor one of the guy with the ball gag in his mouth looking straight out of the box, firing <laughs> oh. one gun in one direction and another gun in another direction. Oh, I forgot about looking, that one. Not looking at either of them it's like yeah i forgot that artwork. that's how the coolest people roll like not not well, looking not don't... looking where they're shooting yeah absolutely we've all seen rambo that's how basically rambo operates is rambo 2 was de- dedicated to the taliban for crying out loud in his original version so it's hardly a moral <laughs> you know, it's, it's hardly a benchmark is it so when which bit did you object to him not looking at either of the things and just shooting wildly i i don't jeff or the Taylor, ball gag jeff that, that was the least offensive bit it matched well with oh, really? when well, all he needed was a painting handle and he would have had a full full kind of outfit um there's jeff taylor did a lot of artwork for gw in the early 90s he, he'd done a lot of book illustration he was very highly regarded personally i think technically he's very good but composition wise it's just rubbish nobody's looking at what they're doing hmm? is it jeff taylor Jeff Taylor, Jeff with a G, G E O. Jeff, get me a ball so, guy so, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, so, so he did some, he did uh, a lot of some Rift War editions, I believe he did some Raymond Feist stuff. Okay. Um, I think, oh yeah. I think uh, he did some Eddings as well, maybe. I, I actually have to agree with you on this one. I've never been a fan um, of his work. But nobody's looking at what they're doing. He did the original High Elf book where there's a mage on the front with a sword in one hand, literally as far away from his body as he can be on his left hand side, oh, and a staff he? and a staff in his hand that he's trying to get a far as far away from his body on the right hand side. Everybody he draws is in this kind of crucify me pose, screaming out of the canvas, and no one's looking at what's going on, and I'm surprised they haven't been shot, stabbed, or just generally come to a very sticky end. I mean, it is a fantasy artist. I mean, just saying. It's got to be based in some semblance of reality. It's, you know, Dali was a fantasy artist, but at least stuff was looking where it was going. His weird spindly-legged elephants weren't, weren't like, you know, looking at a bumblebee going past and tripping over a melting clock. Okay, but... Fair enough. There's a classic picture. I'm just looking at it now, actually. The Titan one, the big Emperor-class Titan against a big... Yeah, which, giga, is looking, which, which is looking straight forward, and neither of its guns are pointing in the direction it's looking at. 
But does but okay, here we go. <laughs> does it have cameras at the ends of the barrels? Like a terrorist space marine does. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I believe we'll call that checkmate, sir. No, I don't believe I don't believe we will. I believe I think I, we're even close to that. I but believe yes. we'll we'll call that facetious technicality. And that is <laughs> Okay. That's my, anyway, that's my stock and trade, mate. That's my. Well, stock that's right. Right. I can right. tell you, being suspicious, your mouth's is, moving. Is, 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 so moving is on. His name, Graham. Um, what yes. Name? Well, like, actually, I was a, I was in a bit of Squidward mode. Actually, I just realised I actually managed to get quite a bit done. So I said I'd paint a squad of recon marines, which I bought, which I did, and I was quite pleased with them. Actually, they were yeah, a little fiddly, but they're nice. Yeah, they're, they're really nice models. They're not the nicest to build. But um, I've decided that I'm never gonna. So if I'm building stuff now, I I what I use I use green stuff to build marines now, and because I just have such a chew on trying to get the arms right with super glue, it just drives me mad. So now I use green stuff to get the arms correct, like a little dab of green stuff. It's probably more expensive, but it works for me. So which means you can kind of pose them and make sure the guns line up correctly, which I always seem to have a struggle with. But yeah, I've got these painted them. Um, I was quite pleased with them. I, I was arming and arming about the camouflage cloaks and what to paint them, and I thought about a kind of um, sort of North European sort of uh, forest camouflage, but that looked a bit meh. So in the end, I went for a sort of a snow camouflage, mm-hmm. which I was quite pleased with. Um, and then that meant I had to have snow bases, so I used, on your recommendation, Mr. B, the Stuff That Goes Workshop um, cell, Valhallen Blizzard. Yeah, that works really nicely. And then I also added the secret ingredient that that Rob taught me, which was um, herbal tea in this instance, scattered liberally across it to give you that kind of uh, pine forest effect. So I'm actually quite pleased with these guys because um, I wanted to make sure I didn't have anything shiny on them because if you're a regal marine, you wouldn't have anything shiny. We have actually had a couple of requests for Rob to do a proper basing guide at some point. Have we? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry for anybody who's been waiting. Michael hasn't told me. No, He's no, it's, it's only been like one or two people mentioning. We'll have to get Rob. We'll have to get Rob to. Basically, we have a minimum uh, requirement. I think it's like being three people who've like mentioned. We'll have to get Rob to to show us that one time, and I just assumed they were going to ask you, and I'm like, maybe I should actually get Rob to do it. I will see if I can video it in the next couple of days, and then I will email it. I will send it to you, and you can put it on the face gash because I. Yeah, or even just a, or even just some photos that we can with some text, whatever's easiest. We can just put it on the website and Facebook. Videos, probably, videos, the least effort. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good effect. The tea, I've got to say. Um, I know you've actually used herbal tea because it's green, mm-hmm. rather than Rob's uh, Yorkshire tea. Um, I use that because I don't drink it. The um. The putting camouflage on the gun was quite cool as well. I'm not going to before. So rather than having, you know, you'd have you'd they'd camouflage up their guns as well. Of course, they're wearing blue armor, so the whole point of camouflage is somewhat wasted. But you know, we can suspend disbelief for a bit. I like the backpacks on the recon marines as well. I think they're very interesting. Oh yeah, with well, the, the pouches and all that all over it. Yeah, there's a lot going on there, which is quite cool. So yeah, I really enjoyed the figures actually. I've got to say they're a nice figure. I mean, they're Mark IV. I don't usually like Mark IV, but they look really good in that. So, got five of them done. Quite pleased. Um, I also got a rhino, which you had to believe it. Uh, Ultramarines rhino with doors. I know, right? Nice. Nice. Great find. Um, so that I really enjoyed painting those, and the 
so that's for my veterans and uh that was a nice to paint and i quite like the um the doors set the thing off the ultramarine doors look really good and then um i think i also did this month an absolute fit of stuff did a castellax mm -hmm. for my pravian um so yeah, that's that done so uh really what pleased with that. did you do him again did you do him in like a mechanic or more no he's um, ultramarine. ultramarines yeah okay yeah, yeah. So he's ultramarine because he's obviously for the and I yeah whether I'll use him with him and kind of him separately I'm not sure yet but he's he's painted up in ultramarine colours I like the idea of having robots in um, legion colours I think that's cool mm -hmm. yeah because it kind of means they're part of the legion like in the um, like the thousand suns one was mm -hmm. and um, I also painted up a Krios Venator very nice which I, I painted up and I thought was really good and then Mark Frost yep. showed me his one and it was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> there's some there's some perspective for you but yeah nice tank um, yeah quite your fiddly your mechanic and reinforcements will be on the way up to you tomorrow now that i found the, the bits that i've been looking for so oh, okay i was gonna i, I did mention that um yeah. but yes it's um sorry that sounded really cruel i said i did mention in the in the notes i was thinking of a little subtle reminder because i'm running out oh of sorry yes, I, know. I know but um so I enjoyed that painting that tanks that I do like the models. I'm, I'm really, I hate to say it, it pains me even to, to mention it, but I actually quite like painting the Mechanicum. I mean, I've only painted two things, but it's quite nice. And there's quite a lot going on in the models as well. So they are very different. Uh, they're very different to pretty much everything else. And that's kind of why I like them as well. Yeah. And yeah, you can go to town on them. The Castellac was nice to put together and paint. We enjoyed that. Oh, Castellac is a lovely model. Which one was it? Did the Dark Fire Lance or the? Of course. Multi organizer or Multi Melter? Who buys a Multi Melter who, one? Who buys a Multi Melter? Me. One? I have two of them. I think the Heavy Bolter one would you could not the Heavy Bolter. You're you gonna have to take the Mauler Pattern Bolter. Yeah. Uh, can, uh, yeah. Something. But anyway. Really nice. Bolter. So I've got one of them as well. The problem, of course, now is I don't know about you guys, but I'm struggling to get the oomph to paint because you know i like to paint and then play so usually it's a oh that'd be a yeah, nice yeah. unit i'll buy that when i've got some money and i'll paint it and i'll play it in a week or two's time after i've finished it yeah yeah that's, 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 that's the problem sucks. i've got is because i always paint two events you know sometimes yeah. up to the like 20 minutes beforehand um so even in having, a queue of events i've not i've never done that thank you i'm, no. I'm not that person in no. the hotel before we leave for the event yes that has happened. Um, that, that has happened yeah um but yeah because we've got no events in the calendar i know we kind of have but everything's yeah. so in the air it's like i've kind of put the demons to one side because i just i can't because i haven't got anything to focus me on doing them it's just yeah. like just i can't find that enthusiasm to I'm, sort of dive in on because i've got a load of um blood letters to get done for them and that's just going to be an absolute chore yeah and that's not just, that's not a pleasant paint is it yeah because like, like when you paint the big the big demons it's like yay they look really cool painting yeah. 30 little snodges yeah, that's about 60 that's, i think i've got to do some of that and it's that's, just like, yeah. that's why i leave my that's time. why i leave my big stuff till the um till the end the you nice treat, stuff, the stuff I want to paint. Treat yourself to it as a reward. Yeah, I've got, to, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to earn it. The, mm. the thing has been, it's the, the 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 big stuff is the only stuff I've been able to paint. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I suppose it's your so, eyes. Yeah. So it's it's of knowing that I've got to get these bread letters done. It's just like because that's the point I'm at. It's just like oh, 
there's no event for me to get them ready for. So it's like, yeah, this one that could possibly happen is March. So yeah. it's like that's four months. Fingers away. crossed. Five months well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Possibly. It's four or five months away. It's just like, I can't yeah. cannot I know. muster up the in because you know I paint for events basically I mean because we're sort of up here you know, you, you know there would be times when I'd get two or three games in a month yeah, yeah. and all stop you know and that's mm. um that's a tough it's a tough hit right I don't know if everybody else is feeling that I know people said the same but it is um you know it's a, it's a hobby and that hobby is you know part of it is painting for sure and modeling but it's not the main draw for me yeah. Um, it's you know it's 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 playing the game, so um, taking that away it does require a little bit of um, sort of digging into your reserves of sort of um, self motivation really. I think now I'm at the point where I want to get the um, ultramarines done. And it's going to be expensive and take time, but I want to have them so that at least they're there. You know, fifteen hundred points or so, so that I can even if I get the mechanicum done come march at least i could use them with another iron force maybe the solar auxiliary or maybe the um salamander or something if i want to but i like the idea behind the army um i'm looking forward to playing the recon marines even though i know they die really quickly and horribly but they they're quite cool looking things and i think that would be nice to put them on the table so that's me if you do some scenarios for them though you can you can you guys are good enough at writing your own scenarios that when things do get back to normal, you can you can write something narrative that maybe takes some of the fragility off the recon marines and at least keeps them on the table for a bit longer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think for me it's like the temptation with them was always to put them forward and use that scout rule or infiltrate, yeah. and they're just going to get mullered as soon as anything with a power sword comes at them. Yeah, you keep keep but them at the back, and when stuff defense dies, line defense line your- of course. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep them at the keep them at the back, and when stuff dies, you build your dead pile around them, so your opponent forgets. Yes, that's true. So the, thing, the thing with recon marines <laughs> is you, you, you've got to, you want to make use of them forward, especially if you've got things that if you put a nuncio box on them, for instance. Do do I look like a man who's going to be deep striking? No, no, but you can use it for a barrage and stuff, can't you? You can. Yeah, that's true. I mean, which you is, do look which like is, a man who might use <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, you have a good um, point. I think it's for me it's because the 36 range on 36 range on the sniper rifles is pretty good. So you, you don't have to be right on top of somebody. And you know if you're going to use them for example to try and deny demons ability to put those flipping spawn points right in your front door, they'd be good for that too even if it just means pushing stuff back a bit. But um I think I'd probably put them where they could, you know, snipe things if that opportunity arose, but they're expensive. I mean, a tactical squad's probably point for point a much better idea but i like the idea of recon marines and i like the idea of having particularly a sort of shattered-esque legion feel you know a sort of crack unit that may be behind the lines and trying to get back or do something once you have ultramarines don't forget um about the about the interlocking tactics for them yes because if you shoot something even if you can't hurt it you just have to hit it like say you hit a lord of war whatever um yeah, Fellblade, um, for example. Um, every unit from the Ultramarines Army, not Legionus Astartes, just every unit from the Ultramarines Army, then gets a re-roll one, um, ones when it hits it. So your cast it to or to... No, yeah, re-roll, I think it's re-roll ones to hit. Is it? 
Yeah. I'm sure it's not that good. But the Castellaxes don't because they don't have interlocking, that little, interlocking, interlocking tactics. tactics. Yeah, because there's an argument. Oh, it's been a while that since I've played yeah. it. It's slightly different for the I think they can get something similar, but it's not quite the same. And I've got the wrong book, of course. And that, there goes my desk. <laughs> uh, but, oh, Jenga. Right. Jenga with books. Well done. Yeah, but yeah, they've got some nice... Ultramarines have got some nice tactics that link up like that. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, let's have a look at that in a bit. Flick, but, the flicking of raw books. Yeah, frantic flicking of raw books. It happens on this show. Quite often. Anyway, um, so that's me. Uh, oh, I did buy some colour shift paints this month. Well, a colour shift paint. I saw you did that. I'm going to try out... Um, it's not for heresy, but I might end up putting some of it into heresy. So I'm going to give them a try. I've oh, bought Turbo oh. Dork ones, mm. which look really nice. I've not seen them. seen them used. Um, I've never used an acrylic colour flip paint. All my ones are cellulose based um mm. like car paint which means they flip really well but they will kill you mm. yeah. um but these are these are turbo dork new american company well i said new they're, they're, they're reasonably new but previously you've only been able to get them from one uk distributor who sell bugger all of anything else um so element games now sell them so does the outpost and yeah just uh in, just just about so the the rules mm. query on interlocking tactics. Uh, whenever a unit with the Legion of Astartes Ultramarine special rule makes a shooting attack against the target, which has already been successfully hit in the same shooting phase by another Ultramarine's unit, asterisk, they may may re-roll rolls of one to wound or penetrate the target's armor. Oh, it's one to wound. Snapshots or blast weapons. However, the asterisk leads on to, for the purpose of this special rule. An Ultramarine's unit is defined as any in unit in the same detachment drawn from the Space Marine Crusade Army list except for super-heavy vehicles, flyers, servo-automata, and battle-automata of any kind. All right, so the Catholics don't get it. Okay, fair enough. Correct. I knew it was not re-roll once to hit because that would be pretty awesome. But, yeah, but still, still once to wound, to wound and, and once to armor pen is pretty cool. But not yeah. with the Catholics. But not with the Castellacs, although the Castellacs have got a separate rule for their oh, do you thing. Do you want me to find that for you? Sure no, it's in the FAQ. You won't find it unless you look in there. Uh, I will. But, Give me two seconds. No worries. But yeah, the so, Ultramarines rules are nice for like stuff like that. But I've used that to um, to combo up with Laz Laz Cannon teams. That would work. So, I, so I've hit um, so I've hit the um, the super heavy, and then went and hit it again with my uh, Laz my Laz Cannon team. Um, which has been very helpful. Yeah, I mean, re-roll to one through armor penetration, nobody likes a one, and, it, and I rolled a lot of them, so that's always good. But yeah, an interesting little U army using recall marines as the troops should make it something a little bit different from the normal. So that's what I'm looking for, really, something different to play. But Ult- alas, playing is a distant memory. Ultramarine Battle Automata, uh, third main stationary, all Battle Automata, a unit makes snapshots of Ballistic Skill 2 until the end of the controlling player's next turn. There you go. That's their special rule. That's their special Ultramarine. That's their special Ultramarine thing, yeah. Yeah. Which is a bit pantsery. It's not great. Anyway, so I'm just going to make the assumption that nobody's played any games. That is a very wise and uh, just assumption. What year is it, Michael? 
2020. Mm. I don't so know. Me and Graham had a. Me and Graham have had a couple of games this year, so. Oh, that's true. Actually, I've had one since lockdown. First lockdown, I've had, I've had a couple at Battle Bunker. Um, the last Battle Bunker, Heresy and I didn't play because the numbers were off. Um, but we had, we went away in January for my birthday. You remember that? That yes. was nice. Oh, when we could see each other. Yeah, I'm thinking about the thing is though, gentlemen, something serious to consider. Normally, we we slack off for the last episode of the year and just do a <laughs> do a handy recap of what we were doing in the year right because it it was an hour or two that leads to the conclusion of what are we doing the rest of the year if we slack off for the last episode of the year (laughs) so if this this is the a game good lord Mm. the honorable member for brighton makes a point yes so which means we're in trouble that that usual give me gimme episode we have to do too much work we have to do some work for it's gonna suck. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. games played, nil point for anybody. Nil point. Okay. What we're we gonna do next month? What are we gonna do next month? <sighs> look out look outside at the world through the windows, twitching the curtains and going, They shouldn't be outside. We got, month, we, got month, we got a month in lockdown. I'm gonna so. report I'm gonna report my neighbours. Yeah. Start a new job. Report my neighbours. <laughs> I, I do know people who have reported some of our neighbours, and to be fair, we live behind a police station. So you know people, you are those yeah. people. No, I haven't not. because we live behind a bloody police station. So there's no oh, absolutely yeah. zero point to me reporting my neighbour. I mean, she sits out in the garden and smokes some very strong Still? coriander. <laughs> For Christ's sake! Oh, why? Why are we going down this route now? You're, Sorry. you're basically snitching live on air. And also probably giving his address away if people are clever on Google Earth. Not difficult to find Mike's address, <laughs> I <I'm laughs> suspect. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, anyway. Maybe cut that maybe maybe cut that bit out, yeah? I mean yeah. to be fair, if she, if she's smoking coriander, we could it could be worse. She could be like mainlining washing up liquid if that's a thing. That is a thing. Um right. next month. <laughs> what are we gonna get up to? What are we gonna get up to next month? Yeah. What are we gonna get up to next month? Yes. Uh, okay, it depends on money. I'm going to get some more recon marines mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. I want to get those done. And if my lovely brother does actually manage to get out of the house, no, 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 it was a genuine because you know it's not easy. It's a pain in the ass, I know. Oh, you've not mentioned um, Dave for a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, if my lovely brother does manage to get, get, Rob, get out, you of the don't house need and... to tell me that. I already know. Do not worry. If my lovely brother <laughs> happens to be, get out of the house and go round to my other brother's house and tell him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. That's about right. Um, then I may have a bumper harvest of um, mechanicum, which would be very exciting to paint up. I don't think I need to buy too much. I think I'll. No, I think I'm pretty much good to go there. So lovely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So that's me. That spaceships. Spaceships for me. There's the next couple of weeks, and then spaceships and binocular vision. And then see it well. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Uh, plan. Uh, what about you, Rob? Oh, you already. Did you already say, Rob? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish the um, Silax dogs, Silax and dogs. I do yeah. have another Warlord Titan to build. Cool. I forgot to mention that earlier. I got um. I ordered a, a second warlord. Um, nice. So that takes me to eighteen hundred and fifty points of um, AT. So I'm going to build that and try and get some paint on some of it. 
Awesome. Uh, I'm going to paint another um, another uh, secret heresy project unit, maybe two, um, and just continue cracking on with this Zomortalis terrain. Um, I'd mm-hmm. like to have I'd like to have the Zomortalis terrain finished by Christmas. Um, so just try and crack on with that. Isn't it weird? Christmas is like eight weeks away, if that. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, I think one, I fin- one recording away, chaps. God, it's always terrifying. Two. No, this is November. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll be better in the number of episodes in the keep yeah. the schedule next year. <laughs> but this year has been one of those chaotic years. That's it ever. Well, we could do yeah. a December. We could do a we could do a shorter December show, maybe, and then a. We did a know, couple of years ago, and that was actually quite well received. So we could we could do like a you know a Edge of Empire does Clive James, end of the year thing. It's not like anyone's going to be going out on New Year's Eve, is it? Yeah. So what you're saying is what sort of hootenanny for heresy? What yes. we could do is do a a live broadcast on New Year's Eve. Because that's going to work. Think, I think I'm going to get killed if I tried that. <laughs> We could put out a live broadcast that we recorded the night before, <laughs> by all means. But yeah, God, I think that's going to be the amount of work that's going to be. That's not going to happen, is it? Let's be honest. Yeah, but, work that's going to be, says the man who doesn't have a job. I think it's more in the all negotiation. The beeps. All the beeps. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah, that, 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 that would be like trying to get the Sopranos ready for going on CBBC. Yeah. I mean, you know how hard it is to beep out all of the great, all of the the c words that Graham comes out with, <laughs> like c word this, c word that, and it's true, folks. It's all true. I mean, it we record true. about twelve hours. Carrot, coriander, eight of, which, nuts. eight of which is Graham just swearing, just non-stop swearing, just like a tirade of swearing. As soon as we start, actually, and and not for the first time. Somewhere that recording will float forever in the ether. Yes. <laughs> The special secret locked vault of recordings that never went out. I'm gonna yeah. unlock. I'm gonna unlock that at some point. Purely you have for my to. Own you, have, you have to be with us for some time before we let you yeah. into that vault. I'm afraid. Paper I mean, you are. Signed. We're like the dark angels in that regard. You know, there's like a sort of outside thing, and then there's like an inner cabal. You have to have to, have to work, make your way did into, you the, tell, into the did you into just the tell us, way. Did you just yes. tell a space wolves fan that we're like the dark angels? I did. Well, he knew that. He knew. That. I can be it does secret, now. I can be a secretive shifty beggar anyway. I've got an Alpha Legion army, so yeah, don't yeah, trust exactly. me. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, um, so Next. what we'll do now is we'll go on to the State of the Union. So now we move on to State of the Union, the Union, the Uniform, I don't know, State of something. Uh, <laughs> it's a state. Yeah. It's, it's, it's state a, of that, disrepair. That introduction was a right old state. Right, State of the Union. Uh, the elephant in the room was that all Warhammer stores and Warhammer World in England and Wales are closed as of time of record. Well, no, time of recording, but by the time you'll be hearing this. Well, yeah, they're Thanks. closed now. Yes. Uh, thanks to the weirdness of devolution, Wales will be open soon. Scotland and Ulster are still open. The online store is still operating. 
so you will be able to get your paints and supplies and no more trying to find rattle cans of chaos black for 45 pounds on ebay like it was a few months ago Crikey. was it really was it really yeah, i remember <laughs> I, I, tried see to, that. Yeah. I tried to find some and it was just like oh, ridiculous prices I, yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, mate. Post stuff to me. I'll I'll airbrush undercut you it for thirty five. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm sorted and, now. And Wilkinsons were sold out of their satin black as well. That's what I use. And yeah. I think I told a few people about that. And yeah, Next they all got sold. Know, out. Two thousand people are buying it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Influencer. Right. So I think all of our new releases are coming out. I think they said so. Uh, those pre-releases, yeah. such as the companions, will have been up for uh, out and dispatched. I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it may they may change, I guess, depending on what the situation is. But yeah, if the rules change, mm. then I'm sure they'll let us know. Cool. Yeah. Um, the Black Library are introducing a new book and audiobook of the month promotion, uh, with a three book for three pounds and audiobook for the princely sum of seven pounds seven pounds and ninety nine English pence. That's good. Um, that is good, isn't it? They have a heresy one. We, when they have a heresy one, beg your pardon, we will let you know. But we do oh, I know to up there. I forgot to update that. <laughs> but for so yeah, we war will be in the audiobook of the month in December. Very exciting. One one would like to point out because obviously we have an affiliation with the the organisation. That's the same. The seven ninety nine is the same price as a monthly uh, subscription audiobook, to Audible. Yeah. Audiobook. Yeah. Audiobook. Yeah. Audible. And you, Audible. Yeah. And you get to choose what you want, exactly. and you can even return it within exactly. a year. So get it just hashtag just saying. Keep giving us that money, Jeff. Keep giving us that money. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Uh, Yeah, next. Um, Yeah, so Black Library previewed some upcoming limited edition books. Only one that mattered to us was Luther First of the Fallen. It's now sold out. But actually, the book does look quite good. Um, And I'll tell you what, if there is a limited edition character one that comes up like this that, that there's a character that i am interested in i'm more likely to go out and buy one having seen this because it looks it looks really good um uh and obviously um i don't know if robert's on it ragnar black main's getting a limited mm-hmm. <laughs> again uh but yeah really nice book um all autographed um looks really really nice it looks better than the valdor book if i'm honest I got an autographed book of Stephen Fry's Troy last week for the same price as it would be for an unautographed one. I've, I've been listening to the audio nice. book actually of that on the, on the side notes. It's very good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so well, yeah, well, what's, up, what's next like, to talk about then, Rob? Uh, well, War Games Atlantics. So this uh, isn't something to do with the current political situation across the pond. Uh, <laughs> this is Le Grognard, which is basically French Napoleon oh, Imperial lovely. Guard in uh in 40k they they do look lovely oh it's the heavy support ones didn't it's we the heavy about these last month yeah, yeah they yeah, showed them off last month now they're up for but they're actually up they're up there for pre-order now for 25 pound yeah. for the box and they look super cool you they could do great, some you could do some proper old 100 militia type stuff with these you yeah, might want yeah. ch- you might want to change some of the weapon carriages because they're not necessarily too gw in aesthetic especially not the weird quad thing what, what uh, i want to know is which oh, one yeah. is called les les is the one on the walkie talkie with the feather in his hat yeah okay, i good. think the thing that with um with um what do you call it uh militia is you aren't set on a style 
because they were all no, but from that's, different worlds. That, that, that I get what you mean. I get what you mean. That brings me something that is now bugging me about this box. What's that? You've you've got four you've got four heavy weapons and mm-hmm. a dude a dude with a flag who I presume is Les. Um, uh, I think you can make six heavy weapon squads with this. I'm hoping you can do matching heads for them all because each weapons team has a different helmet style. So there's feathered shackles, oh, yeah, there's yeah, bearskin there, there shackles, are, there's there foreign legion. Yeah, there are loads of actual head options. Like there's a separate sprue just of heads. Right. Okay, that's cool then. Because it's, 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 yeah, there's a separate sprue just of heads. Um, yeah, so they've got each. You can do. You can outfit every figure in the box with each type of open yeah. uh, of helmet. Four four types of helmets. You got the Adrian helmets, the shakos, the bearskins, or the kepi, and you can have them open or with gas masks. So you that's, actually have eight. That's a lot. That's a lot of options. That's pretty eight cool. Eight style of heads. That yeah, these things are fantastic, and the the actual um, standard guys are pretty good as well. I would definitely. Um, sure. Well, I, I'm I'm a bit of a francophile, so yeah, vive les cognards. Yeah, but I mean, I've seen, um, I saw someone do a, um, to use these to make Deathcore Krieg as well. The only problem, the only problem is, if you're playing somebody who has a similar kind of model who is northern and wearing green, then they immediately (laughs) fail all leadership tests and run off. Yes, (laughs) but I I I love these models, especially Uh, if if he's accompanied by an Irishman with an assault cannon. I I actually do love these. I I actually do love these uh, War Games Atlantic stuff. I mean, they did. They've got squats as well, and um, they do it. Twenty-five quid is is not a bad price, is it? In today's market, I think. So I think that's you can either have heavy heavy weapon squads, or you can, which gets you, I think. Um, six heavy weapon squads, or you can have twelve command squad guys. I think you can have um, roughly. Um, yeah. I can't remember the exactly. Box, the box includes uh, enough parts to build six twenty-eight mil weapons with figures that can act as both crew and command. Options include tri-barrel cannon, quad ball turret, heavy plasma weapon, mortar, and mortar. Sorry, specialist troops like snipers, medics, communication specialists, standard bearers, and field officers can also be built. Yeah, and if you look at the actual the 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 normal guys, the normal weapons guys, they are twenty five quid, and you can make twenty four. And they have female heads in there as well. Yeah, they do have female heads in that one. Not in the sure. not in the normal one, but yeah, oh, I wish I could start a militia army with that. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really 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 good good stuff. Um, they are good. Okay, yeah, they're, they're they're super cool. They yeah, are super cool. I think they get five stars from us. Yeah, and and as I said, they've got they've got I think four, sorry, three different types of soldier in that death fields range now. They've got the Ram Jauger, who look like sort of modern, um, modern-ish German yeah. Russian. Um, don't don't tell me you can't pronounce that properly. Even I don't speak German. Ram Jauger. Ram Jauger. Jäger. Jäger. What am I? Granddad would be my, pleased. My first. Honestly, the first language I spoke was German, so the fact that I can't pronounce that is no just No wonder like... they sent you back over here, then. You were obviously f***ing at it. No, I lived in... Oh, I lived sorry. In... <laughs> Editing point there. <laughs> I lived in... I lived in... I lived up here. Okay. But like, anyway. The first, yeah, the first language I spoke at home was German. Um, yeah, Don't I... Don't forget to edit that one out, Mike. Yeah, and then they've got the Heinerjar. Heinerjar. The, um... The squats. Which look... Oh, uh, Yeah. Is that because they can hide behind a jar? 
Ah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, they do look I good. Love, they? I, I, they... I love them. The Ainajar were traditionally some um, Nordic heroes, weren't they? Mythical, say, aren't yeah, they? So. Mythical yeah. heroes. But they're great because they've got like shields and power axes, and yeah, they're really nice. They're also a guild on my World of Warcraft server back in the day that were really obsessed with themselves. They thought they were amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so over to Chris. Oh, is it me again? Uh, where were we? Did, do, do, do. Oh, yeah. Warhammer Day was announced for the limited edition Terminator Chaplain that we discussed earlier to, to, to mixed opinion. Uh, obviously, a lockdown of virus is happening. Not a lot really happened. Nothing particularly for heresy, unsurprisingly. Um and they did share how they would be celebrating, even if there wasn't much we could do together. Warhammer community team celebrated by going, well, we still get discount. Mm. Well, I think the thing is that they had a Warhammer day last year when they rebranded all the stores. And they probably commissioned this figure specifically for it. Right, um, I see what you mean, yeah. So I imagine they just held it anyway. I mean, they also a lot of the stores did... Um, did uh deals where you know how the birthday deals where you go in you spend so much money you get mm-hmm. you know special figures and all that they my uh i know a couple around here were doing i don't know if every store was doing that but you could go in you get your backpack you know you spend your 150 quid you get your backpack and yeah, uh, yeah and stuff was, last year wasn't it the um imperial guard guy the predator carl weathers what's his face guy from yeah that was meant to be it this year but they were giving away um, the job, but... What were they giving away? They were giving away a Stormcast Eternal and a was it a sergeant? Yeah, a sergeant um, with a severed orc uh, head, but that's mm. a Primaris thing. Um, but yeah, no, they isn't, were isn't, where Chris, isn't this where Chris says nonsense? But that was just in store. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the article. I'm trying to work out because there's one picture on there of a guy painting a gold-coloured space marine by the look of it. And he's got a tea mug in the background full of tea. And then he's got a Citadel mug closer that has nothing in it. And I can't work out why he would have two mugs. Maybe he's got a lower, a, a, maybe the water's at a lower level. Or maybe no, he does you can like, see the water. Or maybe he's like, what does what I do? Yeah, no, you can, you can see water in that Citadel mug. Uh, I mean, you probably well, can't, Chris, but the rest of no, us can't. No. Or maybe he does what I do. He's painting, but, uh, he's paint, he's, paint, he's painting a crustodium. Oh, I cut that. One eye, Rob. One well, eye. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> or, or there's always the possibility that he does what I sometimes do and hasn't changed his water for about a week and it's quite low. Well, no, because um, he's no, never. Paint has you. never been in that mug. No. Let's just make that's That's a stage. That box fresh. The, the water's probably CGI'd. <laughs> it's n- never seen a touch of paint that, on that. That probably. Desk. That desk's not got any paint on it. Um, exactly. He's also not got. A, he's not got a cutting mat on it either. So his missus is going to go nuts. It's quite probable they have staged them at home in um, okay. in a in a slightly better, you know, lighted room or whatever. Um, so yeah. The paints. The, the paints appear to have been opened. If you look at some your, of the purples. Your been... your base is on it a little bit further down though, Chris. If you scroll down, I scroll down the page. Which one? Oh, the the uh, the black ones that are undone. No, no, no. The um, no, your the there's a big corn symbol that's oh, yeah, bit, yeah. like a flapjack. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That is like my base, isn't it? That's good. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, could you imagine you could make you could make your like parts of your army edible so that when they die you could eat them. No, I, I just 
throw them across the wall in in fits of rage. <laughs> it's oh, much dear. more satisfying. Maybe anyway. we should do that for for Company of Legends at some point. Actually, themed themed foods, corn shaped cakes. To worry about, frankly. I'm an ideas man. I just put these things out there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. What's what's next then, Graham? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron, he decided the answer. Uh, Warhammer gave us an article about oh, getting one above it. The one above it. I thought we'd just done that one. Yeah, I just did that one. We have just yeah. done that one. Oh yeah, he did. Sorry, uh, I got myself mixed up. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was about. Yeah, I thought it was the one. Okay. Never mind. I'm doing the one underneath. Warhammer Community gave us an article about getting started with the hobby at home. Uh, so, according to Michael, not something that us veterans would probably find too much of interesting, but an okay read. If obviously very focused on Games Workshop products, which of course it would be. Well, okay, I haven't, I haven't particularly per- perused this article. Neither else. Well, to be fair, I don't know anybody hobby. who doesn't hobby at home. Yeah. Um, because without offence to most Games Workshop shops, uh, ever since the one in Newcastle lost the Battle Bunker, um, you know, we, nobody really plays in there anymore because it's not big enough. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And you can't really go in and just paint. I mean, well, you can, but it's quite a chew on. Um, and you've got to use Citadel stuff. And I don't mm-hmm. use stuff for everything. So no. I do use quite a lot, but. You know what I mean? Also, painting in public. No. I'm not a yeah, fan. Then, uh, yeah, I've been doing some painting streaming lately, and it's like maybe I don't want to show people how bad a painter, how badly I am when I paint, because like they're, oh, that's a really nice, you know, it's all right. And then, and then if they ever see how I actually achieve it, say, because yeah, I, I take a paint directly from the pot. Um, I just don't. I don't know. It's weird. I'm. At work before the lockdown they had a like a painting group and everybody get together and paint figures after work which was great and i'd never done it before and i thought oh, that'd be nice but i didn't enjoy it and i don't know why it was just really it's, weird because it's something that i'm so used to doing completely on my own i mean I obviously the wives in the room but you know yeah. what i mean it's, it's <laughs> for me it's, it's more about if i am painting in a group it's more about i'm being with the people it's not about the painting so mm. it's just a, it's just an excuse to sit around and chat with people. If that makes any sense. To, to, to proposition an idea that is going to swiftly get a cut from the show. It's a lot like having sex at home and dogging. You're <laughs> either into it or you're not. Yeah, I'm cutting that. I'm cutting that. <laughs> no, you should not cut that. That is no, a don't, good analogy. Don't. don't. That's that's genius. That's the best analogy I've heard for anything all year. So what you're saying is that. people who people who you know where where I grew up in 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 Suffolk. Um, that was the term that was used for. Um, Go on. It was used for what? It was the term used when people skipped school. And apparently it is in some parts. You went to a very Scotland. weird school. Apparently yeah, that's it. No, apparently it's it's apparently it's used in Scotland as well. You know, people back in the day would be like, when you're knocking off school, you'd be like, yeah, he's gone dogging. Okay. So oh, if somebody God. said to you, hey, Michael, we're at school. Do you fancy going dogging? Back said then, no, it would have back then it would have been yeah sure well I nowadays it'd be yeah sure. yeah sure i'll grab my car keys sign me up 
yeah but um, yeah it's just it was just like it was just like that's 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 weird when but, i heard but, it for the first time and then it turns out that it, yeah. uh, but it's, it it's that, that same thing isn't it it's that same thing of i like doing it at home where it's safe i don't really want to do it in a car park and <laughs> in the cold but some people do some people are comfortable with that and that's fine it's more that i've done it online especially with the lockdown i'm you sure know, you have a lot of people have to. <laughs> no you know um uh, mostly you know through <laughs> hobby hangouts and stuff you know you just get onto google you know skype or whatever and you just like people are you know painting along with you on on skype or whatever and you're just chatting and it's yeah it, it does remind me of if, if anybody's seen um the excellent by the way peter k series car share a similar oh, conversation yes, does yes. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah it was shared quite a lot amongst the um the guys i went to school with they're like yes. yeah this is what it was like when i went to university <laughs> just going yeah, out because everyone was everyone everyone was suddenly what did you say yes so anyway dogging aside um <laughs> painting is a is a, is a for me is a solitary hobby ish you know not something yeah. i want because i don't know but you're right michael i suppose it's more about the communal aspect of it and you know chatting and stuff and just having an excuse to get together and maybe the painting yeah. is a secondary aspect to it but for me yeah it, it definitely painting is requires a lot of concentration because i'm so bad at it or not, depending on what yeah, I'm When I do something like that, I don't, I don't expect to paint a lot. I just expect to hang out with people. It's an excuse for a social gathering. Yes. Yeah, and especially well these days, if you can, if you can do mm. it online, um, you know, through Skype or Twitch or Discord or wherever. Um, and painting as well, I assume. <laughs> yeah yeah uh just to chat to people while you're was, actually painting i was and i was waiting for it. it it's it's nice to have some interaction about the hobby that with other people because right yeah, now agreed. i'm not getting any interaction with anybody uh other than through podcasts and us of course but you know and, and, and yeah, everyone can hear how far that gets you <laughs> yeah it's 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 quite okay well, I think we're so, like, what we're saying here is that stress. Yeah, we're feeling a little bit stressed, right? We, it's true that um, I didn't think. I mean, for me, that this is a massive tangent. But how have you found the, the lockdown generally? I mean, I know you you've riled against it a bit, Michael. I what, what worries me, if I'm honest, is that it hasn't bothered me other than gaming that much. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I like I like to be on my own. I like to be solitary. I'm a very solitary person most of the time, but it's it's on my it's my choice. And mm. when I want to when I want to hang around with people, it's like it's it's like okay, yeah, I'm done now. I've had enough time on my own. I'll hang around with people for an hour, and then I'll be done with that for a month or whatever. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's like that forced isolation, and it's gone on a lot longer than any self-imposed exile I've ever had um, for anything. And so, yes, yeah, so like I say, normally you've got the choice if people are out and about, you can choose to um, be involved or not, right? Yeah. And it, that's fine because you can see, actually, I want to be on my own. That's cool. Don't want, I don't feel like socializing. That's good. Um, but it's a choice at that point. Now, what we're saying is actually there's no choice because we have to be isolated. Yeah, I and mean, that, there's good, there's good reasons for it, obviously. Mm, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, no, not, yeah, not, nobody's I'm, complaining about that at all. It's just that yeah, um, I'm not going to I'm not going to do a Nigel Farage and form a form an anti lockdown group. But, oh, geez, but yeah, I, I think it's just um from I don't think I've 
found it too difficult but then that worries me a little bit that maybe i'm an antisocial git well i think i think we're aware of that now um i think the thing is that i think it all depends i mean i'm I'm like you it's i sort of not breezed through the 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 first lockdown but you know i kind of it didn't perturb me too much Mm. um but I think have, having that option to see people is the thing that I think is the main issue, that you don't have a choice. It is, you know, I think that's the thing that maybe this time round might be a bit different because I suppose that the first time round it was all like, oh, it could end now, it could end now, it could end now. Mm. There was always that glimmer of hope. Whereas I think now we're going into it with a mindset of, no, it's going to last two months, three months. Yeah, I think this will be the interesting one to see how it plays out for sure. in, in, in a societal uh, process because we went into it last time with a, a point of sort of a positive point of view, thinking yeah it'll be over at some point. Whereas this time, everyone I'm talking to is saying no, it's going to last till Christmas, you know, <laughs> if not longer. Whereas everyone previously was oh you know two weeks it'll be over. What about you, Rob? Because you've got a young family. That, that's, that sounds like a lot of work at the best of times. Um, the fact that schools are still open is terrifying because he's four. It's not like he goes to school on his own. And right. it also means that it, he's pretty good with distancing. But not everybody is. Yeah. Um, where Where his school complex is, there's three schools that basically yeah. all share common entrances. And I mean, it, it just makes a mockery of any kind of lockdown when I mean, shops are still open, even non-essential shops are open for click and collect. School, schools are still open. So basically, if you can spend money, you're allowed to still go. It's not a lockdown. So the It's thing, not I mean, a lockdown. It's, yeah, I mean, my boss made the decision that basically the workshop guys will still be working but they can do it in a, an environment that is socially distanced they all have their own little areas that they can not mm. come within range of each other and what's that but, sierra leone namibia <laughs> no, no, we, other places. we've got them a load of shipping containers now um, <laughs> well, one each that's generous yeah absolutely i thought they were only uh, about seven uh, years old as well. the, so, i thought they so needed the, that much space no, they, they, you know you gotta give them something to lie down on you know mm. and the cardboard gets damp quickly so yeah but we made this so the workshop guys will still be working during this one because they can, and mm-hmm. the shop the shop will close. We're not going to do any click and collect because it's just you know for the for the reason of like it's just not safe. Whereas I know mm. there are other places doing it that that are doing it. You know, oh, we'll circum circumvent the rules by just doing, yeah. by, you know, saying we're closed, but actually we're. Mm. I think if yeah, I think if I was a young if I was a younger person like maybe my late teens early 20s where you kind of you're more social aren't you as a as a rule you know you, particularly if you go to university or something right. like that you know you'll be going out and having fun with your friends and building those kind of memories well when i left taking when I left a work, kind of year out of that it's a big hit when i left work today sort of coming come back home i mean Fine. the t- town was full of teenagers you know all the girls mm. dressed like you know short skirts high heels on dressed to the nines and all the lads are the same yeah, because I've seen photos of that in Durham. They're, they're going to go out tonight, get boozed up and everything else mm. because it's their last chance to for a month. And it's like that doesn't solve the, you know, 
Yeah, I've seen a lot. I've seen photos of that in Durham tonight. But we're getting off the tangent. We're getting a tangent here, so we're this gonna. Is, this is the political podcast again, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. it was just, just. I thought it was just how people have coped. But you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. for You're me, right, it's a massive. Just, it's, it's something maybe we should... up by saying not not really very well. But anyway, maybe <sighs> maybe at the end of this next lockdown, if it's December or close to or, or whatever, maybe at the Christmas show, we'll yeah. have, a, have a full on discussion about. Uh, in, in once we've got through the whole process, yeah, the whole process, he says inver- inverted commas, um, yeah. and 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 sort of our thoughts on how we've coped through the whole thing. Might might be worth seeing if we can get some other lads on yeah. as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think for me personally, I would it would have been easier last time around had I not been really really ill with COVID. Because it, it it you it, mean COVID nineteen would have been easier if you didn't catch it. Could God, there's some. No, it would have. It would. It would have been. It would have been, been easier on my mental state because it felt like I was like, oh, I'm, 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 you know, I, I've had it. Can I go out now? Um, and it was like no. Um, and there was a degree of, um, you know, I feel lucky to be around still. That sounds stupid. I feel lucky, and I want to get out and live. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. But I can it. I, I, like, it's like it's like the whole oh, it's a new day. I want to get at it. Uh, I'm I'm not very I'm not a wordsmith. I can't really get. I, I, I think the problem we need to look at is that the, it's addressing that rubber band effect. Of yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. you, you, you and that's the problem that the, you know, the kids have had is yeah, they've been in so so long, so that elastic band has, has pulled back, pulled back, pulled back. And then as soon as they let go, it's straight back out. You know, it's. It, mm. uh, I, th- I think it was like, you know, with yourself, Mr. B, Graham, uh, me, you know, our health concerns. It's then us sort of getting to the point where we sort of spring back into going and throwing ourselves into the community and then get, and, uh, and putting ourselves at, and other people at risk. Yeah, that. for sure. Mm. That's, that's 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 always the concern that I've got. I think you're right there. I think it's one thing we have to look at. Anyway, sorry, I did kind of completely derail. That's that fine. It's a little tangent. Um, we can deal mm. with that. Um, okay, so this is a weird one. Warhammer World reopened. Bugman's Bar were taking reservations. Limited tables for gaming. Yay! And then yeah, lockdown 2.0 happened. <laughs> um, at, well, it even it got even funnier for Nottingham because they went into tier three restrictions. The gaming hall closed, but now obviously the entire site is closed for a month. So. They got it already. They reopened. Nah, can't have that. You, you're done. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't have gone anyway. I wouldn't have gamed. Uh, yeah, not at the risky. It, it, yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have done it. I mean, I understand why they've done it because obviously, for a lot of people down Nottingham, it, it sounds weird, but there aren't for where Nottingham is. It's got a lot of people who play, but they don't have many clubs. If that makes sense. Yeah, you don't. You don't need to when you've got Warhammer World, do you? exactly so for a lot of people it was one of their only way places of playing um and i get why they did it but yeah i wouldn't have gone not me personally no not given the even the basic stuff that was coming out of nottingham was scary so yeah anyway yeah so Rob, what, 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 what have you got to So well, the Black Library submissions window is open again, which is always interesting. Uh-huh. This year, don't forget, the theme is horror. 
So uh, have a look in the mirror. I mean, sorry, at the Warhammer <laughs> community article uh, to see what exactly they are looking for. They, they they have these what they're open every eighteen months or so. The submissions something like that usually something like that, and they always get loads of people submitting things that they haven't asked for and wondering why they don't get commissioned. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, four strands that they'd like you to explore: survival horror, psychological horror. Gothic horror, cosmic horror. So survival, you could just hand in your diary for 2020. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking psychological the, um, horror, you could send in all your diary from 2020. <laughs> I was just going to send in a battle report with my dice rolls. Well, I was going to send in some of some of the pre-Graham edited writing that I'd done with County of Legends because <laughs> there is no commas or power or full stops in there. Yeah, that is, and that is a- that is horror. psychological horror it's at its finest, or torture. I'm not sure damaging. which way. It's it's like having uh, Jack Kerouac and his stream of consciousness uh, <laughs> writing with no power, with no you know no punctuation, just, just like seven hundred words, of, whatever blob of text that I've got to then try and sort out into some coherent story. It's like it's yeah. like actually the writings of some possessed madman, you know, that, that would have dictated to a, a scribe in the Middle Ages. That's what I feel like. So I think that would I think that would qualify for, for the psychological horror yeah. enemy. I think people would say that some of our work is pretty horrible. So the, I think the, the, the ravings of Hieronymus Mills. <laughs> yes, the ravings. Okay. Okay. Um, Chris. Uh, yes, the humble bundle has a Warhammer audiobooks bundle. And when we say like a word too many times, it suddenly becomes weird. Bundle became really weird then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> only two heresy books in it, which uh, is it the Lightning Tower. No. Which is the Solar War and Valdor at the £13.89 level. Now, obviously, in December, you can get the Solar War for £7.99. But if you get the bundle at this level, you get 20 other audiobooks and audio dramas, including Drakenfell's Troy uh, Slayer, Troll Slayer, First and Only, Xenos, and Honorbound. Jazz nice. Books, First and Only, Cracker, Xenos, a Cracker. Xenos, Cracker. Uh, I've not. I've never read any of the. Um, Drakenfels uh, is probably older than you are. Yeah, it's an old, old, old uh, line, isn't it? Right back in the, the Troll Slayer one. What's the character? Uh, uh, Gotrek and Phoenix. Gotrix yeah, I've, Phoenix, I've never read any of Gotrek and Phoenix. <gasps> Gotrek does well, I don't really do. Felix I don't really do fantasy. Trips over and kills it. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Okay, um, P Works has shown off a new range of MDF terrain called the Outpost. Are you sure this is new? Yep, they all seem to be called the outpost. <laughs> variations yeah. on the theme. That's where the manatees went. Outpost terrain. Different people with a different outpost. Oh, that is actually nice. That's a yeah, bit swanky. I like it. I That's a little like bit different. It. I quite like it. The it barracks looks, is nice, isn't it? It's it looks good, very it? alien, doesn't it? Very, um, yeah, yeah, alien. Very, 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 very um, colonial so marine type. Colonial of. marine, yeah. Very, yeah. very, very Will and Utani. Yes, exactly. What's this okay. battle grid thing that they've got next to it? Sorry. The game map that you can write on. Yeah, it's for D&D. Yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Do you know what? I did something similar. Do you remember I did a, did that with a piece of uh, Perspex? Yeah, you had a... Yeah, yeah. And I had a squares underneath it, and you could draw on it, and then just yeah. write it off. Whereas, ahead of my time. Whereas I just cheat and do it all the internet. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway... So yeah. it looks, that looks really good, actually. That, that is better than I expected. It does have a certain <laughs> theme to it. I'm yeah, expecting these, more these of the same. 
these MDF guys, these MDF guys uh, who are, you know, the uh, the guys who are making MDF terrain, they're really knocking out of the park at the minute. I, I think the fact that laser cutters are, well, not cheap, cheap, but they're cheaper than they've ever been. A lot more I people mean, are getting into it, and especially with, I think, four is it four grounds who are doing this the, the program where they're saying, oh, if you if you can design it, we'll make it. Uh, I mean, I, I I like. I mean, the thing is, it, it looks like the 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 earliest MDF terrain was all very samey. Yeah. This looks very different. I think it's really nice. So yeah, long may it continue. Yeah. Okay. The fidelity uh, of the cuts and stuff looks really cool. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So yeah. Excellent. Um, okay, next bit. Uh, Warhammer community took a good look at the Zone Mortalis gang stronghold. Um, so they showed off some of the bits that come over it, how they come apart and, and stuff. And, it, and it, uh, it's actually really nice. I think um, someone said how they painted it um, to get the necromundry type feel to it, which obviously we're not doing necromunda, but mm-hmm. it was quite it was quite good. It was a nice little painting guide um, uh, in there, but it, it 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 does look really nice. Um Definitely want to add this to my um uh to my um Zomortalis um terrain. I don't like it. I just don't like it, Michael. I'm really sorry. I don't know what it is. Something about it. That's fair enough. Not you don't have to like everything. I do. If you like it, I feel honor. No, honor, honor, honor I mind. like it. I like. You're a it. man of taste and wealth. But therefore, I am not a man of wealth. <laughs> I'm a man with a girl. I'm a man what with. What song a, is I'm, that? Please I'm, I'm, let I'm, him introduce himself. Yes. Yes, that's it. Of course, it is. It's a nice, it's a nice uh, uh, bit of terrain. I can definitely see bits of it being. I mean, if I could get hold of some, just some of the sprues, it's like integrating to other bits of terrain, like that watchtower and the, um, the water cooler or whatever it is. I don't know the way it's painted. That's what it is. The actual stuff of like the just undercated version. I can see actually it looks really quite nice, but yeah. I'm not a big fan of that color scheme. I think that's, that's what it is. If, if someone said we're going to buy you one outpost, which outpost would you buy? Would you want? Would you want the this one or the other one? Ooh. Probably get better value with the other one. What would fifty? What would fifty-five Nika buy you? Uh, you'd get the complex, so it's comparable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, the power generator complex. You get a fair chunk of stuff in that. Yeah, fifty-three quid. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Or well, 53 yeah. euro. Yeah. So, same thing. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Um, right. So, that's that. On the next one is uh, Wayland Games. I presume it's Wayland Games. It Not Waylaid Games, which I thought was maybe that's an in joke, you know, about yeah. the stuff getting missed. I was going to say, It's obviously a, a typo. Waylaid Postage <laughs> have been on the uh, acquisitions <laughs> trail. This month pr- purchased On Tabletop, who are the uh, used to be the Beasts of War guys. And the distributor Simple Miniatures Games, who are the mischief distributor for Malifaux, Infinity, Batman, uh, the DC stuff, the Harry Potter games, Freebooter, um, mm. and a load more. Which means when you order them, they probably will arrive in the fourth millennium. Quite possibly. Beasts of War. Why do I, what is that name? Uh, channel. News, news YouTube channel. Um, uh, they changed yeah. one tabletop a few years ago and yeah. branched out into doing general tabletop stuff. They used to be, they used to work in the um, uh, Wayland Games, but then Wayland Games started giving them um, the order sheets um, for like weeks in advance. Okay. So, 
Games Workshop said, nah, 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 you can't have you can't have a new, uh, you know a blog that is literally you're leaking news to in 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 your third place. So get get rid of them. Yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah. And now they are part of Wayland Wayland Games. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I've had a bad experience with them 10, 12 years ago. What Wayland and, Games? Yeah. And I, bought, I know plenty of other people who did and. I've just I've never I must admit I've never shopped to them since. I must admit they had something during lockdown. I bought it because um, I was like no one else had it. Has so it arrived yet? Nope. I had to get a, I had to do a chargeback. There you go. I did mention this to I did mention this to Warren when he posted, uh, and I was like yeah I had this. And then what the Stuart from Wayland Games came on and said well actually no you haven't. We've got no chargebacks in thingies. I'm like well wait a minute are you looking through my account based on yeah, so that was like a major GDPR thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay. what, it was like, so, yes, so, I did. So what, we're, what we're saying is they've bought some companies who don't sell anything to do with heresy and um, buy from Element, basically. <laughs> or Outpost or, or, or Goblin. Or the, out, or, or the Outpost in Sheffield, yeah. Yeah, or Goblin or um, Darkseer or... Or, 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 pre- or pretty much any local gaming store. Or, or pretty much bunker. anywhere else. Battle Bunker, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. So Give basically, we're, we're, we're going to look forward to a, a letter from uh, <laughs> Wailing Games. This is yeah, defamation. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. So basically, Michael, you've used this platform for your own vengeance against another company. No, I, I thought I thought it's definitely worth mentioning because obviously they are obviously on tabletop. It's still probably the premier news source for uh, most tabletop stuff in in the UK. Still, um, I, I've never heard of them. But anyway, I'm not really that my finger is on the pole. <laughs> and obviously, it's a big FLGS in um, well, it's in Northern Ireland now, but obviously they won't be selling anything anymore. I shall just add our normal caveat to all things where we may get sued. The views expressed by people within the podcast do not necessarily hold true for everybody in the podcast, but particularly any legal proceedings that may result. As I <laughs> said, to be fair, on tabletop have their own uh, gaming store which is reasonably large not something I, i've used more than a couple of times but it is there and i do know a lot of people use it very good so right we'll expect to hear from their lawyers along with all the other people that we've upset over the last year yeah okay but we like amazon yay amazon yay yeah, amazon <laughs> okay I assume we're still on that streaming service. I, 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 I hear the I hear the Iron Hands community are uh, still clubbing together for uh, for a lawyer to sue you for that episode that I wasn't on. But there's not enough of them to actually be able to afford a lawyer. There's only there's about three of them. Yeah. All right, Graham. What else have you got for us? Who, me? Um, no, Chris. I, I was going to say. Who? What? Chris is next. Oh, okay. Rob, Chris. Yeah. This All is right. when I don't properly script everything. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do, if I'm honest, I'm sitting here just quite happily eating an apple pie. Um, nice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there, are, there, 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 there. there was a in, tongue-in-cheek post Warhammer community which looked at seven signs you may be a war, you may be Warhammer obsessed. Spoiler alert: some of these may be actually true. So shall we go through the list? Let's yeah. Shall we test That's you good. on your levels as levels of obsession? Do you okay. subscribe? Colors with the names of Sizzle paints. No. Yes. No. Miss one one point of obsession for Mr. B. If I'm trying to get a color across to someone, it's like oh, you know, like it's like the Fang. 
And it's like, yeah. No. But then no, again, no. this is this is if you if, you if you'd said it was like blue gray, or space like you know the proper old names that people, old people like me and Graham will remember. <laughs> Spear staff brown. Yes. Goblin uh, green. Goblin green. Yeah. Billy green. Back when back were good. Yeah. Um, paint them green. Do I describe colours and names? No. Okay. But then, this is the same thing. I remember seeing a particularly, I don't know, could this be considered sexist? Possibly. So in which case, feel free to take it out. Um, somebody saying that when, you know, men describe paint that you paint your house with, you know, it's like it's blue. Whereas, you know, uh, 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 women might describe it as uh, many different shades of blue. For men, there's one blue. Probably sexist. Probably should cut that out. No, no, no. There's a there's an excellent picture that like does that, and it's like you know got the whole scale and the woman pointing at the one side, and it's like fuchsia and yeah, whatever. But, it, but then on the other it, side, there's a bloke pointing to the same things, but they're in the Citadel um, colours. Okay. It's Fair very. Enough. I like it. It might be oh, yeah. sexist. That's what I'm saying. Sure. We need to be oh, careful. There's seven of these things, just so we're clear. All right. Mm. Do you have more unopened boxes of models in your wardrobe than clothes? I absolutely no. No, I yeah. don't. Yeah. Okay. No, because I live with somebody else and I'm I not. Think. Oh, oh, is it? Oh, if it count, if other people's clothes count, then yes. No, I'm fine. No, no, no. In your no, no. Uh, your, your your wardrobe, your wardrobe. Your clothes. Yeah. Uh, well, some of them have been opened and the sprues put into like. Yeah. Still counts. Uh, you always check twice before taking a drink because you may be using a, a mug as your water pot. Oh come on, I'm a painter, of course. Okay. Anybody else? No, I use no. specially designed ramekins for holding the board. You solve family disputes with a roll-off. Oh, I'm not, no. Actually, we have done that once. I'm not surprised about that. But that was Lindsay's idea. Of course it was. No, that's, no. Um, all right. no, that's a Your bad idea. Your pets are named after Warhammer characters. I have to if play. only. I have only. had I, I had Lorgar the hamster and Arthur the yeah. hamster. I, I, I had luck and the blue tongue skink. I'm sure he was. Yeah. Uh, you batter your toast with a mold line remover. No. No. no I mean, that's no. stupid. You know, enough coverage for a start. That's because mad. I don't, wear a, I, I don't wear a helmet to go outside. <laughs> I mean, how much? Take you 20 minutes to butter a slice of toast with a mold line remover. I mean, that was a daft, particularly daft, daft, ridiculous yeah. thing to ask. Your bumpest. Need to sell more mold line removers. Yeah, basically. Your car has a bumper sticker that reads, My other car is a Land Raider. Well, Rob's probably says, My other car is a Spartan. So. <laughs> I don't own a car. Well, actually, Neither do I. Well, the family owns a car, but it doesn't have a sticker on it. So if they, if they sold that sticker, I would definitely put it on there. We can sell it as merch. To be fair, yeah, we should do. To be we fair, do. what they should have done with this particular entry is said, Your Facebook profile has at some point been you standing outside a rhino at Warhammer World. Yeah, yes. I don't know what you mean. That's never happened to us. Guilty as charged. Definitely, so. definitely not at least three times that's happened to us. Yeah, guilty as charged <laughs> on that front. Uh, I've got a picture I, of me holding my son up against it and he sat it, on the, the front. That's a picture that, of like, that, the that, 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 Was he climbing the, the Land Raider? Oh, sorry, the so Rhino. Is that, no, is that like a sort of Lion King moment where you took him to the to the sacred Rhino and like held him up? Is he manning the combi bolter? I'll stick some pictures in the WhatsApp. Just actually saying that whoever's dog is called Loken, nice one because he's actually in Luna Wolf's colours. If you look at the Loken dog, how <laughs> clever is that? 
Uh, you can't he's, forget. Um, he's in Luna of, Wolf's colours, so he's not in green and he's not in Primaris armour, so he is a Luna Wolf. Mm. Hang on, there's that. You can't forget that. One of the producers at Warhammer TV, he's got a cat, uh, Codex. He's even got his own Instagram um, uh, uh, feed. So does that mean he has to get rid of him every couple of years? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, get a new but, one. <laughs> oh, it was it. Uh, ben, Ben, Ben. What's his second name? I can't remember anyway. Um, but he is uh, he 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 lives with uh, Kerry, who used to be the presenter on Warhammer TV. So yeah, they they often they often show off pictures of Codex the cat doing stupid things. Tonight, very nice. Well, clearly Michael is obsessed. The rest of us not. Quite. What's the flipping Hangout hobby on the um yeah Warhammer TV? And yeah, okay. he frequently Just, pops up. I'm sure he that that would imply obsession, Michael. Just yeah. the fact you watched it, to be honest with you. Anyway, uh, who's who's, oh. who's uh, for lack of a better phrase, finishing us off here? Uh, I think it's me on the happy ending duty. Uh, yeah. Armies on Parade is going virtual this year, but you can get all the details from the article on Warmer Community, which also has some nice examples from Games Workshop staff. <sighs> where we're once again loot on that territory where there's zero next to zero heresy involved you can use heresy in in a in a in armies of parade on parade it's not it's not it's not welcome in not welcome in two of my local stores some of my stores are like heresy only on a friday Um, the nearest the nearest one to me won't let it through the door i thought it was only plastic i thought it was too yeah. yeah I know Army on Parade has always been resin as well. I mean, come on. I mean, was it? I thought. I'm sure when we discussed this. Yes, no, that was it. that was ever chosen. Oh, ever chosen. This is, can be anything. But I mean, uh, my my, uh, uh, I've seen this uh, Louise's Blood Bowl goblins in the uh, flesh, and that is really nice. Uh, I was just looking at the Peachy's um, Stormcast Eternal things. Very nice, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, uh, the Warhammer hobby is Brad Palvarian. Yeah. So yeah, Heresy, Titanicus, Aeromodica Imperialis. Of those, uh, Necromunda, Blood Bowl, Middle Earth strategy game as well. Plus Sigma, plus 40k. I take it all back, Michael. You are they, quite uh, right. Quite right. Okay. Sir. Cool. And then just to finish us off, probably there was no painting videos this month really of note. Uh, from Warhammer, some battle-ready stuff for not so, you know for some first founding chapters, but nothing, nothing really worth talking about. And yet Interesting. We are. Yeah, it's just like it's there. If you want to see how to do a battle-ready salamander, you can go and have a look. But, okay. Very cool. Okay, so what we'll do now is we'll run into engine kill. Okay, uh, and we're going to take our look at uh, Titanicus this month in Engine Kill. And we have Rob with us this time because he Hello. loves Titanicus as well. So we've just. I'm a, I'm a Titanicus debutante. Yeah, we've just told Graham to go bugger off somewhere. We're going to talk Titans. Um, okay, so. Slip that elixir into his tea and off he goes for a little snoozle. Exactly. Yeah. So you did uh, dose it right, didn't you? It's not. It's not a. It's not a little snoozle and a half day out with the Undertaker, is it? It's just no, no, no. Snoozle. It's just. It's just a little snoozle. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, okay. It all depends on right. how much of a snoozle depends on how much of he's annoyed me. But yeah. 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 Okay. 
so first bit of titanicus news this month was um we got a brief look at new legios in crucible of retribution um on warhammer community specifically they looked at the dark tide the iron spiders and the gatekeepers but you know what we're not gonna uh, take a big look at that because at the end of the day the book's out now and we'll probably be touching on this hopefully we'll touch on crucible of retribution next month um, can i just say even though we're not touching on it much one of the legios in there legio Lanniscara, has what i think is possibly the prettiest traitor Paint scheme I have seen. I'm sure we've discussed so this already. Possibly. I might have mentioned this earlier. Earlier, on. I think you did. And it, yeah. is, it deserves a double mention. Because it is just... Oh, I did mention it, but it's... It, it, yeah, it, it's... So, it is a fairly so nice one. It deserves mentioning yeah. twice. Okay, cool. So that's that's awesome. We'll put a link up in the show notes. So, what else, Chris? Uh, we have... I've got a very brief look at the story, so the fluff of uh, Crucible of Retribution. I gave us a little teaser of that, because you know, they are nothing if not little teases. Yeah. Uh, which is always, we like, we like a bit of fluff on this podcast. We do. We do. Um, and those, uh, those, those, those chances at Warhammer Community who've stolen our segment title in this month's engine <laughs> kill from Warhammer Community, uh, that gave us our first look at the knights Megara and Styrix and what their weaponry can do. They look ace. They, they really do. do. The Mechanicum knights, they look brilliant. We don't know if they're going to be plastic or resin yet, but um, obviously most people will be hoping for plastic. I'm going to say they're going to be resin. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of detail on them, but considering what you can do with plastics these days. Yeah, but you can, what you can do with plastics means is what you can do if you're hoping for a big run. Resin, you can do it on short numbers as well. Yeah, so I'd definitely be buying some of them. Uh, you know, the money. Um, but yeah, they are. They are definitely some of the some of the nicer models that they've done in a long time. Well, I say nicer. Every Titanicus model is nice, though. I don't have any Titanicus knights, but I just I, I love all the all the Serastus. Obviously, I've got the full size Castigator, so part of me wants to just do a full army of Castigators yeah. uh, in AT because they're just ace. I think yeah. the thing that this offers is a sort of a, a karmic release for a lot of players who have been done over by various knights in 28 mil, yeah. you know, in proper certain actual heresy, and they just get to go across with their big titan, smash it, <laughs> and that sort of relieves that 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 little bit of ball of rage that has yeah, been built. Got, yeah, I got, mean, oh no, there's, knight, there's three knights over there, volcano cannon, yeah. off I mean, pop, lads. Knights in Titanicus are basically guardsmen. Yeah. It's nothing to them. Anyway, cool. Um, all right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give a quick little five, ten minute chat about Defensive Riser. So it's been a while since it came out. But There's a song in guys, there somewhere. Yeah. What do you guys think? What did you think of Defensive Riser? I think it's a beautiful book. Like I said, I've got all the Titanicus books. I'm here flicking, flicking through it. It's still got that new book smell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you heard the pages riffle in there. Um, it's a beautifully put together bit of book. Because I've not actually played Titanicus yet, um, I've been building up and I've got stuff and I've been keeping up on it. I can follow it. And the story the story element of it is brilliant. I can follow what's going on. It's nicely put together. There's no... Um, there's none of the issues like when I've been reading the rule book going, right, hang on, I'm flicking backwards and forwards and going from page to page and all sorts of stuff. 
Um, it definitely adds things mm-hmm. to the game from the from the previous books. Um, obviously, you've got new new legios, new uh, maniples, new stratagems. That's the that's the thing I like the uh, the new stratagems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it came up with a pack of cards as well, which yeah, yeah, were, were handy. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, it's really adds again all these campaign books they're really adding something to the game they don't feel like they're um they're just out as a money grab or anything like that they you know the amount of work that's gone into them the big, I, I mean, mean the biggest one with this one obviously is it expanded on the creating it finally mm-hmm. codified the create your own legion that was in one yeah because yeah, they've yeah. been a bit they were a bit overpowered i think a lot of people were complaining that they could be very overpowered and I think they balanced it a little better in this one. It was very even even I read through that as a year ago as someone who was even knew even less about the game than I do now. And I re- I read through a few of those stratagems, going, well, no one's going to take anything other than uh, these yeah. traits, other than no one's going to take anything other than these. Yeah, I mean, in a way, it's like awesome. They looked, they took White Dwarf, they they put out some rules, they got feedback from it. And they put it finally into writing, and it's sort of like that. It's almost like the White Dwarf was a sort of beta. I think yep. I think that's, uh, that's happened sort of a number of occasions in the past with White yeah, Dwarf. Yeah, definitely. In, in 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 all of the games, just I remember when um, back in oh god sixth seventh when uh, Flamers of Zinch for Demons got White Dwarf rules that just made them the most OP thing in the universe. Oh, even I remember that. That wasn't they, sixth. Then. That was that was like fifth. Yeah, could I, I, yeah, I don't remember. But they, I mean, I remember using my flamers of Zinch to t- like only like four of them to take out a Warhound Titan because they could. And I think that happens a lot with White Dwarf rules is that they kind of they they, they go out there and then you know maybe they sort of I don't know if they sort of rushed or if it's just like a. You know, they don't sort of get necessarily thought through well enough, get sort of get play tested enough before I mean, they put into White Dwarf, and then suddenly, and then th- that system sort of comes into effect where they actually, when they get codified properly in a rule book, it's all sort of toned down slightly. Yeah, I mean they do, they work really really well. I mean I I was looking at them and I was like, yeah, I can definitely pick this for because I play Ignatum, which has only just gotten ruled, which we'll hopefully talk about next month. Um, and I was sort of like thinking well i'll give them this rule i'll give them this rule and and that'll and that'll work well for that fluff i think there's a lot of it's cool because obviously there are a lot of legios in the fluff mm-hmm. and not necessarily all of them are going to get rules you know you know they might invent new ones they might just not find something that fits their flavor or or whatever and um yeah this gives you an opportunity to create your guys a lot easier than pretty much anything and i think i mean i know i'm going to mention the other game Ten Thousand years now but the, that's kind of a trend that they've been going for and a lot of a lot of that you know various options to create your own space marine chapter and specialist rules for them um mm. and i i think that's a general trend within games workshop you know they're they're looking for a more of a way to to make your armies your guys yeah and I kill manius calgar for a start then. <laughs> yeah and that really works in this in this book but i mean uh yeah, so I mean, I've mostly read the story. I haven't read too much of the campaign yet. 
Um, Because obviously it's like, well, I don't know when I'm going to get to play with it, and I'll probably forget it by the next time I do get to play. But Mm -hmm. one thing I will say is, though, that and this is a minor criticism, minor, is that it's getting to the situation with Titanicus, where because they've been, you know, I think it's it's a developing living rule system in a way Mm. where each book introduces a new new aspects that almost certainly you know would be considered core to the game Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense and it's sort of like now you do need quite a few books if you want to play the game as it feels like it's intended to be played Mm -hmm. yeah but that's always going to be a thing i mean you know bearing in mind that the main game if you want to go back and even, oh, buy, yeah, yeah. even buy the paperback versions of the black books, yeah, yeah, to get, it, to, get it, it, to get all that, even with the paperbacks, even if you could buy all of them in paperback, hint, hint, Forge World, um, you'd be looking at nearly five hundred quid. I, I think I suppose it's a bit, it's a bit. Uh, well, let's be honest, Heresy players were a bit more of a specialist bunch. We're more willing to spend that money on big books. way of books. saying we're daft enough to spend the money on it. Yeah, we are. We are. Yep. We are absolutely daft enough to spend that kind of money. But no, what I mean is we're sort of, you look at our books, they're not about this is all the the rule section isn't the biggest bit of it. It's the, the fluff tends to be the biggest aspect make, of our books. It just makes you wonder how Graham came to it as a hobby, really, doesn't it? That's because, because he, he, he got broken by the 40k tournament scene. Ah uh, yes, that's, that's true. Exactly, that's yeah, exactly he went to a 40k tournament with the most broken Space Marine and Eldar allied army possible, and it just sort of he it, 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 it was proper filth locally. It was like that that is a horrible army. That is the worst army you can think of taking. You know that Space Marine Eldar allies. Um, basically, went, like, he went to the GT was, and it turned out to be the fluffiest thing he could have taken, and everything else was even. Basically, worse. Darth Vader went to Death Star Two saw that the Emperor was more evil than him and uh, decided, oh, hang on, I'll be a good guy. And that's basically what happened. Right. To be fair, Graham was actually always a reasonably good guy. He was never a... He was always good at the game, but never a uh, a knob about it. Chad. Yeah, if that makes I any sense. At least on my experience. And yeah. I've only known him for like uh, seven years, so... I can imagine he might I be remember more having likely fun to be games, chaddish with his brother. Fun games with friends on a Sunday evening. He's not the... I mean, he wasn't the worst in our circle. But, uh, yeah. Um, had you? <laughs> no, no. Not even me. Not yeah. even me. Okay. Um, all right. So what about the actual Legios we got introduced in there? Any In Riser? Yeah. Any standouts? It, yes. Uh, Legio Ossidex. Oh, the, yeah, the cockatrices. cockatrices. I just love the name. I love the um, name. I mean, they, they stand out for me because uh, that's what I've picked. Cause oh, excellent. That's who I'm going for. Excellent, yeah. They're, and they're, they is, are very nice. It is based purely on one... Oh, oh well, my, my choice is... Everyone says that the World Eaters have the best colour scheme in 30k. Yes? Mm. Or a lot of people say that they're called that white and blue with red... Is, it's definitely one of the most striking colour schemes. Yeah. Well, but I think that's what? just because it's so balanced. Well, guess what? Legio yeah, no, that, so just... blue, and, blue and white quartered with red heads. Yeah. So, and the there's a picture of the, there's a warlord in the book on page 33, if you're reading along. I actually have it, the book open here, yeah. And it uh, just looks Yeah, that stunning. is a nice one. Yeah. 
That is a nice one. So I might even get all 2019 on the case and do some marble. I don't know yet. I don't know if I can bring myself to do it without <laughs> hating myself too much. Yeah. Um, but between that and then there's one of the personal traits that makes me think, right, yes, I want to do this Legion, although I've now just fully read that trait and think, it's not because I thought it was, but never mind. <laughs> um, surely we're overlooking Legio Mortis. Traitors, not interested. No, this is very true. But up up until up until last week when Legio Lanascara arrived in Paint Frenzy. Um Legio Moon Legio Mortis, one of the iconic yeah uh, narratively Absolutely. iconic uh, legions. So that's you know Yeah, but they're the We've already had that rules though. Well I know, but you know, a second it's never bad to have a little, you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. I, I, I've got no problem with them revising stuff because if, if stuff's not right, it needs to be fixed. Yeah, I mean they haven't really revised it too much. Just like little little tidy up, really. Yeah. Yeah, but that, if it's a tidy up that needs doing, it's a tidy up that needs doing. Yeah, it's just the odd little, you know, it, it, comparing them word for word, it's there's not that much difference, and yeah, it but, is, uh, it, it's more <clears throat> clarifications. But if you if you uh, you know. Take one word in, put, take one word out. I mean, very it, true. It changes the whole sentence. Change the whole sentence, absolutely. Yeah. I also okay. find I also find mortis. That's what FAQs are about. <laughs> Just add a comma here because then it makes yeah. sense. I, I also find mortis singularly uninspiring. It's well, like black, bit of red. We're the baddies. We've got lots of skulls, and it's like, okay. And do you listen to the Cure and Sisters of Mercy? And you know, well, is the Crow, it. is the crow your all-time favorite film? That's what's playing but, out of uh, the uh, of the Warhorn. Is uh, uh, very true. I mean, in terms of night houses, um, obviously my night house, Tyrannus, is in here, but mm-hmm. they went with a blue color scheme, and I was like, no, I went with red. House of Aura looks nice as well, though. Yeah, they do. Um, they got some really nice. A thing in there you know what i actually properly need to do and this is one thing i am lacking in terms of uh in terms of my titanicus knowledge is i actually need to go in and actually see how do house rules work and you know how would it work as a knight army because it's like i'm not interested in having an army of knights i just want to play titans but but you need to know how it works for when I somebody think, who is interested i think in i pretty much need to knights comes for yeah, game. I think I think I need to, to, to sit down and actually have a good old look at, right, how do the knights work properly? Because um, I think that's probably when we start moving on to Mo- Moloch, yeah. we'll, um, we'll be doing that. So I, okay. I, like, I like House Iodin um, yeah. with that, that purple, but just those little hit, the, the blue shoulders and the blue helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that looks really nice. Yeah. And obviously this book also introduced, you know, proper declaring allegiances as mm-hmm. well in a bit more detail because obviously we were introducing the black shields yeah which is quite cool the um and the various questorus uh legios as well legions sorry for how sorry households which is quite cool so yeah we're doing all right really yeah there's it's not that my overwhelming thing with this book is there's there's not really any filler in it no it's it's if, like, if, none of the Titanicus books have really been like that. No, but even even by the high standards of the Titanicus books so far, this one there's no there's there's not even like an an extra 
extraneous paragraph that doesn't seem every, every bit of every page is put to good use sure yeah it's tweet as they would say yeah it's uh, it's streamlined efficient yeah i like it yeah, they've done that oh. for a lot of books now so and other than doom of molech i've not felt like any of them have been particularly you know no stuff and the only reason doom of molech is because i haven't really been interested in the night side of things so see now that you can do all serastus part of me is like yeah load of yeah i'm a bit more tempted to expand my knights toward beyond the basics that i have right now the problem the problem with knights is when you start wanting to do lots of knights there's a certain type of knight that people don't like you to take because they are they're as bent as a pretzel i've got two of them now but they're they're much they're they're, they've got um from from what i gather that's one too many pretty much (laughs) um they've they've uh, they doubled the points more or less so it's all right when they came out i do i do remember uh tom from the gino bought was it six yep i think it was something like that and then promptly gave four of them away just in utter shame yeah yeah they were bad okay um so crazy expensive so how how do we how will we summarize defensive i think we've actually made a good summary there not a wasted word and so yeah good uh, clayton chris to the point definitely yeah i mean definitely worth your 25 quid whatever it is yeah, well, I got if you get it on the pre-order week from um, Element, like I do in mine, they're less than twenty quid. Yep. I think it's like seventeen six. Well, um, Crucible cost me seventeen seventeen sixty. Yeah, it's not that. It's not that expensive. <clears throat> which is which is like once a quarter. It's cheaper than White Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I buy mine on uh, as electronic versions because that's just how I prefer it, but. They're mm. still quite cheap as well. I, anyway. I do that with the Necromunda ones because then, then then they can get into the house without me having to smuggle them. <laughs> the, the, the Titanicus <laughs> ones are expected. <laughs> yeah. All right. What we'll do now is we'll um, move in and have a little chat about Legio um, Defensor, the um, from, from from a different book from Titan Nova Death. Guard. Yeah, Titan Death. Go back yeah, to Titan we're Death. Going okay. through, we're going through them slowly. We're slowly getting there. We've got, no, I think we've got two more from after this. This is just like puts us hot, um, most of the way through titan death maniples uh, sorry not maniples uh legios so all right so i'll start off by you know giving a the quickest quick overview of the fluff but basically uh all we know about the, their origins is that they um they they were probably founded in the age of strife uh well so all the imperium really knows um and they uh came from the binary star system of and i'm gonna murder this pronunciation satires satires okay well well, well, sorry i couldn't i couldn't let you murder it so i just just saved my poor pronunciation of english um uh, okay i had a classical education boy i did have a classical education well i did do classics just you know but anyway, um, uh, when reunited with the Imperium, they joined the Great Crusade pretty much straight away. And they became some of the you know most faithful followers of the Emperor. Sort of like, you know, Emperor said, jump. They said, hi, how high? And when they came across the Lecticio Divinitatus, I should be able to get that. I do, I do speak. I'm supposed to be able to speak Latin. Um, unless my GCSE say, say I do. Uh, um, not that it's proper Latin, of course. Um, they were like, oh, this is 
awesome we're going to follow this to the letter and they would um you know they they would become they became some of the most ardent followers in the imperium of the lecticio divinitatis you know and uh they would adorn their uh, uh titans with all sorts of religious iconography um which i suppose they would have had to, it would have had to be sort of secretive in a way um mm-hmm. It doesn't Although say if it's that on a warlord off. titan, you've, you've got to have a fair set to turn around and say, you can take that off there. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be... Yes, you've got that that, that symbol of the uh, the, the, the Emperor, the Aquila, um, with all the holy stuff on it. That That's just sort of like for decoration, yeah? No. Yeah. All right, well, we'll accept that answer. Um, yeah, You're pointing and... a volcano cannon at me, I'll let it slide. And they would, um, before the uh, battles, um, have prayers and um, say, you know, and, and incant, incant, incantations and wards and, and stuff. And it was sort of like they were really deep into it. And they even had war sirens on their uh, titans that sort of broadcast sermons of the uh, uh, of the god emperor. I mean, that is really taking it to the line, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they did that. And um, yeah, they were sort of like, thingy so when um the heresy broke out their sort of their faith transformed them from being uh sort of a serene we love the emperor kind of legion to being like a proper righteous fury and uh it did give them problems within the heresy because they would rather allow themselves to lose a titan and die uh, rather than yield a single millimeter of ground to the traitors so nothing wrong with that that, that seems like a perfectly uh, sensible and well, well thought out plan. In, True. In, in the un, in the universe of the heresy, that, seems, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't seem particularly unusual. Bas- basically, standard procedure, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, do you want to take us through the um, the the legio traits then, Rob? So the uh, the tra- the personal traits. No, no, the, no, sorry, no, the legio traits. The the um. Or do you mean the um, stratagems? The, no, no, the. the no. Oh no! I'm oh, sorry. The trait. Yeah, sorry. It's the legio trait. The idiot boy. So we've got the first one. Righteous fire. Many legio defensor princeps feel rage rising within them when battle is joined against a traitor force. Well, you, you'd hope that wasn't legio specific, to be fair. Commune through the MUR, MIU. This hatred reaches down into their titan's plasma reactors. The burning heart of the god machine beating all the faster. In the first round of a game, a Legio Defensor Titan may fire one of its weapons twice during its activation. If they do so, advance the Titan's plasma reactor status track by two places, in addition to any advances associated with firing the weapon. Mm. Not sure I'd be too keen on that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same as what Furians can do, except it's not a stratagem. Yeah. I think that's where I got confused thinking you were on about stratagems because i remember that one from the furians because uh, a certain mr woodsmith mentions that quite a bit yeah furians can do it but um for them it's a stratagem whereas to these guys it's you just it's just a trait and you just sacrifice some of the uh, thing but again this i don't think unless you're running the new um the new maniple of basically all warlords yeah that that's just gonna get that's going to be re- that's going to just cause so much hassle, and for well, one weapon, I don't think that's worth that. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. You know, but they can do it with all their we- all their weapons. So, no, well, not all their weapons, all their titans, not just one. Yeah, but that's every single titan with two extra heat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Plus any additional. You know, I mean, it's the first round, first round of the game. 
So now the way I've been explained this by players of the Nova Guard when I asked them was, well, it does apply to each activation. So if you throw in a a, a fire first, mm-hmm. apparently that, you get that increases your during you, its activation. You get to double dip. First That's the way it's been explained to me. One of its weapons twice during its activation. So first fire gives you a firing in the firing in the movement phase, as well as in exactly as well as when you would normally do it. Yeah. So it it's not so you, you wouldn't get. So, so this would give it. you what three shots from one weapon basically. Four. Because you fire it once oh, yeah. on first fire. First fire, you your, fire it, then you fire it thing again. Twice. You get to it's each activation. So when you're activating in first fire, you can fire twice in first fire, and then twice again in. But you are advancing your um, your reactor by four. Is is there, and it's the first round of the game as well when mm-hmm. everything's gonna pretend. You know, if you're going first, everything's gonna be on full shields. Yeah. Nothing's going to be have taken any damage. I can't see it being worth that much heat when your opponent is going to be fresh out of the box and yeah. not damaged. But that's kind of the thing. It, they, they, they're about an alpha. They, you know, they've got other stuff as well. But this is about an alpha strike, so it's possible you can double dip and do it. Mm. But I'd be very wary about doing it. It's there's a there's a lot of uh, maniples you wouldn't want a double dip with that. No, no, absolutely. A lot, not. Of so, titan, a lot of titan types. I mean, if you're going up by four, the, even the even the chuffing warlord um, track isn't isn't that long. Now, yeah. when when they get round to releasing an imperator, well, and yeah, you, you know, and your heat track is like thirty or something raged, <clears> then <throat> yeah, then knock yourself yeah. out. But, All right, cool. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can't. I can't. I can see a lot of risk with that, but the first, the first round, I can't see guaranteed gain. Yeah, I mean that is kind of the the issue of it, but it's the it's the it's the way they they're written <clears throat> and that's that their rules and it's quite cool. I think it's quite cool yeah, anyway, it's, but it's risky. The, and the second, I'm not keen on the second Legio trait anyway. It's, it's kind of becoming more and more apparent why I haven't picked these guys for myself. I must admit. Um, which is a shame because some of some of the other stuff about them is, is the background to them is really quite cool. But yeah, the second Legio trait, Indomitable Resolve. Legio Defensor has a well-reserved reputation for standing their ground no matter the odds. These qualities were amongst those that drew the praise of the Emperor himself and earned the many honours during the Great Crusade. Cool. Titans in a Nova Guard maniple may add one to the dice roll when making command checks, provided that at least one of the units in their battle group has been destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you've got to have lost something for a start, which yeah. is is far less than ideal, unless you're running a, like the Suicide Warhound, mm-hmm. uh, which I suppose would probably fit into the fluff as well. You know, Suicide Warhound running the Righteous Fire, and you just charge forward and with the hottest reactor ever, and just blow up as soon as you can. But you, t- the thing is, to- with this one. Or have taken something you, off the table to benefit from it. You can easily, yeah, you can easily quite easily get through uh, two thirds, maybe a whole game, without actually losing a whole titan. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, this just becomes pointless. 
Yeah, and especially is if you are going to take them, you're going to want to take that righteous fire, so you're going to concentrate on larger titans. I know there is stuff. There's more and more stuff coming in now that does modify command checks. Mm-hmm. So it has, but has benefits there in late game where you might have lost some. You might have lost something anyway. Yeah, but it's for me. This is the less. This is sort of like. This is the balance to Righteous Fire. I personally think Righteous Fire is very good, but this sort of balances it out um, mm-hmm. because I don't think that if you're taking this Legio, you're going to want to you're going to want small Titans that are going to die easily. So you're not going to benefit from this until much later on in the game. No, okay, it's, cool. I think I think Righteous Fire just doesn't fit into the way that I want to play the game, which is why I don't like it. Well, yep, that's fair enough, and we all play it differently. And so yeah, I'm cool. planning on running two warlords with power fists. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Uh, okay. I shoot something when you can thump it. Uh, yeah. uh, Chris, do you want to talk about um, stratagems? Yeah. So there, again, another two options. So a day of retribution. Uh, you spend uh, two stratagem points to fire one of your titan weapons and enemy titan before the game starts but your reactor track goes up by three no mm-hmm. that's just no that's that's, that's my that's my <laughs> comment on that one but that's kind of the thing right. the, you know they're rules are so, you can all you can see that everything about them is leaning towards just think this is take, an alpha strike take, army if you take that and then uh, Righteous Fire. I mean, potentially, you've moved your uh, Plasma up, what, seven? <laughs> yeah. And yep. that'll pretty much destroy anything. Uh, yeah, game over. Off the um, top of my head, but you'd how, be firing. How many, how many heat tracks are there on a Warlord? I can't remember. Is it many more than seven? No, I don't think so. It's not many more, but... Like, you're not going to be in a healthy colour with seven, are you? you yeah, know, but I mean, you... I would be considering... Day of ret- I'd be considering the day of retribution for something like a Nemesis Warbringer on a target with full shield or knights. Which apparently thing is, which, you could which shred- you said earlier, like guardsmen, so they're just yeah. But again, you, you can get you get rid of knights before well, the yeah. game even starts, and knights can be some of the more difficult to deal with. Um, I mean, in, in theory, you could use that to shred the shields on something. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Um, you know, if you've got, you know, I know people are keen on the apocalypse missile launchers for shield stripping, or Gatling blasters if you're in range. Yep. Yeah. But it's but it's before the game starts, so a lot of that medium range stuff that is good for shield stripping, the high rate of fire stuff, you might not be in range for this. Yeah, but there's definitely options there for that. What's okay. the what's the longest range multiple shot? Um weapon realistic it is probably the apocalypse launcher isn't it? it gives you the best trade-off of number of shots and range yeah pretty much it's it's ten, ten shots as, and basically the range is doesn't matter as with all things with all stratagems it, it's generally speaking very circumstantial you need to have the right circumstances and the right situation for this to really be you know to, to as with all things with most games it's got its place. I can definitely see where I could use it in certain games. I can see a bit that we've missed there as well, which What's is that? in its advantage. So the weapon that you fire counts uh-huh. as having double its normal range. Oh, I does, missed that completely. Doesn't, doesn't increase your short range bonus. So your short range, you know, if you've if you if you are chucking 
a Gatling at it, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that the short range from the Gatling yeah, yeah. doubles, Counts. but it doubles that short range. Uh, it okay, doubles, well, the this, doubles the weapon's range. Well, this sounds even better then. So it's pretty useful for for what is a measly two stratagem points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's that if for if you then went maximal on Sun Fury? Uh, let's have a look. See That's coming. I mean, that, that again is you just asking for all the all the heat tokens. It's a where's a warlord? Indeed. Let but me just bring up the the app that Rob hates and let me have a look. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. Oh, is that the one that I do hate, or the website yeah, that, that I that I that I'm not allowed to like because I hate that app? No, the one that you hate. <laughs> uh, so Sun Fury long range, twenty four inches. So it's a forty eight inch range. Forty eight inches. Yeah. That's pretty good. Four dice, strength eight. But against a fully shielded target. Oh, that's a very close the other thing. And that, that's, that's the downside that I don't think you can get round, is it's before the game starts. Everything's going to be fully shielded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would make an apocalypse launcher 240 inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds worth it So you could it play now. in a car park. You could, yeah, if you want to play in a car park, yeah, absolutely. It's sounding a lot more worth it. Yeah, I think, yeah, doubling the range, two strategy points, definitely worth a go. The next option, simple, uh, let's just read the thing properly. Blessing the Emperor. This strategy can be purchased by any Legion defensive player. Reveal this strategy when a hit would result in one of your Titans or another catastrophic damage table. The hit is ignored, and this strategy has no further effect. Yeah, I've had a I've had a game where I thought I scored an engine kill, and then it's just like, no, nah, I'm doing this. Yeah, it is a get out of jail free card. Yeah, it is. Or well, to be fair, that yeah. wasn't tabletop simulator, so I don't know if it counts. <laughs> but pretty useful. But I don't know if I'd spend it's three stratagem points though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of points for a lot something that. But it could is... be your princeps senioris not nuking himself in turn one with all his other silly shenanigans that he could do with his reactor track. But it wouldn't affect that because when you... Um, oh, no, because you have to have a... When you, when still, a hit wound results still, in one of your titan... Yeah, yeah. but if you, if, you, if you blow yourself up, it still counts as... A lot of the, some, a lot of the stuff, the results you can get, still count as a hit, don't they? Mm, I don't know. I think that would be... That... still described as a hit to the torso at strength. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. But that depends how you want to interpret a hit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I think I'll uh, talk about the uh, war gear then. They've only got the one. Devotional war sirens. You can guess what they're like. Uh, Basically, they are big sirens. I think they're really, really good. They are basically, if you've got one of these on your your Titan, anything within eight inches is going to be making a command. When they make a command check, they get to roll two dice and keep the highest. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you take this? Ah, uh, again, going on second-hand knowledge and my own untested readings from from the book so far, the stuff that's harder to pass command checks with is unlikely to necessarily be within it. In, although I suppose for twenty points, you could just stick it on a warhound in a squadron. Yeah, exactly. And run them around together and. That's true, but then again, I would imagine for larger, again, this Legio, I think, fit, you know, suits larger Titans. Oh, no, hang on. It's only for Warlords. Oh, is it only for Warlords? It's only for Warlords. Oh, there you go. 
which means you're not going to be moving very much with anything else to still be within eight inches of i still think it's worth it because you you, you're so close to uh you're so close to you you know your small stuff yeah sorry your big stuff moves not that fast so you can keep them relatively close together it's a very they read to me as quite a static legion oh absolutely absolutely Absolutely. i can imagine mills the senior might quite like them because if there's ever a titanicus scale defense line from to stand behind this is a legion that would do well stood behind it um (laughs) with with, you know instead of instead of the ubiquitous um ammo dump it's with coolant dump um for him to sit behind yeah you're on very thin ice there (laughs) (laughs) oh graham's kind of joined us hasn't he he's he's woken up he's woken up up. okay shall we take a, a personal trait each and then yes shall we yeah so do do you want to start with the first one then uh, rob uh yes the uh, personal trait number one enduring hatred death is preferable to defeat in the mind of the princeps even as their titan burns around them they will fight on if it means exacting their vengeance the princeps titan may re-roll hit roll to one once their titan has suffered <laughs> damage what have i missed sorry right. uh, graham's on video and he's giving us fingers all right okay <laughs> However, during the damage control phase, they must spend any repair dice to repair disabled weapons before repairing any other kind of damage. So basically, this gives you Princeps Khan stabbing out from Hell's heart at your yep. opponents, basically. Yep. I think you have, pretty... have to model an 8 mil scale Ricardo Montalban uh, in your Titan to... Uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's simple, but it works really well. Yeah. I think I quite like it. It's nice and it's nice and nice and flavorful. Um, I mean, you you don't want your titans taking critical damage ideally, but they're they're gonna. So yeah, no way around it. No way around it. Okay, um, Chris, what about Crusade veteran? Crusade veteran once per game with the princeps successfully issues an emergency repair order. They may immediately issue a second order after its effects have been resolved. This second order may be another emergency repair order. Note that the Titan must adhere to the restrictions of movement and activation of both orders. That's cool. Yeah, I think it's difficult to master. Again, if you're you're not going to move, then it's ideal. But you you can just chuck, you know, all right, emergency repairs, right, okay, there we go. I've fixed that, and then you can go, right, well, I'll issue myself something else now. Yeah, See, I'd be looking at things like split fire and. I'm thinking full. I'm thinking emergency repair. You know, someone's up with my legs. Emergency repairs. Full stride. Get out of dodge. Possibly, yeah. And get back behind a building so that nothing shoots you. Okay. Uh, and then icon of the true. Um, this is a sort of like. Oh, 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 most legios seem to have a meh stratagem, and I think this is their one. It is. Um, princesses on the table all night banners and tight friendly titans get plus one on command checks zarit but again there are better ones out there but again you 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 mix this up with some of the other stuff that helps command checks and yeah there's mm. definitely some advantages there but i just think it's not as good as the other two just um yeah i mean just kind of quickly going back to the previous one so with emergency repair you can't then activate in the uh, combat phase um which is worth worth thinking about as well yeah definitely um okay appearance wise 
Um, primary legion, colors of legion are white, black, and gold with touches of green. I actually really love this color scheme. It's really, really nice. Very striking. Um, no actual paint guide has been done by Games Workshop, but Duncan, Mr. Two Fincoats himself, did do a show on Twitch back when he still worked for GW. I think it was August last year, and he suggested that you would probably be looking at Administratum Grey for the white, which I think would work. Um, then um, Corvus Black, um, that part's obviously Psychorix Bronze for the gold. So sort of a very pale gold that would be. Uh, very interesting. And um, then an equal mix of Lauren Forest and Uriel Yellow for the um, for the green. So that's going to give you a very striking green, that is. So I don't... I'm not a big fan, personally. Of the colour scheme. Color scheme. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not a... It's a it's it doesn't just, do anything for me, really. No. There are plenty of people that... It's, it's not it's not for me. Yes, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, we don't all have to like the same things. I like it, um, but I like green, so... Okay, cool. Uh, right, uh, what about a summary? I mean, I... What maniples do you think would work for this? Because the, I think this uh, is definitely all about any, the alpha strike. Anything what's with a war uh, nemesis. What's the big new one with three warlords and a nemesis in it? Or four warlords? Uh, Extermagus. Extermagus, yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that, that would, would definitely work. I mean, I'd written down here Axiom, because, I mean, you combine that with a devotional war sirens, indomitable resolve, your orders are suddenly going to be, like, super reliable. Yep, if you've yep. got the Axiom in there, you're probably going to have the most reliable orders in the game. Um, uh, Myrmidon. Now, I don't, you know, I normally say Myrmidon is probably not one you want to look at, but obviously I think it works with this Legio. I've got all my books out here. I'm just having a flip. Myrmidon, that's the two, war- sorry, two Warlords? Yes. In the first book? Yeah. Anything, anything heavy. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's not going to work with light titans because you're just going to get too hot. Yeah, maybe Fortis and Regia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. All right, awesome. Um, yeah, maybe um, what's it called? Raptura. Raptura. Yeah, yeah, they could work. Yeah. Uh, I think that might. I work. love the fact that we've got so many options for manacles now that it's getting difficult to. To almost figure out right what works with this but then again this works with this there's so many options it's like if that makes any it sense it absolutely mm. does yeah it's getting harder and harder to decide which maniple is speaks and says this is the absolute maniple for this legio because there's lots of choices okay right i mean i think that's us done with the nova guard and the engine kill so we're gonna head off now and we're gonna do some other stuff so uh in the in, next month well, I think up next we've got Legio Kratos. Oh, yeah. The, the God, God Breakers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I have been kind of looking forward to them because yeah. I, I love their I love their name. So metal. And they were <laughs> heavily involved on um, Talon, Talon as well. Yeah, yeah. Allied to the Iron Warriors, so you, you might get some, some interest from uh, Brother Mills. I doubt it. Yeah, me too. Cool. But, yeah. Okay, awesome. So what we'll do now is we'll run into the Ogre Scanner.
All righty then. So this month, Obiscan has been a little bit uh, lacking, to be fair. Not really had our uh, gain pushed up too high. So we haven't really managed to pick anything. So in order to fill a section of utter void, we asked you lovely folks, what do you want to ask us? Ask us anything. I even included a picture of the rather scary Hartley the Hare uh, from 70s TV just to provoke a reaction. Which I'm right, so that's did. what that was. Just Megan was ha- Megan was like, why have you posted this, Michael? Why have you posted this? And I'm like, I didn't post it. Yes, I, it was the first thing that I kind of found. <laughs> I don't know why I put it on there, but it's for attention and it worked. It's a scary looking son of a, son of a gun. Anyway, OK, you ready for the question? I'll read them out. You guys answer, right? Right. Everybody ready? Fingers on buzzers. Fingers on buzzers. Fingers right. on buzzers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We should we should get a little sound effect thing. We should get a little individual beepers or something to should, make different we? noises. Kazoo. So, first question: fifth from Fifth Godsmoke or me, as you like to call him, or Tyler Durden, as he is. Twenty twenty one heresy wish list, both realistic and I can have whatever I want. What would you want to see? One thing, two it, things. One is realistic. One is the unrealistic. What we, that we but we we're gonna do ourselves or just no, in general? I think it's something that would be potentially available for heresy uh so it's not start- doing yourself but like yeah plastic mark ii for example Plus, plastic starter box plastic starter box realistic plastic, is that realistic plastic. or unrealistic i think it's realistic yeah and you're unrealistic <laughs> plastic starter box <laughs> um plastic jet bikes okay good uh what about um you, Rob, what's your unrealistic, or are you just going to stick with plastic boxes? I think, a, I think, a, um, I don't think a plastic plastic box is unrealistic given given the um, world that we're living in at the moment. I think what could be realistic would be potentially um, Age of Darkness version two. Ooh, saucy, uh, Michael. Uh, realistic. Um, yes. I think a, I do actually think a plastic combat patrol or whatever, start collecting, whatever. I think that's realistic because it's just existing products repackaged. Okay. Um, You know, Tactical Squad, Terminators, Contemptor, Heroes, boom, Bob's your uncle, 60 quid. Um, Yeah, whatever. Um, That would be good, um, I think. Um, But unrealistically, Formentaris Terminators. <laughs> no, um, unrealistically, I would like to see uh, the return of Mark II, be it in limited as a, as a, as a resin or as a um, or, or as plastic. Mark II would okay. be nice to see back again. Very but good. I don't think that's going to happen because, nice. to be frank, as a plastic kit, they're going to be really difficult because there's lots of undercuts in there. Like I said, this is the world, world the realm of dreams. Yep. Um, my realistic. About Fleet Gothic end of the year, oh. and, no. and my and my unrealistic is uh, a new red book with the latter legions in, plus a separate book with a whole raft of lovely missions to play, collated and and uh, curated by the Forge World team. There we go. That's me. Okay, next question. Uh, this is from Jens. Uh, our friend from Scandinavia. Uh, and Northern the, Heresy podcast. And Northern Heresy, yes. What the F is up with the Volkite range on the Sabre Strike tank? Michael, over to you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's Volkite and it's a Sabre Strike tank. What what the F is up with that? What's the F up 
Uh, oh god, I can't remember. Is it short or long again? I'm thinking it's. I'm thinking it's short. Oh yeah, uh, yeah it is all it? short with a yes. It's it all 24 short. inches, isn't it? Something stupid. Yeah. Um. I guess it's, the, the the tank is designed to get up close and personal, which is a bit hard to do because it's so um fragile. Um. But it's fast, so I guess. Okay. I guess what they're aiming for is they're not aiming for a tank that's going to sit back and just be a gun line. They're aiming for something that's going to get up and get up there and be personal, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, so, so I think short range by design. Yeah, I think that I think that's that's what it is, because they don't want I don't think they want another tank that's just going to sit back and and shoot like a gun line because i think that's a that's a failing that you get sometimes with some of the the forge world tanks they they can be rather long-ranged so like the sakaran half the time when i play it it never bloody moves and that's not necessarily what you want um in a game well is in my book mate well i know it is with you but generally speaking as a game design choice i don't think they want it staying still i think they want it to be a mobile thing they should stop people with flipping haywire then. Right, King Fluff. Sorry, did someone... <laughs> Somebody call you, Rob. Yeah, sorry, King sorry, Fluff. Started off for a second. Uh, of King Fluff games and stuff. Uh, has asked, how much wood would a woodchuck chucker chuck if a woodchucker could chuck Erebus? Little twist at the end there, folks. Woodchuck. Erebus. <laughs> <laughs> how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck Erebus? Yes. I don't think there's enough wood in the universe that he wouldn't be willing to chuck if he got to chuck Erebus. All, Great the, answer. all the Nal wood on Tanith. Great. <laughs> Great answer. Which is, a, which is a fair amount at this point. So. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. This one's a good one. Uh, what would people consider a reasonable amount of money to spend on a 3,000 point army? You have one minute to answer this question because it could take forever. How much? What? Wait until, top of your head. wait until you hear my list for this evening, this, this yes. show. Uh, how much? About uh, about eight hundred, nine hundred pounds. Eight hundred, nine hundred pounds, Michael. Seven fifty to eight hundred. Rob. Uh, yeah, make it an even grand. <laughs> I'm uh, expensive taste. No, but that's including things like a special ca- a case for it as well. Uh, not including that. Yeah, not including not including packaging. Uh, nine hundred then. Nine hundred notes. I would probably say, I, though it pains me, I think probably around you're probably looking at a thousand pounds. I mean, can we spend that? I don't think it's a one-off hit. That's the thing. I think it's a it's a slow yeah. erosion of your wallet over time. Yeah. So it doesn't uh, feel like a thousand pounds, but a hundred pound a month for ten months, for example, is not unreasonable. But I'll say it very quietly because the wife is next door. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I think you know we do. Actually, we do it is a unreasonable. Lot. It's a huge amount of money. I, I think the list. Week. I think I think the list I've written for this evening's list list challenge will be the most expensive list ever on the show. Oh, I, I, I think the thing is that you don't if you. If you go out and spend everything all at once and you buy everything all at once, I think that's never a good idea because then you end up with a big pile of plastic and resin and it can overwhelm you. And I think a better way to do it is to buy a core, you know, yeah. a couple of tr- two troop choices, your HQs, maybe something nice like a Sakaran and then work up from there. And yes, it may cost you. It probably will cost you more because shipping and, um, you know, 
um, what have you, um, the, the fact that you'll you'll end up probably building more than a 3,000-point army that way. Um, I think it's more manageable. So I think it depends on if you're going to do a collection or an army. So, like, my yeah. wolves are a collection, but all my other heresy armies are literally snapshots. There's 3,000 points of one mm. list, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, I, I think that's I mean, what I've I tend got, to do now, because otherwise it gets ridiculous. I've got a list written out for Talons custodies that comes in at under 550 all brand new all from forge world but i suppose the thing with that is also but the talons the, the infantry is plastic yeah um, which makes it yeah and you don't need a lot of them to do an army with it that's that's, that's the thing talons are an exception i think yeah to the, to, to the normal process because you only need 20 models um for a 3000 point army so I mean that's. The, I mean I, I think they're a good, sort of, not cheap but more cost-effective entry in to the to the hobby because they you, you'll get a good taste for it and mm-hmm. you know they're, they're not crazy expensive to put together. If you, I mean, if you, if you, you can go with a cataphracti, cataphracti, you know, Pride of the Legion plastics mm-hmm. using yeah. Land Raiders in plastic, um, for example, and you can get to. A, a core from that that you could build on so we have done episodes where we've spent the minimum amount possible like maybe 150 200 quid i think actually mechanicum if you were going to go forge world is actually quite reasonable because the models are Can very be. expensive point wise yeah that's the thing it's they have the same thing that custodians have is that the units are, are point sponges yeah, yeah but if, if you start buying um ad secularis tech thralls you, yeah. you're not far off a pound a point we're not doing that anyway but yeah you're right those sorts of things do get repricey but i think you can do it quite cheaply i mean for example the um phallax you know are quite pricey to buy but they also quite you don't get many of them for your army you don't need hundreds of thousands of them to make those numbers up so an interesting question for sure um i think basically what we're saying here is that from our point of view you're probably not looking at too much change from between 700 and a thousand pounds goodness me it's shocking when you put it like that isn't it? okay next question which is from dino uh, if dawn has a thousand hundred thousand builders and perturaba has six hundred thousand artery artillery pieces and we time that by the number of wrongs magnus did or majors divided by the needless needless neediness of logar how much of a twat is erebus he's a there's a there's a theme here isn't there what's the it's there's an infinity symbol in there somewhere isn't there <laughs> yes it's a mobius loop yes that's how much we think of that one okay um chris page has asked us uh, on a more serious note how how well how about some Battlefleet heresy talk? What rules are you using, etc.? That sounds like a separate episode. Yep. Um, uh, Chris, this is your big time, big moment to shine, Chris. He's gone. No, we lost him. Okay, <laughs> right. We'll get him back in a minute, but I do know he is using the um, the the what you call it, the rules from Remembrances Retreat. Yes. 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 We'll, we'll definitely come back. Oh dear, we've lost him. That's terrible. Okay. Okay. We'll uh, we'll 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 try and get him back. So if you give me mm. a second, uh, Chris, add. Oh, sorry, I can I can put in a what have you here? I am. I, 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 if he's oh, I think we've got him back now, Chris. Yeah. 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 We lost you there. 
Yeah, my um, network went funny, so sorry okay. about that. Right, cool, no problem there. All right, we, no we were just asking. Right, so now we've got Chris back. The question was, oh. what rules are you using for um, uh, oh, Battlefleet, Battlefleet, Battlefleet Heresy? Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's the uh, Battlefleet Heresy uh, sort of army list uh, that the guys that uh, run Ratson's Retreat um, put out. And I use the Battlefleet Gothic remastered rulebook that's available on the internet somewhere. I've forgotten where. But that's got the um, uh, the original rulebook and the uh, 2020 FAQ combined into one uh, rulebook, which makes life a lot easier. Um, so that's the, that's the, rules, the, the, the rulebook that, that I use. Because um, it's, it's okay. just nice and, nice and easy. And the thing with the guys, the, the the cool thing that they've done for the heresy fleet list is um so squadrons have their own uh strengths um they're in sort of, they can interact with each other which is i think we discussed in the show at the time the problem was that squadrons never really interacted with each other in a meaningful way they were just counters on counters whereas now they actually you know fighters can engage with bombers and they have to roll dice and stuff so that's okay very good but it sounds like it's something we probably need to cover off in more detail at some point in the future so there's an idea for a little section there cool um next question um do you think that we'll see a red book revamp next or another black book so this is obviously after book nine will it be a book 10 or a red book revamp red book i think we'll see a red book revamp first red book chris i yeah, red book. Okay, and I there think you go. we're going to get three red books for Space Marines. I think we'll get a um, we'll get the generic list like we have now. Um, then they'll split the legions list into loyalists and traitors. Yeah, but then where do you where where do you put the Dark Angels and the Alpha Legion? Oh ha ha ha! <laughs> As if we um, haven't heard that joke. As as the member of the House of Fenris, I felt felt like it was me that had to say that. But the thing is, actually, Rob does raise a point, because there are certain units for those legions, and uh, Iron Warriors have got one as well, that Mm. they are a traitor legion, but they do have a character that can be used in the Loyalist army. (laughs) The Loyalist book just with Kia Valon on his own page. I think you would would put those characters, those units, with the the army that they belong to, and they go with the, the main... Um, the main narrative. Yeah. I just, I just, I just think they have one big book because some people have got no interest in playing in tra- playing traitors, but they might want to play Kiev and Iron Warriors. Yeah, but if they're playing <laughs> Iron War- uh, Warriors, they need Iron no, Warriors. Yeah, but, if, but then if but then if Kiev Allen's in a separate in, in like a loyalist book, then they need two yeah. books. I just think that's one. why I would that's why I would put Kiev Allen as a loyalist with the um, traitors book because he's an Iron Warrior. Regardless of whether it's just, just like an easy way to split them up, rather than saying right every loyalist unit is in this thing yeah. and every traitor unit is in this. It's like but, no, this is this is the, the the them split into roughly what they were in the war. But what Rob was saying is you would it's then need three books. You would then need three books. Why would you need three books to play if Kiev Island is in the traitor book or the? Even though it's a, it is a hypothetical. 
Yes. I'm just saying. No, no, I'm, yes. just like, well, I'm just like, why would why would you need three books if Keir Valen is in with the rest of the Iron Warriors? Sorry, yeah. yeah, I must admit, I'm. I'm oh, no, yeah, sorry. I think yeah, it, would no, be, no. it would be two no, books. Yeah. And if you happen to be having a loyalist character, you go with the with the Home Legion because that's where all the yes. stuff is. Sorry. Kind of makes sense. So I was thinking that the loyalists would have the generic units in as well, but it won't. It all. Yes. No, yeah, you'd have three. There'd be three different books. One yeah, with the. Two. two but the same as what you have now, basically. Yeah. What about down the what, what about controversial? What about our old chums, the custodies? Would they go well, to a red book? Probably, but I imagine they'll go in with oh, the. Uh, I, I imagine they. I imagine they, they, imagine they would demons. go in. Um, oh, demons yeah. go in the trade. They'd, no, they'd go in the uh, a loyalist book. You'd have a. I don't know where you put the demons emperor. if you wanted to put in a in a red book, but no, my. You, you, you split it, forces you, of the Imperium, forces of chaos. Yes, yeah, but the traitor legions in, and the demons in one book. I suppose yeah, the... you could do that. Yeah, you could do that because there's no, more than I re- ten. I reckon loyalists, traitors, forces of the webway, which gives you demons and. Um, oh yeah, custodies and, then, and, and custodies and sisters, and then you have your crusade imperialis as is. And then you have. Um, uh, Where'd you put Mechanicum then? Then you have Mechanicum they, with Mechanicum and Dark Mechanicum with Mechanicum and Dark Mechanicum. Yeah, Mechanicum currently have their own book. They're not in a separate book. They've got their own book. And when Dark Mechanicum are done, that book just gets thicker. I'm not being. I, I think that yeah, maybe you could have three, which is um, three larger red books. And I'd pay good money for this, by the way. All the traitors, all the forces of the War Master, including demons, whatever, all the forces of the Emperor, and then the 50-50s. So, you know, Militia, for example. Militia. Solar Auxiliary, auxiliary, Mechanicum. And the Alpha Legion. And everybody else. And just um, uh, Questorus Knights, whatever, Titans in the other. They go in the the Mechanicum. Yeah, but I wouldn't have a separate Mechanicum book, is what I'm saying. I'd have... Just yeah, those... but they'd be very expensive, and I think yeah, but, that, I think the point of the red books is they're meant to be more accessible. I mean, yeah, not the if thing not, is, you'd only need one, free, wouldn't you? Not if and you they're pretty, books to, and they're probably not going to be hardback. They'll probably be paperback yeah, in our imaginary would, world. Yeah, in our ideal world, but you don't need one of them, is what I'm kind of saying. But yeah, mm-hmm. if you're going to buy play Mechanicum, you know, or, or play Solar Auxiliary, you could end up buying a book where, you, where most of it you don't need anyway, for sure. But that happens now. Anyway, yeah. hypotheticals aside, mm. what other films is Graham completely wrong about? That is a great <laughs> question. Chris Page, Lewis Fox, by the way, was the question about the. Well, I the don't know. Books. I don't know what what films that Graham is wrong about because he doesn't often give. Well, we had the, we had the. Although there was that whole there was that whole whether Debbie Does Dallas Two is better than Debbie Does Dallas One, but you know that was. Well, we had the Indiana Jones controversy <laughs> where he tried to claim that. Uh, Temple of Doom was better than any of the others. I didn't say that at all. Actually, what I said was it was better than it was the best outsider from the the first one, which is the best of all of them. However, without I'm feeling Chris gloating from here, to be fair, uh, I can just see him savoring every syllable what, what that I say. What was it that when, made you? What was it that made you um, change your mind? Did you watch them? I did. I did. Watch <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He actually watched them. I mean, well, to be fair, I hadn't watched Temple of Doom for a long time, and it doesn't age well. Whereas, as you younger folks will probably be aware, yeah, you know what? As a consistent whole, the um, 
the last crusade is is a great great piece of work from start to finish it isn't as good as the first one but nothing is but it's still a flipping good it's that rare occurrence where the third film is better than the second film mm-hmm. i suppose the, so, I, yes, suppose the, I, I suppose another i suppose another question would be graham um what 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 is your favorite star trek film there is a wrong answer there are any wrong answers actually to be fair yes yeah yeah well the, the star trek 2 uh, rafa khan is the best one there's no choice we'll, we'll accept that and maybe Star Trek Four after that. Actually, no, I tell a lie. Star Trek Four, the uh, one Star with Trek the Borg. Four Voyage Home. No, that, 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 yeah, Star Trek Four is the Voyage Home with the Whales. Four. Yeah, I quite like that. I thought it was very funny. Three is, yeah, three is it's, it's, yeah, freezing. Um, freezing. I would say, I would say that the one um, First Four. Contact. First Contact. Very good. Yeah, that's a very good. Excellent. Okay, you name you name some of the best ones. So, but the rest of them are a bit meh. To be honest with you. I know. Discovered Country is quite good. Never watched it. I don't think. Oh, you should. Sure. Anyway, uh, other yeah. films that I'm wrong about, you're actually right, Chris. I did quite like Superman v Batman. Yes, you do. I like that as well. I don't I care know, what you say. It was, I don't care what you say. It was actually just. I, I, then again, I didn't have high hopes for it, so I went in just assuming it was going to be a nice popcorn movie. And you know what? As as a movie that's just literally, I'm just going to sit down and have escapism for a little bit. It's all right. I mean, have you? If, to be fair it's another one of those films where the director's cut fits fix so much about it i agree it. i do agree and also i think Here's there's the lots of Contra- controversial thought here Zack snyder the last good film he made was 300 wouldn't disagree the thing I is no watchman was, watchman wasn't that bad actually watchman, right. was, watchman was great yeah. i loved watchman it was not as good as comic but the full version that's very good as well oh, the full version. superman v batman does have a lot of um riffing on the dark knight returns comic yes so there's, a, yeah, a, there's a cartoon version of that which there is, is pretty much good. it is good but um no you but, should you should you should if watch the director's cut of um batman versus superman it's a lot lot it. better oh yeah it it's fixes most of the trash it's i i really liked um lex luther in that i thought jesse eisenberg was good in that it's weird but that's what you want, right? Anyway, what, what next else? question. Um, next question. We've still not through these questions yet. Anyone, will anyone vote for Graham again in the Army List Challenge? Of course they won't. I'll answer that right now. Don't worry. I will answer to a higher power. Who? I did. No, of course you did. Yeah. Or fifth. Yeah, fifth yeah. Godsmoke. Whichever way he's you want. He's already got a question in. It's only one question. <laughs> Why did that become a rule? <laughs> when, it, when it didn't suit your narrative, <laughs> that's why it didn't become a flipping rule. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I'm going to declare victory tonight on the. Uh, uh, you're going to declare uh, victory halfway now. through. Yeah, yeah I'm going to declare victory now because anything else will be just you guys stealing the victory from me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll just try and find the because there's also some more in the other in our other group, our listener community, which I need to find uh, because I can't I haven't got it here. Edge of Empire. Uh, uh, anybody else? Anybody else want to read these out? That's right, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, we're cool. Edge of Empires, this because it's got that picture of us three grinning g- gimpoids when we were at the um bar in uh, Derby the first time. Um Yeah, we probably okay. change that picture. Yes, we do. Anyway, other questions from everybody else on the listener community, which is the different one. Uh Keith has asked, uh, what's your favourite Legion and generic? So you have to be quick on this one. So Chris, favourite Legion and generic, I'm assuming it means a thing that isn't a Legion. Favourite Legion. Go. 
Favorite Legion, uh, Imperial Fist. Uh, generic generic. Athletes. Very good. Rob. Wolves Mechanicum. Mr. B. That, that combination has just given Graham some kind of palpitation. <laughs> his, mach- his machine kicked in for a second. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, uh, Ultramarines and Legio Titanicus. Uh, I would go, obviously, Iron Warriors. <laughs> but my generic, I really like the Solar Auxiliary. I think they're excellent. Expensive, but excellent. Um, good army to play. A lot of fun. Uh, Pete Reese asked which politician is which Primarch, which I'm not going to answer. I, uh, I did put an answer forward. I I gave the opinion that Nigel Farage is Erebus. Seems yeah. <laughs> He's not a um, Primarch. Okay, no, anyway, but, exactly why I didn't want to get into that subject. Exactly. He's not a politician uh, either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we can all agree that Boris Johnson is one of the missing Primarchs and there's a very good reason he's a missing Primarch. Right, okay. Um, David Simpson asks, uh, are we at the start of the end times, mid end times, or are we in the faux Ragnaroks? Now, I don't know if he meant in real life, so I'm going to skip over that one. I assume he means in real life. Okay, very good. Start Um, of the end times. Fifth, fifth, he's got another, he's got another question. Sorry, Chris. Uh, What, again, it's about me. I can't help it. (laughs) Uh, What's, what's Graham Mills' Ultramarines paint recipe? And does it contain Agrax Earthshade? Hmm. What do you think? Who uh, thinks Agrax is involved? Of no, I, I think you watch it with... Uh, I know it is, because you mentioned it last show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I can't remember then. I think it's Drakenhof Nightshade. No, it's, uh, it is Agrax Earthshade, but there's a little but here. You're um, paint with one colour. Paint, uh, paint with one colour. No, it's not actually... Actually, I'll tell you what it is. I say that as I'm painting some stuff of Agrax Earthshade right now. Yeah. Um, it is. So uh, it's... Or a McCrag blue. So basically, it's the Citadel three blues that that you usually use, going up to Calgar blue. But I usually start with um, McCrag blue with mixed in with black to make it dark to start with, and go up from there. Mm-hmm. Usually, a lot of dry brushing, as you probably guessed. Uh, on my work, I'm not edge highlighting, not a massive fan, but I did do some on some of the models. Just, my ultramarines uh, are all all dry brushed. And then I apply a wash which is uh, about one quarter i want to say agrax one no it's not even that it's actually it's about one eighth agrax one eighth non oil and the rest is lamia medium and that just goes over the whole model and it just dulls things down it doesn't really do any of that um sort of pin washing or anything like that but it just dulls the model down to where, where i like it to be so that's me um Biff, okay. No. Battlefleet Gothic to be re-released yeah. to coincide with Solar Wars Black Book. Epic Siege of Terror. Doubt Black it. They've, they've, already, they've, they've already said last year if they were going to do Gothic, it would take three years. Yeah. I think yeah. it will get done, but when they, they have... Need a, um, they need a bigger a, team. They, yeah. they, they said yeah, last think, year with the team they've got, it would take three years to do Gothic. I think okay. when... I think when the... Um, What's what I'm for when the uh, new building is up and running. Then I we think. might see it. But it, it is a quite a cool concept, which is the Solar War Black Book for with the, the, uh, with the Siege of Terror, and you'd have the two coincide. No, it, it, it will be its own game, and it'll have its own separate system. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, I think it would be, but it's like whether they'd be released together. Yeah. For still, so Solar War Basically, would be the heading. One would be when, oh, Solar War would be the game probably. Um, 
which would make more sense and it won't have anything to do with the, the black books it'll be like titanicus but it'll be just called solar war or something yeah. epic for the siege of terror no nope. i think i think they might do sea of fire instead or they'll do various campaigns like they do with Titan- titanicus we'll get a book every few months okay um, i think they do something like sea of fire here's here's an, the next question is from um kieran oh friend from um heresy scott uh predictions for heresy after book 10 what do you think it would be like and what would you like that's a great question um it's not one that we could answer quickly (sighs) quick quick fire answers what quick fire answers um i think i'd like to see them revisit the older legions and do some more work on them adding some more stuff they're already doing that yeah i mean they've already done it with night lords and word bearers but do more do more with the existing legions. Okay. 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 I'd, I'd like to see um, a kind of divergence into not non-combatants, but um, sort of agents and agencies and almost like have expand on the um, characters available into almost like NPCs to allow for almost like a, a small scale, more role play type thing. Ooh, Role-play type skirmishy thing. So yeah, Where so like that? like a kind of mixture of um, mixture of like um, rogue, almost rogue tradery. If you know Graham's old enough to remember rogue trader, I don't know about anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, but where it was hyper hyper narrative. You had a GM, uh, and you had with things like a, you could do it without a GM, but mm. they could do um, they could do campaigns like think of uh, the book Nemesis. You probably haven't read it, Graham, because it's a book, a book. A book. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but that's basically a detective story set during the heresy. And I have I'm, read it. I'm I'm not sure there's even a marine in it. Oh no, there is because they're trying to kill him. But like, th- there's none of the story is from a marine's perspective really. Um, and it's quite procedural. It's quite similar to um, Xenos, the first of the Eisenhorn trilogy. And I just think things like agents of the war master and the behind the scenes stuff and the domestic side of the heresy would be a nice place to explore as well as the big frontline games and the zone mortalis and the titans and get away from the macro scale and go down into the micro scale and like what's it like behind the lines what's the kind of what's the games going on that you could play behind that and involving a bit more rp if that makes sense Nice, very interesting. Um, I think I've read a book set in the heresy where people. <laughs> I read a book. Yeah, well, I've listened to books. You could people, have ended that sentence right there. Yeah, people <laughs> people die, obviously, but they're kind of being murdered, and there's some sort of conspiracy going on. But I can't remember what it was from. It's really yeah, that's Nemesis. Oh, it was cool. It was a good book. It's like a police procedural in places. Yes, Nemesis. Yeah, started as a police procedural and then turned. And then assassins a... turn up. Yeah, yeah, very good. Anyway. Next one, bit of a left fielder one. This one, everyone keeps going on about Battlefield Gothic releases, but what about? Well, this would be right up your alley, um, Rob, as it were. What about Inquisitor fifty-four mil re-releases? Eh? Would you dig that? No, because it's too un- it's too unwieldy. You'd need different terrain. None of the terrain they would do that? would fit. That's I'd why that's, I'd that's that's why Inquisitor twenty-eight went Inquisitor twenty-eight. Sorry. That's why Ink twenty-eight went Ink twenty-eight because you could use any scenery. No, I meant what did Chris say? 
I do have some of the Inquisitor models. So do um, I. So I wouldn't mind that getting a, a, a re-release or something. But like like Rob says, it, there's no terrain or anything out there for it. That would be the only. No. You'd have to scratch build it all again. I think I think some collectors series fifty four mil models would be nice. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that would be nice. Re-releasing some of them as as collectors or you know, like a, like a, a a Forge World standard cast fifty four mil. Loken. If I wanted Inquisitor back as a heresy thing, well, I don't really think you could do it. Could you do that's it as where, heresy? That's where you do the. That's where you do the domestic thing that I'm on about. Though. That's where you have. Yeah. Um. You know the, um. Slight spoilers from Sat Nine. You have the rebirth of the Remembrance Orders and the kind of gubbins going on in the prison and the stuff that's going on behind the wall on the Siege of Terror. I'll be perfectly honest, I like the sound of it, but I don't know if narratively it's going to fit too well because the Heresy was a big macro event with, you know, massive battles and that's what yeah, the Heresy some, feels like some, to me. Yeah, but, but some, some of the best bits in the literature are about the micro. Yeah. So in the, a couple of months ago, well, in the lockdown time, the um, there was the oh, what's it called? What's the small scale game from 40k? Kill team. Kill team. Kill team. Someone did heresy kill team rules, didn't they? So, yeah. yes. I mean, you could adapt those, Rob. You know, I think kill team, I'd, but with an RPG element I'd, to it. I'd yeah. use the Necromunda rules because there is so much scope yeah. for. Okay, yeah, Necromunda. I can see that. Yeah, Necromunda, that sounds better. Because you're not playing with legionaries, you're playing with, with humans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I apologise for the little noise in the background. The cat has just found a toy. Well, of course. Okay. It wouldn't be a show without some sort of feline no. interruption. So, this is a This is a, a doozy. What's your favourite right of war for a legion that you do not play? Coils of the Hydra. Because of Hydra. Oh no, wait, I play that Legion. Yeah, you uh, do. Hmm. There of Revelations, it's always a cracker. No. You play that Legion. Rather I know I do. But I love shoot it. my own fingers off. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what, the deep striking uh, Um I don't know if it's still. I don't know if it's, it's the legions. I don't play, so I don't pay a lot of attention. Did to them we actually I come down on it, whether it was still valid? But Ironwing Protocol. Yeah, they're also legit. You can say Iron them. Ironwing Protocol. I like the sound of that. Um, I don't. I've played it. It's chuffing horrible. But I've seen quite a few. I've seen. I've not really got an in-depth understanding of the rights of war yet for um, Book Nine, but. There are some lovely ones in there, but I think right now I'd say Iron Iron Wing. Okay, and I would say what's that one, Rob, that you run your space was where they basically get everything and it costs them nothing. Oh, the Pale bloody, hunters. No, the bloody claw. Yeah, bloody claw. yeah. Pale, it's like Pale. you get pain, hatred. No, you don't get Fiona all the pain. special rules in the no. world, and Fiona your, pain your, your downside is that you can't can't have anything with a with a purple stripe in in the army. Everything else is fine. Is that the one? Uh, it's um, it's bloodied claw, which gives you furious assault. Which is a furious charge. But you have, but, yeah, but, but you have to charge something if you are eligible to. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, but it also gives you a guaranteed howl of the death wolf, which is once per game you can re-roll, run, and charge distances. And you can run and charge anyway, can't you? In the same turn or something weird with space wolves. Uh, yes, you can. And they get f- 
feel no pain coming out the wazoo. That's from the character. That's from the character who's half chaplain, half medic. Yeah, and they get the and they get the best troop choice except for the uh, mechanicum in the game. And they've all got power weapons, and they all get plus one weapon skill on a successful charge. That's the fellas. Yeah, that's the one I like. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're looking at it from the other side of the table. Yeah, basically, that's the one I wish I had. Let's put it that way. Okay, next question. This is a doozy. Now the termite can be taken as a dedicated transport for the hoplites. They told you, didn't they? As of book nine. Yeah, Yeah, I missed that bit. Does Graham hate them even more? I don't know if that's possible. I think this has put me over the edge. I mean, if there is a... Imagine my hatred for the hoplites was like some white hot sun, if you will, on the verge of supernovaing and destroying everything within a multi-light year radius. Now it's now it's gone there. Now we've gone there. I, I mean, I give, them, give them that for free so they don't take up a flipping fast attack choice yeah. because we just, what we need is more Volterax in the game. That's what we need. Well, I I just thought I, I've got I've got twenty hoplites in my mechanical army, and best they don't. You, best you'd be getting over to Fordwell, my friend, for some couple of termites. I, I, no, I'm thinking I might drop that down, drop that down to twelve, and just take a termite because I bet the points aren't much different. Uh, hundred points, hundred hundred points, I think, roughly no, for a, a mechanicum termite. Do a Terex Termite Assault Drill can be taken the fast set choice for the points stated for the following army lists. Uh, Legia Astartes, 80 points. Canicum mm. Tagmata, 85. Solar Ox, 80. Uh, Colts and Militia, 75. Yeah, I could, drop down to, I could drop down to 12 and take one of them. That'd be nice. <laughs> Who else can take it as a dedicated transport? No, it's Nobody. not dedicated. It's a fast attack. But, the, uh, but in Book just... 9, they can be taken as dedicated transports according to this. So the new book nine says that they're a dedicated transport for. Well, I'm looking in book nine. Maybe I'm it's at the, the hoplite section. <laughs> I don't know. There is the hoplite section. Right? Okay. I don't know. Let's have a look. Let me just have a look. Oh, sorry, I do apologize. Uh, yeah, term soldier will maintain a dedicated transport option for Legion destroyer squads, Sikalax Covenants, a uh, covenant, yeah, covenant. Sorry, Imperial Militia Grenadier squads, Feather mm-hmm. Tower Storm section, Auxilia Flamer sections. Yeah, nothing yeah. about hoplites. Yes, oh, it's Dario's oh, storm section. Skylix, uh, hoplites, and pelasts, it says, according to the oh, thing that Grant's put nope. in there. Not in the, not in the wording here. Mm-mm. Okay, well, there's some dispute. But yeah, Legion destroyers, grenadiers, Venetari, flame sections, Skylax, hoplites, and pe- I haven't got the book so, with me, so I wouldn't know. Anyway, controversial. It would make me my blood boil in, in the incandescent rage if that's what. Or other fluids also. Pretty much everything would would as a result of the boiling blood inevitably catch fire. Are they you... are they are they a Skylax Covenant? No, it's a scenario. No. So that's, I'll, I'll send you the. Uh, I'll take a photo of the bit. Okay. Controversial, Grant Willis. Controversial. It's the Salax um, are little squiddy dudes. Yeah. No. So, but Grenadiers, they already were. I, already, I took them actually for them. The Venatari. Mm. Anyway, um, Megan had one question, which is, what the F is that picture? Which was the Hartley hair. 
And I replied that that's what we had to do when we grew up in the 70s. That was what we had for telly. And that's probably explains a great deal, according to her. And that, my friends, is the questions and answers answered well. Yeah, but um, she's got no idea what the Tufty Club is, so. Yeah, what is the well, Tufty Club? Oh, don't tell me you're that young as well. Well, I'm, I'm older than both of you, and I don't know what the Tufty Club is. Yeah. You, you remember Graham, right? Yeah, of course I do. Like but, a weird London yeah. and Suffolk. Graham can remember Bill no, and Ben for crying out loud. In black and white. He was, a, um, he was the roads crossing squirrel. Yeah. Do you not remember that road safety thing? I'm I'm surprised. I said maybe Suffolk was a little bit behind the times, which people have said. We, 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 never, never, we, never, we never did road, road safety at my school. Graham was, was on the livery association. It's like what we had instead of Charlie Cat, um, just before Charlie Cat. Was it Charlie Cat? Charlie Says. I remember it from the Prodigy track from 1991. But that's about, yeah. Anyway, now that I feel at least 370, I'm going yeah. to move this, this section quick crispy on because time is ticking. I've just yes, sent you that well. screenshot of the uh, thing. Cheers, fella. It's in WhatsApp, so see what you are. Yeah. So it's a sufficient rumour because I'd heard that termites could be taken for hot plates as well. Well, I can't see it on this page. Right. Full discussion. No, it can't. Not I'm going to this. I'm going to have to do some, some reading later after we record now. Yeah. Is the, page 198 is the great, where the termite is on. Great, great. Okay, awesome. Right. Okay, shall we? Uh, what we're going to run into now, we're going to talk about. No, we're yeah. going to talk about book nine. And then we're going to do a list. So now we're on to the book section, which this month is primarily, almost entirely, I believe, um, a review from memory. It's kind of informal chat through the unmitigated awesomeness that is Saturnine. I, yeah. I think those, I think that unmitigated awesomeness kind of covers the... Uh, I mean, we could just stop the re- review there, really. Pretty we? much. I, I imagine that from this book... The number of hits that the uh, jet bike page uh, would have got <laughs> on uh, Forge World's website probably trebled at least. And that's from people uh, who aren't even a quarter of the way through the book. They've just exactly. read. They've read the first what fifth of the book and gone. I need. I need jet bikes. I know. Oh. I did. I know. I costed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, work, I, was I, like, worked I could hear the whispering of Pete Reese in my ear. Just yeah. Going, I worked out it'd be cheaper to. just to go and burgle him. I, I had worked out a um, a message to send to Pete Reese to try and uh, convince him to give me his painting recipe. To be fair, even in lost earnings, if I went to prison for burgling in his house, I wouldn't be far off what it would just cost to buy what he's got. Sure. That is true. That's true. But yeah, white scars. Definitely. This, uh, I mean, I don't want to say stars of the book, but. No, I, I, see, I wouldn't say they are. No, I don't. Yeah, I'd say they're the they're stars, the stars of, the of the book, but the fact is, they've got probably got the most awesome moment of them all. Yeah. No. You don't think so? No. They've got one of the most cinematic bits of them all. Yeah. But yeah. if you there's there's for me, Saturnine is a book about the little things. Oh yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's I mean, there's, there's, 
absolutely tons of small moments and it's like it's the small moments like again this i've I've got a feeling this review is literally going to be just jumping around don't expect any kind of chronology from within the book there's no from this and Um, we'll try not to spoil it oh are we trying not to spoil it i i think it's it's sort of a statute of limitations thing it's been a while it's it's out in all forms now also we've been chatting the hardcore few that uh that listen to this show have probably read it let's be honest if you don't probably if you don't want any spoilers stop now Mm -hmm. yeah agree okay well i mean oops crap on i mean the fact that stop skip to the next bit skip to the yeah skip to the next bit don't stop yes don't stop and if you're in that chinese download farm that graham slash fifth are running keep going or we'll send you to a siberian gulag um Okay. It's just it's just little details. It's just yeah. amazing. Like this isn't it isn't a spoiler, but we we mentioned it off air when we were recording before. There's just a little bit when Khan's kill counter goes up by one. Oh yeah, yeah, that is. And he definitely. doesn't he doesn't really notice because he's kind of just let himself go. But it is it gets rid of one of probably the most epic characters in that theater of war. You, and it's but, yeah, like, you, you get the bit you get the build up from somebody else's side and then it just flicks to Khan going, Oh, my kill counter went up one. What was that? Didn't notice. Yeah. And it was just like that's 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 a really, really horrible way for well not horrible way, but that's that's like it's a really really ignominious. It's just like there's no grand kind of <laughs> there's no kind of grand sacrifice of kind of oh this body was found surrounded by hundreds of foes. It's like no, just Yeah, I mean that there is there is a character who who you don't see his death scene, but you do see, you know, you see him obviously not long before his death. And he is sort of like, yeah, I'm not going back. I'm going forward, never stepping back, never stepping back. And then the next thing you hear about him is he died. He's doing his job. I mean, that's the, that's the thing about him. Yeah. And it's like, there's, <laughs> it's almost like you might have some kind of affinity with that particular character for some, some reason that yeah. people might be proud, you know, might be previously aware of. To be fair, as a character in the in the heresy he's been like oh yeah he 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 was at this point at this point he's yeah. never really stood out for me nope but he's been one of he was one of the long he's been a named character in the story of the his, of the heresy for as long as there's been a story of the heresy yeah not not for this bit but yeah. for what he did prior to this he's been he was named long long decades before any of his um yeah. similar ranking but he wasn't like the, he wasn't like the the a, a real hero hero. He was just no. there. Yeah, it's just, like, just it's like a shadow sort of kind of thing, isn't it? He's sort of yeah. there and not, not really not really noticed. Yeah, but it's just got... it's just it's Dan Abnett just chucking little things in that just shake the absolute foundation of the entire universe, like he did in Legion. Which and I'm going to spoil this because if you haven't read Legion, it came out in 2004. Sort your life out. Um, <laughs> You know, it's like there's not one Primarch, they're twins, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" You know, and this Legion, they don't actually fight for Horus; they've got their own agenda, and everyone was like, you know, "I think we, I think we should cut that." Oh my god, noise, Michael, and use that for a number of things in the future. Absolutely, just as, a, just as uh, I'm, I'm gonna. Yeah. Like, have, have yeah. I become? If I become a, a an auditory meme like the girl with the braces going, "Oh my god!" Perhaps, yeah. perhaps. Okay. Um, but it, I mean, in general, the the actual book itself, it, it's it's a big one because it, it, it sort of 
t- brings so many threads yeah. together. It's, that, um, it's like it's he's done the same job as he did with the Unremembered Empire, where he's taken like a whole handful of threads and gone right. Someone needs to knot all these together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what a character who has his his own series, his own series uh, uh, of audio um, stuff. And he's just suddenly, right, that's his end. You don't really hear from him, and boom, he's done. And it's like, wait, what? Did, we, did I miss that one? Yeah, I think you did. Put it in the chat. I will. <laughs> but I might, yeah, Because when, when, when you type it, I might go, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, you've got this whole character who's like, he's got his whole thing around him. He's sort of, of not been a major, but he's been a side side character for, for a long time. The only one I can think of with um, an, an audio series is a pretty major character. And as far as I remember, he's still alive at the end of that book. Well, uh, as I say, he's not a major, major Where, character. Oh, have you put it on WhatsApp? Yeah, I have. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. one. Yes. yes. I didn't realise he had a series of, of audios. Yeah, he's got three of them. Has he? Oh, because, yeah, because... I can't um, the audio there's the one where he premiership footballer wasn't he the one that uh had the problem with the clones was that that guy yeah yeah yeah, that yeah. Was, yeah, yeah. yes that is him but it's like there's yeah. all sorts of stuff that they sort of built up in the shadows around him and ooh, what's his story what's his but mystery the, no, i remember him like, i remember him from his first appearance in the book that he first appeared in i'd make an i'd make an awesome spy me yeah absolutely um, but and and I can't, I did note his passing, but I didn't know that he had his own audio books because all the like audio short stories I can't justify the cost basically, and I can't because of the amount of audio I can get through. I can't justify an audible to fill the amount of audio that I up until Wednesday with when I finish my current job can get through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing with them, um, like characters, just snuffing it is it's. You had the White Scars character back in Solar War. Oh yeah, yeah. the name of which I've forgotten. That the same the same fate befell him. Basically, in exactly the same situation. <laughs> yeah, just it picked, was like, on the wrong, picked on the <laughs> wrong guy, didn't he? Yeah, it was just sort of like, yep, there's a line. He's gone. Boom. Move well, on think... to the next bit, and it's like it, it shows the absolute brutality of this war, where may... <sighs> I think yeah, I'm exactly. gonna I'm gonna call him a major character because he's got rules. He's got rules. He's in a book. He's got rules, um, and you know, you know, he's got his own book, you know, series of audio dramas. Although to be fair, I think the fact that the author no longer works for Black Library may have played a part in that. Oh, so controversially, possibly, <laughs> you know, stoking the fires of controversy there. No, I don't know. I probably not because he is a he is a he was a popular character. His audio dramas seem to be quite well i mean they made three of them so it's so so well received i hadn't even heard of them but um <laughs> don't don't use me as a benchmark for uh, black library demographic <laughs> must admit um yeah uh, and other other little things like everyone who knows you know like, like the emperor father of the primarchs hi mum oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that. i'd never that had never even crossed my mind yeah, that was and like that. It's like, and then you, then you, but you think back and you're like, oh, yeah, at some point there has to be. We've we've got a swimmer, but we need something for it to swim at. Yeah, 
makes or, sense. Or, or, or we, we not need, necessarily, but yeah. Well, not necessarily, but we, 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 we needed the other half of... Oh, sorry about that. Earth, is, is that your kettle telling you it's boiled? No, yeah. it's... Uh, Light bulb telling you it needs changing? Bath saying it's finished running? No, it's a landline. It's I forgot. A, a landline. I forgot of all, of all the pointless technology still. you've got in your house, you still have a landline. I have broadband, so, you know, I need a landline. I've got broadband, but I don't have a landline. Yeah, but we don't have cable where I am. Oh, all right, okay. Um, I, like I, I liked the uh, I, I liked the, the mum's uh, bodyguard. I think that would be an interesting. Uh, oh yeah, he was thread. he was definitely an interesting character. Yes, I liked him. I, I'm a fan of who she was talking to. I know some people hate him. A lot of people hate him. Yeah, they do. I I, I, I like him. I, you know, he he's developed a middle name that starts with F. Yeah, and I like in, him. And ends in ing. And has three other letters in the middle. People hate him, but I think he's ace. I, I like him because he's he's one of Dan Abnett's more interesting creations, in my opinion. Because he's human. Yeah, ish. exactly. Well, ish. Yeah. Ish. ish. He sort he's, of. He's he's not post-human. I think the reason I like him, he allows a bit more exposition. If that makes any sense, he's yeah. the, yes. the kind of position he has. He, he allows for a bit more exposition. It's like you couldn't have just had the way they introduced the. The mother of the Primarchs. I, I think that would have been very difficult to do without a character like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, he didn't play a massive part. It's like, yeah, he's definitely building up towards something else. Yeah, but bear in mind he's jumping through. This is spoiler alert, people. Jump forwards two minutes if you don't. You know. He's jumping through time as well. Yeah. So Thanks. I've got a sneaking feeling when that, when he leaves Saturnine. When we next see him in the Siege of Terror, we will see him before, chronologically, before we've seen him in Saturnite. Mm-hmm. Because he, the person he's looking for, while Dan played some very interesting games with that character's mythology... Which I oh, really yeah. enjoyed. I really, I, enjoyed I really that. liked that. Yeah, but I'm it's wonder, like, I, oh, I'm so wondering the if it's, I'm wondering if it's a double bluff. The the time that the, the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff that this uh, character is going through, he's going to change what Dan just told us was a fabrication, possibly into the truth. See, yeah. I prefer it as a fabrication. I like, I like it as a fabrication. I, I like can, the idea. And I that... and I think it it was nice and neatly w- sort of tied up like that. Yeah, but you can. But shall we say see... other, the other the other writers in the series? Don't tie things up the same way that Dan ties things up. No, I was. Yeah. I was Although, remember, they I are writing this, about the. Uh, but they, they are. are it start, is, it's not written by committee, but they all they all are fully aware of what each other. Put the, well, they they've agreed the story between themselves. Yeah. I think if, if I remember back from the original sort of like posts and stuff, it was like we agreed the story between us, what was going to happen, but we didn't decide who was going to write what. So. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it was all it was all agreed in advance that these are the rough themes we're going for and these are the rough ends um but we don't necessarily know who's going to write it so there wasn't a case of a writer trying to save all the best stuff for their book if that, if that makes any sense yeah um, well, i mean yeah. it, the fact that he can flick from an assault by an entire legion to three guys sat in a foxhole wetting themselves within mm. 10 pages 
is like just the scope of it it's got the macro it's got it's got the biggest scope of any black library book i've ever read other than solar war and that's just because it's spaceships yeah it's the biggest land war i've seen in a black library black library book graham was asking the other day wasn't it like is it as good as necropolis and necropolis is large scale and it's big and it's grand but necropolis is nothing compared to saturn nine no i think it was there's 20 years of experience between of of craft as well yeah exactly i mean if you're going to base a novel base an experience of of writing this sort of thing on necropolis that's a hell of a foundation to base it on well yeah that's true and especially considering necropolis was only the third ghosts book as well it it wasn't like he he went off with a bang with that one exactly i mean from a purely book as a sci-fi book you know point of view this is the kind of writing that gets you nominated for hugo awards no two ways about that but the fact is you need to read another 50 odd books yeah i think the problem with games workshop black library books is that you need you they're not the sort of thing you can just go into a shop pick up the shelf and go this is what's happening i know you get that two paragraph thing at the front but you need to you you need need to to have a grounding the only one i would say you don't need a grounding for is the eisenhorn series yeah, I think the the Gold's problem ghost with, as well. Uh, no, I think you could jump into heresy. I think you could jump into no, all the heresy I, no, books I, I, and get I, I a think, rough. I think you're coming at that from a hobbyist angle. I think if I gave um, Horus Rising to my missus, if for some reason she's out shopping at the moment, if she comes back and she's heavily concussed, and <laughs> and would agree to read Horus Rising and had any interest in in the hobby, she wouldn't have a clue other than she would go astartes space marine that's those little men that he's got that yeah. is literally it i don't think you could st- i think i don't think you could start a complete muggle off with well no if i was going to start a complete muggle off with a, with a with a book i'd give them um um crusade although that's now been replaced with nexus but that's a whole other that's yeah, a whole it, 10 that sounds like something that's ten thousand years in the future and it is ten thousand years nonsense no, but no i think no, no this book no. the writing is the point i was trying to make that this book the writing is of such a high caliber that i would not be surprised it's the kind of writing that should be winning awards but it won't and that's a shame because i'm gonna go i'm gonna go out there on a limb here right i i, I like my classic sci-fi as well i'm working through the uh, 100 top reviewed sci-fi books in the world Mm -hmm. um so i've read dune i've read the hyperion cantos oh yeah going through my asimov at the moment and yeah you read the first three chapters of foundation of empire and my god it you are reading a black library book yeah, about this, this is... stag- about this stagnated empire and, and and the breakout from it. I was reading it, going, "This came out in 1950," and it re- and it's like, well, "This is the Imperium." They even well, call you have it to remember, the, 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 Warhammer, Rick, Rick, Rick Warhammer 40k. Yeah, Warhammer 40k takes a little bit from Dune, a little bit from yes. here, a little bit from there, and it sort of combines it into one. And again, all fiction is well, all what I would say, it's, it's always had that cultural sponge, hasn't it? Yeah, what yeah. I, what I would say, they've always taken that influence. Saturnine is as good as dune yep agreed absolutely i mean it's 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 up there with heinlein asimov and i mean abner is if it's just because he's so typecast as a warhammer writer you know you want him to write something else you know he's got that epic book in him 
that, that... Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of people again forget that um, he's been consulting for on quite a heavy level on parts of the MCU. Yeah, uh, he's been writing for DC. He wrote for DC. I mean, he did Aquaman yeah. for years. Um, it, it's his Aquaman that basically that Jason Momoa represents. Yeah. And he transformed Aquaman from a joke into one of the better-selling titles at uh, DC. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he's 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 on par with people like what I would love to see. I'm a big fan of Terry Pratchett, and I'm a big fan of um, Neil Gaiman. So, Good Omens is uh, the book is one mm. of my yeah. one of my favorites i would lo- i would love to see something like a neil game and dan abnett um mm-hmm. definitely like a return to sandman with mm. with with dan and neil would just be amazing but he's that he's that standard he's as good as any of your great sci-fi authors that people um, revere and put on. this book kind of proves it it's just you yeah. know the, the shame is because it's requires Requires you to have read an entire Chuffin library first. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of people won't read it because of the prior knowledge. You know, even if there's there's people I know that are going to read The Siege that haven't read all the heresy, you know, they gave up after like 20, which, to be honest, is not is not sort of, you know, bad going. Um, Nobody knew how many there were going to be. We thought we might get 10, but, you know, 53 is a bit coming in from scratch might be a bit much to ask people to go for but i just wish they'd done another seven so it was a nice even number (laughs) well yeah no i can i can i can say that or dropped seven you know there's damnation of python but it got rid of damnation damnation of pythos got rid of ruin storm got rid of battle for the abyss got rid of descent of angels there's four what else could we have gotten rid of there's definitely got got, got rid of a thousand suns because who cares about magnus he did everything (sighs) wrong um that's five. We need to get rid of another two. Who else don't I like? No, you don't even need to get rid of three. Because fifty-three. So you want to know? Oh yeah, fifty. So yeah, we'll get rid of get rid of get. Yeah, I was thinking of seven. Get, Damnation of Pyphos. Damnation um, of Pyphos. Ruin Storm. Descent Battle of, for um, the Abyss. Battle for the Abyss. Yeah. 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 Re- remove now. Annandale's contributions and then get rid of Battle for the Abyss as well. Anyway, so um, I tell you what we'll do now is I think Just edit that bit out. We'll <laughs> sum up the. I think David. David knows how we feel about him at this point. Um, actually, to be fair, when you read his, um, I've read some of his. Uh, I've just finished. Uh, I finished a book a while ago. He did a Curse of the, um, um, sorry, Legend of the Five Rings novel, and that was really good. So, Legend of the Five Rings. Uh, it's a it's a card game. All um, oh, right. It's a it's a card game sort of set in a fantasy fantasy not, feudal not the Philip Schofield world. game show that's returning on Saturday night then. No, no, it's 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 a fantasy sort of fantasy feudal Japanese thing. So you've got feudal Japanese samurais and stuff, but you've also got orcs and demons and that. So All right, okay. It's, it's a shame because I really liked his audio drama, Iron Corpses. I thought that was ace. Again, David Annandale, you once you get him on if you get if you give him the right kind of stuff he's a master of it like the slightly weird horrific i just um, i just thought all the, all the audio story. drama stuff helped because yeah. it just set the scene and he didn't have to describe stuff he could just concentrate on yeah on yeah. basically dialogue anyway do you think we've, we'll we've... ever get him on the show do you think he'll ever accept the invitation oh, have we invited him oh, I, I do know him won't do, sort of um probably won't do he probably won't do now if after my i, um, I think he probably would have done a, a, a year ago either but you know 
my biggest problem with Annadale right. is, is, is sentence structure. Sure. Yes. It's just it's short and sharp, and it's like, no, I need it, you know, more. The, maybe if you got Steve, if you got um, Bill Shatner to narrate them, <laughs> because of the short But I'll tell you what, there's an excellent short story that he did, I think it was last Christmas, for the advent calendar, that was absolutely phenomenal. It's like this like this dude who's on a um, black black um, a black ship and he escapes and it's like there's all sorts of weird stuff going on how the hell do you escape from a black ship well no it, the, the, there's some sort of warp thing happening on the black ship all oh, right okay and everything's going chaotic on and then he just bumps into a word bearer and he's like right yeah you're you're buggered now but it's because it was an emperor's children because then it definitely would have been then then, yeah. he, then he really would have been yes yeah okay right i think we've had a bit of a tangent there so let's summarize saturnine i think it is absolutely without a doubt definitely one of the best yeah we've not even we've not even touched on any of the trickster element of it either yeah it's got to be go out and read it guys i mean i I mean we can talk about it for for hours it is the it is i think it's the potentially the best book black library have ever published and if it didn't require the previous the sort of prior knowledge it's the book that I would recommend to anybody who wants to know what this hobby is about. Uh, the, the thing I want most out of it is Dawn to have a shield in model form. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's some there's some really epic moments in there. We end up with the, you know, we're, we're set. I, I think this what this does is it sets the stage for the next four books that follow it. Yeah, that's a big deal of this is setting the stage for what comes next you know so we've put the white scars in in a certain position we've got the blood angels in a certain position stuff has happened with um we're, we're dawn the emperor's children are now doing what they do perturabo is in his place and um, we've got certain characters who are i wouldn't say superfluous but not featured later on um you know who that don't was, that have was my problem thing. with with sort of dealt with them so a certain it's, part of the, the book was when you know that um you know certain people are going to survive and so when they come across other characters you're it's one of the problems i think that i've always had with the, the certain the siege and other black library books is you know this person's going to survive this situation so yeah. it loses its jeopardy but there's one character who actually does appear in later books he gets killed off but he gets killed off in such a way it's like oh yeah right that's interesting so that's probably why he has a he appears later on but it's yeah that's a that's a really interesting one i think yeah, the yeah. way they they dealt with him but yes good but book good book good all book. round definitely five, recommend five stars ten stars however many stars <sighs> yeah um it does not much really to say about it other than yes definitely best book that black I, yeah black, black, black library have never put out a better book and it makes me excited for what comes next because even if you've got one of the well then again who's who's coming next we know that um, adb i guess adb chris rate yeah and then two of the two more two more by others yes. so i reckon i still reckon that abner's going to do the last one it would make sense started it finished it um so i reckon that leaves room for i reckon guy halley i'll have the have the other one because i mean he writes like a demon he does that's true 
yeah, I mean, someone, I mean, I think it was ADB did a whole um, thing on Twitter where he was comparing his writing speed to Guy Halley's, and it was something like four books for every one that uh, Bowden writes. <laughs> it may have even been higher, but it was like it was like a stupid amount. But it's like he practically has a book out every month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, some people just so, can, can't they? Some people just churn it out. Yeah, some people definitely can. Uh, but he does it at high quality, so. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. So what we'll do now is we'll move on and uh, crack on with uh, the rest of the show. So now we're going to move on to a chat about book nine. Uh, me and Graham have waited patiently in Edge of Empire Towers. We've waited for Rob and Michael to wander off. We've turned the, the lights back on, opened the fire escape, and <laughs> snuck in a, uh, a, a, a third party. Uh, the, uh, the, the finishing piece to the uh, triumvirate of Mills Brothers, absolutely. David Mills. The finest the finest the, ex- the example absolutely. of Mills both Brothers. mine and Graham's favourite brother. Carry on, carry on. That's all you're you're getting. Your, the, glue, uh, the glue the that the binds us together. It's like the most I've ever got for a long time. There you go. Thank so you very much. Dave joins us as a uh, as a Dark Angels player of years. Many a moon. Many a year. Yeah, absolutely. in fact. And uh now is your time to to shine. You you've got your own little little book now with your own little little legion in. No more grumping about. Yeah. No, no more no more cursing dis- the disparaging l- looks across the table at you know other primarchs. Yeah. So yeah. How do we want to go? So like I say, we've snuck Dave in illegally recording this, whilst not telling the other two that we're gonna record it anyway. But and they think we're just doing the campaign. Yeah. But, hey, it's all fun and games. It's our, it's our podcast too. Exactly right. <laughs> so, so let's. Where do you want to start with this? So, book nine's been out for a bit, obviously, yep. and it's caused a fair stir, I think. But um, I haven't had a look at the Dark Angels at any depth at all, to be honest with you. I've only kind of anecdotally heard things on Tinterweb about how things are going. So, talk talk us through it. So, do we approach it from the point of view of what's been added or what's interested you, or how do you want to go? You're cool, gents. We're free-forming now. We haven't even got anything written we're, we're, down. Exactly. This is, that happens, this is what happens. Non-scripted. Yes. The wheels are off. <laughs> anything can happen. Let's have a look at, I guess, their new, sort of their new rules the new things that have been added, the, the hexagrammaton. Yeah. Um, the, we'll, we'll dive into the into the juicy meat first. Cool. Juicy meat. Let's and do I'll, it. Um, let me just try and find the, the right section of the book because I was on another page. What um, bit do you want? Well, the hexagrammaton does feel the like hexagrammaton. A, so you want like to know what you would use to summon Cthulhu with, frankly. It does look like that, actually, the actual um, symbol for it. Does it? Yes, it's a sort of weird pentagrammy thing. Okay, cool. But, but that's coming from old Earth, so fair that's fair enough. So there's six wings of the hexagrammaton, obviously. Uh, Stormwing, the Deathwing, 
the Raven Wing, the Dread Wing, the Iron Wing, and the Fire Wing. Okay. I have no idea what they mean, but never mind. Um, because after after the heresy, etc., et there's only two left, isn't there? Which is right. After basically to cover themselves, they went. Oh yeah, we'll go with the um, the codex as it sounds good, but we'll keep these two uh, these wings. Well, they're well, like Death Wing and Raider Wing, but which are completely different from what they are in heresy. Okay. So, Forget what you, forget what I know about them from old forty k. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing it's, to do with old forty k. Yeah, it's quite hard because like when I was trying to do an army list, I was kind of doing the same I was doing forty k, and I thought, well, no, I don't have to because nope. it's a different mm. era, yeah. and I've got different things to do. So good. it's, I mean, there's quite a lot to it. There's a lot of lot of depth to it, there and is, there's yeah. lots, But um, so you a lot of reading and a lot of trying to understand what, what does what. Because each of the, because you can have multiple wings in the same army, can't you? You're not, yeah, well, it's, it's it not basically like it's a heraldry. A, it's it's yeah. basically like hosts or orders. So, yeah, so you could have like, you basically, they're saying that most of your infantry should be Stormwing, but they don't have to be. They can be from Ravenwing, Deathwing or whatever. But say, oh, okay. They don't have to be what we typically see, like Ravenwing, I can be troops that have to be bikers or skimmers. Gotcha. I'm guessing. And so I like to say some of the dreadnoughts who have been they they are still part of like Firewing or Ironwing or whatever. So that's kind of a, a heraldry thing that goes with them, I am assuming. Okay, got you. Yeah. So yeah, so it's a it's a model with this rule rather than like a legion specific or yeah. like a like right of war, which is what I thought it was it, when it first came you, out. Yeah, there, there you are you no. I say there are rights of wars that are to the actual uh, what are the wings are so okay. firewing all, all that and I mean, all have a, have a right of war as such yeah. it is basically what they can use as compulsory troops so like you know uh, iron wing is mainly your, your your heavy armor stuff like that so they would have you know uh, i guess predators and all that as troop choices like i guess sounds, like they sounds lovely and so i think um like death wing and that are will be your main Right. Okay. So, so what do they do then? So we've got the Stormwing. Stormwing is mainly your your infantry, as it says as it says in the description of it. Yeah. And so your Deathwing is mainly your um your 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 bodyguards. Really, they were like the top honor guys. You know, they've they've taken a bullet and all this, and they're companions. Yes, basically, yeah, they're like the nutters. Uh, Dreadwing are even more nutty. Uh, because by, basically they've got all this old technology that no one else has got, so they're very selfish, I see. And basically, <laughs> they kind of go, "No one's looking. Let's use this." Okay. So this is nice. my gist of what, what the dead of are. <laughs> it's basically, it's like, "Mum's the word." Tapping on the old nose. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's watching that quick death ray that no one else has got. <laughs> quick, get I like how they don't change in ten thousand years. You know, yes. no, 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 they're still a legion as such, but don't tell anyone. Okay, it's a secret. So, Dreadwing. So this is. I mean, they've all got these special rules. A bit. Go on. Ironwing was the next one. Uh, Ironwing. So you got your Stormwing, Deathwing, Ravenwing. Which I mean, the Deathwing and the Ravenwing are pretty similar to a degree. I mean, they're still, they're still, the Ravenwing are still like your cavalry as such. Okay, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But so what I've looked through, I've not seen a special rule that makes them like they were, like, you know, uh, like the White Scars have probably got a better one. Skilled like riders. In, yeah, yeah. Skilled riders were born in the saddle or whatever it is. Yeah. 
because they get started, I've not seen yeah. that in this book. Yeah, because then because yeah, I did wonder where they were going to get that because of the later sort of incarnation of them. But yeah, that, jinx, didn't they? Yeah, plus one to their jinx saves, aren't they? So they're saving on threes, not fours. Yeah. So. But, so, yeah, they do get stuff, don't they? So, I mean, a Firewing, this one, I've never heard of Firewing up until this book. Actually, I hadn't heard of Iron Ring either, if I'm completely truthful. But Well, the Firewing are mainly your, your like, assassins, but, you know, snipers and stuff like that. That's okay. what I'm suggesting, and, uh, like, intelligence. Right, so you are. Well, you, well, they could, um, yeah, like, basically, they try, they try and take out, like, the main guys, but, like, sneakily. So, you know, like... Oh, okay. Nice. Like Vanguard today, or in the 40K sort of thing, you know, the stealth... Yeah. So, yeah, basically they're, they're the suppressors and all that sort of thing, I guess. That's what they call them. I don't know what it is nice. in here. But, yeah, but they've got some pretty decent... What's that mean? Oh, I don't know. I think it's... Uh, but, yeah, they've got some pretty good rules. I mean, just by having this sort of mark, if you like, they get a rule, don't they? So, Stormwing yeah, got- Ballistic Skill 2 Snapshots, which is a bit saucy. Yeah. Particularly with plasma guns. I mean, that's the thing I think, sort of the... the takeaway from this army is they have a lot of special rules now and this is the, the you know the, the first page and every every other unit can have about three different rules yeah no um, i must admit i have noticed that already my poor brain would be like i have literally this already we haven't even got to the rights of war and already there's like a page of different rules and stuff <laughs> yeah you got your your hexagrammaton rules which is the, yeah. it, it scions of the Stormwing and all that and scions of the deathwing basically giving yeah, them yes. a little boost i think as long as one of mod, one model's got this this one is rule or one unit i guess yes yeah, yes yeah, one it says independent character yeah. or character yeah. subtype so sergeants or independent yeah. characters mainly yeah. this so uh, a hexagrammaton yeah. Yeah, you, have to model, you have to model it accordingly as well. So if yeah, you, yeah. Can't, you, you can't do the old, oh, yeah, this is this on its go. Uh, um, I mean, how would you model that, I suppose? I mean, I suppose it would have to work. Well, you can use shoulder pads. You can yeah. use different um, transfers. Oh, They've okay, got a lot of okay. stuff on there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you can nice. um, do quarter-painted shoulder pads in different colours. Okay, yeah, flipping. Be easy way of doing it. That's, that's another count against for this now. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it on my ones because basically my, my two infantry troops I've got one with like red on on one side and, and the other ones I've got green so it's basically like they do now with the with the trim of the thing yeah similar to that I guess you could do that but I say if you've got the transfers it's a piece mm. of wee wee but I guess the other problem is people would have painted their old armies and now I have to repaint some of them I guess which I think I have yeah, to do actually it's not a major thing I mean it's quite easy because they're black okay. so just paint them and go, and go, oh, there. Yeah. I mean, mine are brilliant, but... Okay. So yeah, we, yeah. we talked about the ballistic skill uh, snapshots of ballistic skill 2 for the Stormwing. Deathwing yeah. may re-roll the first hit rolls of any phase with engaging a challenge. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Dreadwing. Uh, any uh, mo- infantry model with this special rule joins with the Legion of Stars Dark Angel special rule may choose to move four inches through difficult terrain rather than rolling any dice and may re-roll failed difficult terrain tests. So yeah, Legion of Stars Dark Angel. So yeah, this doesn't mean that um, tanks, for example, don't have to take Dozer Blades, which I think was one of the discussion no. we had the other day on the show. Um, but yeah, you, could, you automatically just go four inches um, yeah. into difficult terrain and bikes, I guess, would if you had the Dreadwing, they would re-roll um, 
dangerous terrain tests. The dangerous terrain tests, yeah. Which is always useful. You don't want people to, mind you, you know, it has happened with bikes, don't it? You can lose them on ones. Yeah, if you, or if you're traversing through um, Phosphex as well, that yeah, yeah, become true dangerous enough. terrain. True enough. Um, the, the Iron Wing. So, uh, when riding on vehicle, damage table, uh, Dark Angel special rule, one model of this special rule counts, all results of crew shaken as crew stunned. So that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, but, one unit, one vehicle in that unit. But vehicles don't, can't have Legion of Starties Dark Angels unless there's some special shenanigan. Because uh, vehicles like a Predator, for example, isn't, no. isn't doesn't have the Legion of Starties special rule. So unless it's dark, it would be um, Dreadnoughts. I think Dreadnoughts get the Legion of Starties special rule, don't they? Even yes. then, I'm, I'm a bit... I'm a bit shaky on it, we have to have a look into that. Let me have a look. I'll have a look while you... Uh... Yeah, for sure. And the Firewing, which was... Um, this one's quite cool, isn't it? Hatred characters. So reasonably useful, particularly if you're going after, like you say, um, HQ choices and the like. Yeah. And then yeah. the last one, Ravenwing. Uh, Legion starts uh, Dark Angels, reroll, run, fallback, or thrust distances. Thrust distances? What the hell are they? Isn't that scabbard? Um, maybe. Mm. Don't know. Maybe that's a special rule further on. Is that, is that well, jump pack, yeah. jump pack ones? You know, when you roll, when you roll the two dice yeah, movement in the assault. Well, that's that's your jump pack. That's not a. That's not a thrust, thrust move. Never heard of it. Thrust mm, Maybe oh, maybe it's. Don't know. So anyway, first page. We've already got a barrage of rules that I've got to get my poor noggin around. We haven't even touched on the the um, weapons of the old knight business. That's the page before, yeah. Struth. There's all sorts yeah. of shenanigans going on here. Nasty, yeah. So, Nasty. Uh, Dreadnoughts don't have Legio started. Okay, so that's really strange. Anyway, so we've got the... But they wouldn't be... Um, uh, skimmers? Same again. I mean, most, We'll have a look. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. So just to quickly run through some of their awesome stuff that they have. So have the molecular... Acid shell has been given the hoof because these were pretty horrible in the cut down version, you know, where you basically the AP was on a D6 and it was like um, for each shot uh, for the units. So you had a heavy bolt was doing AP1, for example. It's AP4. Yeah, so I wonder whether with the molecular acid, uh, it's just flesh, flesh bane. bane. Yeah, so it's basically wounding yep. on twos, which isn't a um, huge. No? Well, it's not it's a great bonus. It's wounding on threes previously or against most Marines. But mm-hmm. I guess against, you know, your big Primarchs and your Mechanicum, wounding on twos is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's only AP4, so at least you're getting... Yeah. At least you're getting a cover save. And they're getting an armor save, rather, because yeah. AP1, limit bolt around just as... Uh, that was a bit <laughs> was a bit naughty, particularly it's if, you know, one, one dice and you could basically have, you know, a squad of 10 of them 30 AP1 shots... You know, that's that's a bit that is a bit tasty. So this tyrannic greatswords comes up, isn't it? So it's plus two strength AP three, melee two handed, so no additional attacks are possible unless you use digital lasers with instant death. What do you think of this one, Dave? What this one? The yeah, greatsword. A P three puts but, me off. Yep. Yeah, but if it's instant death because every everybody yeah, but- strength six, they don't have to be strength eight do they they could be strength six and go get instant death so you're still going to wound on a two aren't you uh you are against most marines you're going to wound on twos but the so problem is two and it's instant death yeah i mean it's, it's you've got to get through, to get through. so if you're going up against yeah. a, a guy with artisan armor for example you're waiting for him to throw a one 
Oh, well, it's, it it's, could be useful against characters. But it's it, a good thing to kill um, Castellax with. Yes, yeah, superb. Castellax, Mechanicum. Yeah, Mechanicum was the best thing. Yeah, a little tickle with that. You know, your old, um, what's the other things for uh, troop Thrax? choices? Anything, oh, basically. Thalax, uh, basically, Because yeah. they're all multi-wound models. An instant death they're against right. them is great. So you could yeah. really rip them to bits. The Caliber Knight Warblade is a little bit of a cut-down version, which is plus one to his strength. So it's strength 5 AP3, so like a slightly better power sword. Stacia's yeah. shells from the grenade launcher. So strength 3 AP dash, assault 1 blast, stasis anomaly, which we have to look up in a second. Then there's the missile uh, version, which is a uh, similar thing. It just reduces their initiative. Oh, yeah. So yeah, stasis anomaly one for the next turn, I think. That's, the, that's pretty useful. I can see that being handy. Against so you can pile a load of him in there and then jump in, I suppose. Yeah, I mean... And then assault as well. Is there only a model with hit by hit by it? So you only, only got to do is hit them. Yep. So that's pretty useful. There's, There's no save against well, that. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, going up against a Primark, for example, putting it to initiative one, nothing they could do about it. Could give you the jump on them. Or at least give you a chance to hit them when they hit you, which doesn't re- which rarely happens. So that's actually pretty good. I can see that being useful. Uh, you've got the... Uh, molecular acid shells that we've talked about. The plasma repeater. So there's been some discussion about this bad boy, hasn't there? So this is just 12-inch yeah, range. Yes. Yeah. Strength 6. So wounding on 2s against your marine equivalents. AP2 gets hot. Salvo 2-3, and it's twin-linked. So these, this is a bike weapon, this one. The repeaters, I think... Uh, let me just... I can't remember if the interrupters can take okay. them or not. Let me just double-check for you no, not the interrupters. So yeah, it must be a. Um, um, uh, they're Castellac. They're um, Iron Wing Extendio class battle automata can take them. Okay, pretty good. So uh, Salvo two, two three. So they're just... relentless, I think. So they'll be shooting three shots. That's not bad. Plasma burner. This is another one. Strength four, AP two, assault D three plus one. So rather than a template, ignores cover. Plasma flame. And when yeah. making an Overwatch attack, any fail-to-hit rolls may be re-rolled. So that's a pretty handy piece of machinery as well. Anyway, we'll find out where they fit in the big scheme of things once we get onto the next page of Massive Rules. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's about four pages of Massive Rules now, Graham. Crikey, this yeah. is hard. So I've got to give it up already. This is, you've got also, you've got the, um, I can't even say it, it's the size of the... Whatever they say. Hecaton Striker. Hecaton Striker. This is this is basically what your inner circle knights get, I think. Okay. The one, and basically they but choose any... one. They choose one. It's in their their rules. Yep. I've read them. <laughs> and everything. So any <laughs> any independent character them. can take them as well. Yeah, but basically they get this choice. Basically, if you're doing a like a campaign or a tournament, you'd have to they have to stick to one. They couldn't change them each game. Okay. That's what they're saying. Doesn't really have to, but um, they're pretty cool. They just give them extra little bonuses and, and stuff. There don't seem to be any downsides to them. Hunter but, the uh, Beast, for instance. This model will re-roll, failed to win rolls of one when engaged in combat with any model with a toughness of five. Or any failed to wound roll of the tar- toughness is strength six or higher. So if you've got that and you've got that tyrannic greatsword and you're up against Mechanicum, you're laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah re-rolls all the, all, all the day long, every all round. All day long. And, and against Primarchs as well, but I suppose Primarchs, unless yep. you're Angron, <laughs> uh, yep. have got to have yep. a two-plus save. Um, 
But so you can basically for twenty five points, and that's a fair chunk of change. To be fair, I mean that's a paragon blade. Um, you know, you can add a little bit of extra pizzazz to your characters, or is it independent characters? Sorry. Yeah, independent characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, nice. So, any of those that you would think, hey, that's a must-have for me if I'm going to trick out a character, Dave? Any there that you would you would uh, think, oh no, that'll do. Um, well, for an um, independent character, yeah, I suppose you'd have to like say if, yeah. you, if you have to stick with one through the whole of like a five-game yeah, campaign. Um, I guess I would go with uh, Hunter of the Beast is quite cool. Slayer of the Kings is reasonable. Oh yeah. But, um, if you're yep. going up against um, tough guys, that gives yep. you a little extra. Uh, Primarchs, yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'd probably give them that. But I say, I'd yeah. have to look into it and obviously play, test them a bit more. But I say, playing the game is quite rare for me. So, Well, yes, that was that. <laughs> I mean, Reaper of Hosts isn't a bad one, but 25 points for an extra attack seems yeah. a lot when you could get a digital laser for 15. But unless you want to go absolutely crazy crazy with the extra attacks i guess the break well, of witches is the same thing as well oh, the break right. of witches is basically your demons and psychos i guess so i guess that's which i could see that being useful in today's i mean we don't know right we assumed in 2020 we'd see tons of demon armies but of course we haven't been able to play to see them but i i think anything where you can get a little edge on those slimy bastards that's got to be worth doing um well yeah thousands, i guess it, it would affect thousand thunders as well Actually, um, thinking about the instant death the weapon, thinking about the instant death weapon, that would apply to demons as well, wouldn't it? Those big old demons, little tickle with that. Yeah. They don't have two plus armor as of, often as all of that. Even those huge monster ones, do they? Depends which ones, because some of them have eternal warrior. Oh uh, right, yeah, that's uh, that's those boring. Or there's, or they have that um, where they can't be instant death; they just take additional wounds. So yeah, okay. So actually, nice, I suppose if you were, nice try. yeah, nice try, no cigar. So, um, so you could go actually because demons may be something you'd face, you know, and those big demons are tough. So yeah, even giving them a little tickle, multi-wound creatures. So there is something there. I'll, I'll give you that. There is something there. I think if they'd made that weapon AP two, that tyrannic greatsword, it would have been too powerful. But I think you think because the I think the Night Lord's got a similar thing where they've got these they've got other chainsaws that are the same, but they're not AP two either. There seems to be a reining in of the AP2 close combat weapons. Yeah, and I, I think they're kind of the, the f- generally speaking, you know, initiative weapons, AP2, are the the bomb because it yeah, means yeah. that you're going, if you're going up against Terminators and you've got a higher initiative than them, there's a good chance you're going to, you know, give them a, give them a jolly good spanking before they can get to you, which is always what you want to do. So you're right, there's been a, there was like an uptick of those in previous editions, I think, or previous books, and now they've reined it back in to say, actually, yeah. those weapons at that initiative are rare. You know, power fists and stuff, fine, AP2, but they t- you take the initiative hit for them. Yeah, I mean, Paragon Blade, Divining Blade. Mm. But, yeah. yeah, take your pick, basically. Those are the extensions, really. But, yeah. So, yeah, so there's another little bit of special source to add to your um, quite flavourful army already, to be fair. I mean, we're two pages in. But already there's more than there probably is for the entirety of the world eaters. By about... <laughs> <laughs> they were nine books. Oh, is it really? I mean, they are... Including, including their rights book. of war. But, um, yeah, so there's some cool stuff there, I think. Some cool stuff. Okay, so now we get on to... Now, yeah. apparently, I've heard, they've got about 4,000 rights of war now. Is this true? They have six. six. Well, actually, they've got, they have more than that because they have the ones from book six as well. Uh, 
yeah. the book six they're in. Yeah. yeah, so they've got those ones that they can still use as well. Yes. I haven't read that one. So, so, I mean, they're, they're the old, the old ones, sure. but they haven't been... We had this... It was a discussion. Somebody asked the question, actually, whether they're superseded, and the kind of rule that we took was that they haven't been... They're not like a different one with... The, not like the same right of war, a new version of it in a new book. It hasn't been overwritten. They're different rights no, exactly. of war with different names. So, whereas I think that did happen to the Dark... The Blood Angels, didn't it? The, the, yeah, their revelation got... Um, it's just basically the same text. I think it's slightly different, but yeah. the, 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 and I think the white scars had the same thing as well. Um, but some of the wording was maybe slightly adjusted, but these are this has got entirely new. Um, yeah, rights of war for them. So we've got potentially eight rights of war. So the Dark Angels players already have got some special stuff going on, and now got even more more things to choose from. So what's <laughs> Where do we want to start? So we're trying to go through each one of them. Have we read each one of them? So skimmed them. Skimmed them. That's what I usually do for even if I've been playing the army for about two years. So that's okay. So (laughs) the first one out the bag is uh, the unique right of war, the Askerton Imperative, which sounds like a Frederick Forsyth novel, if I'm honest. But (laughs) this what we got here. So Dread Legion, Legion destroyers, and Dreadwings. Taking us troop choices. Dreadwing, Dreadwing interrupters. Oh, yeah. Interrupters. It's not just, yes, yeah, it's just, they're the um, plasma guys. Right. Plasma okay. So yeah, they, the... they sound like a pretty good troop choice. Compulsory troop choice, yep. I say. Can, oh, in a primary, oh, does it say compulsory? Troop choice. choice. Yeah. Hmm. You can, if you're down into limitations, it says all compulsory troop choices must be filled by either oh, Legion destroyers or Dreadwing interrupters. Well played. well played. So if you read the whole thing, Graham, I do. I, I do. only read. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I read that thing. bit, and then I read the I read the bits that actually affect the army, which is at the bottom, which is the main bit. That's, that's okay. not how that man's brain works, David. Okay, what, this, what, is this, what, this is this fluff. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then this basically. is all. This is, this is what all the good stuff. Looking at. <laughs> yeah. If they None did it in the book, they put Graham read this bit. Well, don't worry about yeah. this bit. You'll be all right. They should put the limitations yeah. first, and then I might read them. So, uh, next out of the bag, what's this Marshal of Eskerton? Well, don't you know? No. Oh, 12 okay. inches can draw a line of sight to an independent character with the All, sign of Dreadwing. Yeah. All enemy models is the first two words of that sentence, just so we're... So, all enemy models within 12 inches that can draw a line of sight to the independent character with the sign of the Dreadwing special rule have their leadership reduced by minus one. This effect does not apply to units that are immune to the effects of fear, of <coughs> the fear special rule. It's not cumulative with any given enemy unit that may only be affected by it once, regardless of how many models with that special rule special rule are within range and line of sight. Okay. <coughs> oh, sorry. Ooh. So it's a bit of an odd one mm. because I mean uh, it's always the advantage of if you're locked into combat um, with a, a dreadwing unit. I suppose you've got that advantage for when it comes to. Um, Working out. Okay, the, yeah, I see what you mean. Uh, Does not apply to units that are immune to the effects of the fear special rule. So anything with fearless, or yeah. salamanders, not, for example, would just laugh it off. Yeah, or demons would laugh it off, I think. Yeah. But, but most Legion Astartes aren't um, fearless. So. That is true. And I suppose it is a freebie. It's not as if you're paying any points for it. So. No, exactly. Um Masters of the Blackened Earth. I like this one. This sounds good. 
Open grounds and battlefield outside of the player's deployment zone are difficult terrain. That's an interesting one. So, well, yeah, remain as difficult terrain. Okay, yeah, yeah still. Dark Angels player may choose to place up to three markers, square dice bases, or any other token. That's six inch from the table edge. These are the area. The, the areas within the six inch of a marker, including terrain pieces, is counted as dangerous terrain. Interesting to any other effects that I like. That's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. So basically. Yeah, so anything that's not your deployment zone or your opponent's deployment zone is difficult terrain, which is, yeah. that could be a, if you were a defensive army, that could be a really good light, good, good saving. Because it means that you're going to have to roll those two dice to move things on foot. Any vehicles would have to have dozer blades or else they could potentially roll a one and disable themselves, which would be hilarious. So yeah. <laughs> That is that isn't a bad one. I quite like that. And actually making you know you, three blobs of actually dangerous terrain, so that anything that goes through them has to make a dangerous terrain test. I think that is very cool. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I guess it's like an orderly bombardment that you do before. Yeah. So basically, they're blowing up the ground before they take the assault. So it's basically, I can see that as what, yeah. what it means as such. I, I can't think of another sort of rule in the game. That affects the entire tabletop outside of sort of a mission special rule. No, you know, I mean things a, around objectives sometimes, but, but this is a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, particularly if you were on foot or the like, or you had a mo- army that needed to move, could or really... jump infantry. Yeah, because wherever you'd have to take, if you move jump infantry, you have to take a dangerous terrain test when you took off and when you landed. Yeah. So. Yep. Going in and out of, I think, you have to take the test. So, ouch. Nice one. Not nice. Um, Salt the earth and burn yeah. the sky. So talk, All talk, imagery models. Yep. Yeah. Oh, sorry, just pressed the wrong button. All infantry units with the size dark and special rule that include at least one model with the silent dreadwing and all independent characters with the silent dreadwing may take the following additional options. Rad Ooh, grenades nice. uh, for 30 points. Stasis grenades for 30 points. Any model with the option to take the heavy weapon may instead take a plasma incinerator. So let's have a quick uh, quick refresh. A plasma of, uh, incinerator is a different to a burner. Yeah, it's a heavier version, I think. Okay. Yeah. 18 uh, inches in- strength for AP2. Yeah. And the stasis shells, that stasis normally rule with them, uh, reduce their initiative to by one. So, you know, those are cool things. So how many of them? I think have? that is your ideal right of war, by the way. Yeah? That is the Graham Mills patented right of war right there. <laughs> yeah, I can, see, I can see the attraction for sure. I mean, putting everything in difficult terrain makes my life a little bit easier. I mean, rad grenades... Stasis grenades, I mean, they are still fairly situational. You have to be up close and personal, which obviously causes me problems. Um, but, yeah, there might be something in that. You're not wrong. Let's have a look at the limitations. It might say something like, no heavy support choices allowed. I doubt that. Okay. So, Dave, you read this bit. I did read this bit. <laughs> I, re- I read all of them. Okay. doesn't mean it went in, but I read all of them. Gotcha. So, basically, com- compulsory troops are destroyers, or your your dreadwing in temperatures, whatever they are, yep. squads. 
Uh, all compulsory troop choices in the detachment must include at least one model with obviously the, the sign of the um, Dreadwing special rule. Got it. Uh, if the enemy has any units that are not falling back in their deployment zone at the end of the game, then the opposing player gains plus one uh, victory points or plus three victory points if the unit is a scoring unit. So I'm guessing you've got to kill everything. <laughs> wow. If an enemy that has any units that are not falling back at the deployment zone at the end of the game, right. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. So basically you've got to, you've got to basically either got to make them fall back or you've got to destroy everything, otherwise you're 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 giving away points there. So I guess that's the obviously the the payoff for being Uber. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Get my head around that if, one. Yeah, I know if I'm trying to if the enemy has any units that are not falling back in their deployment zone at the end of the game, then the opposing player Gains plus one victory point or three victory points if that unit is a sc- so what? Who's the enemy and who's the opposing player? So the enemy one would would assume the enemy that, and it's the opposing player. Is it? Well, See, I'd well, say well, that that's yeah. the that's the opposing player is the enemy. But why would I get the points? Because yeah, that is a good point. If there so are it's the same thing, the enemy player is the opposing player, is he not? Yeah. But why would you? It's just, it's just that using yes, the two I see what words. you mean. Yeah, yeah, you I see, see what you mean. mean. If they, if yeah, if they said, and then it says the opposing player. Yes, yeah, I see what you mean. That's player. why it's confusing, right? If they'd said yeah. the opposing players in the units are not falling back in their deployment zone, then the opposing player gains. I suppose opposing, yeah, opposing. They could have said that player then gains. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm getting. From. They get points if they're not falling back or whatever. So basically, if you've got anything in your if you've got anything in your deployment zone, this is where it would screw me, Chris. If you've yep. got anything in your deployment zone that isn't falling back, the opposing player, your enemy player, gets an extra victory point. And if you've got any troops in your own deployment zone, they get plus three deployment uh, victory points. So basically that army, although you've made it all difficult terrain, has to get out of its own deployment zone unless you give away yeah, a ton yeah. of points. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. otherwise it wouldn't be so much of a limitation as so much as an advantage. So, yeah, yeah. so I think we would agree with that one, right? That basically yeah. it means that you can't have anything in your deployment zone at the end of the game, and if you do, you give a victory point for each unit, or plus three victory points if it's a troop choice or a scoring unit. Uh, the Warlord must have sign and sign of the Dreadwing, like we've said, or be Lion L. Johnson. Johnson. Yes, indeed. What's next? Emperor uh, units must be deployed oh must be deployed embarked in the transport as well that's another potential including those placed in the reserves Mm. so they can only be deployed in the transport so maybe yeah um, you can't get drop pods unless you have that so yeah that wouldn't i mean dread wings i suppose would work fortifications detachments or our detachments so that you can't have those so no no defense lines no unit from this detachment using the right wall can be joined by independent characters not part of this detachment which makes sense yeah unit from a detachment can be joined by independent characters not part of this detachment yeah so uh, Sanguinius can cruise up with a load of um, Deathwing companions or whatever yeah I guess so yeah or you couldn't have Garrow in this army for example (coughs) you could he just wouldn't be allowed to do anything so yeah. no unit from a detachment. Oh, sorry, no unit. 
yeah, can be joined by independent characters, not part of this attachment. Right, okay. Yeah. So you could have Garrow, he just... Um, yeah, can't be joined. Can't be joined to a unit. He, he, he can't join someone else's unit, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, that makes But then you couldn't deploy him. You had to deploy him in a vehicle somehow. But, yeah. Yeah, which would be difficult, because you'd have to... Yeah, is, he not, is, he, is he not Klaus as a allied attachment? No, he, he, he actually had him as a HQ choice, but he, he can join other your unit. Um, right. But with this, it's saying that he can't unless he joined another independent. No, because that would still be the same. So basically, you couldn't yeah. deploy him. Yeah, so basically, go away. He does deep strike in, but he has to be in a transport vehicle. So right. any cool. infantry units, yeah. So basically, all the infantry units have to be in rhinos or the like, land raiders. Yeah, they're destroyers. But on destroyers, jump packed, or do they? They yeah. can be, but you couldn't take the they jump pack versions in this. But they don't have to be compulsory jump packs. No. No, okay. it's an upgrade. Then they could take transport, so yeah. Cool. What, what do you think of that one then? So it's a little bit hit and missy. I mean, I like the idea of having everything in, um, as difficult terrain. That does put a little slant. It's quite a nice mechanic, but like you say... I think it's um, slow warfare, that is, really. But I mean, it's basically... Yeah, you've got to do a lot to get the best out of it, I think, on that one. The, yeah, I mean, the problem is it's going to be a hell of a tax on transports, and that's... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a minimum of a, a rhino per squad, so that's 35 points. And yeah. you're probably going to have land raiders as well, so there's going to be a tax in there. Having um, all models in the unit, you know, giving rad grenades to everybody for 30 points, probably not bad for a close combat army, to be honest, for plus 30 points, which is not a bad upgrade. I mean, and the stasis grenades as well, just to give that initiative. So you could do it. I mean, you could give a like a hardcore Terminator squad the... Well, it doesn't say... Yeah. Is it one of the following? May I, take I the think, following. No, yeah, they can... Take they can have, all, have all three if they wanted. Fight me. Um, yeah, tasty. Tasty, tasty, mm. tasty. Okay. it be interesting to see if we see that one. But like I said, the downside is the, the tax on transports and yeah. you've got to get out of your deployment zone by the end of the game. Or else. Well, you've got to get them out of the deployment zone, haven't you? No, That's you've got to get you out of your deployment zone. Yeah. You are you you can't stay in your deployment zone is basically what it's saying. All if right. you're in your okay. deployment zone, you give away all those victory points. Okay. Unless you're falling back through your in which case that's okay. But if you're not falling back and you're in the deployment zone, your own deployment zone, you are gonna give points away. Alright. So no sit at the back and shooting, or at least if you are gonna sit back and shoot it, you ah. to make sure you, you get a hoof on before the end of the in the turn five. So well, I won't be using that one then. No, no, no. It's no good for me. So, <laughs> yeah. so the next one out of the bag is well, the. Sh- oh, sorry, mate. We could be a while if you go through each one. Yes. So, sh- shall we just pick a, a select uh, a select few? Go on then. You're right. We shouldn't really do a deep dive. So, any in here that you particularly liked, there, Dave? You thought that is that's for me. No pressure. I don't know because I usually play try to play a balanced army, so I kind of use. <laughs> I try to. Uh, so I try to use like everything. I think that's probably what I'm down for, really. Um, but I think the next one is the next one is basically your iron wings stuff. So that would be all your heavy, your, your your tanks and stuff. Okay. So I think you might like that one, Clam. Um, the one after that is your storm wing, I think, which is yeah. pretty pretty good. Um, this probably is, I think, with the next one, the Stormwing one, is you can't, you have to have um, infantry, but you can't have them in transport. So, okay. yes. No no unit selected as a compulsory troop choice may take a dedicated transport on that one. So that's. Okay, well, that's, you can kind of. That's good. 
just take two cheap tactical squads and you've sorted yeah, that yeah. out, really. Yeah. So, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. And then you've got, what's the next one? The Deathwing. This is the. This is probably the one you want. This is the, the Unbroken Vow. Uh, yes, that will be pretty nifty. Basically, okay. you, got, you can only take Terminators and Veteran squads to this one. So this will be a Deathwing, pure Deathwing army. In 40k com- comparison, I would say. Go on. Um, not, I, I, you can only take, you can take other things. Oh, yeah, but it says compulsory troop choices must be. Yeah. But you yeah, can obviously because, take other stuff, but I mean, yeah. why would you? Yeah, because assault, assault squads are awesome. No, they're not. <laughs> Got Deathwing Terminators. Deathwing Terminators. Go on. Yeah. So what else we got? Marshall. We'll talk. We'll go. We we'll go through this one in a bit of detail as you like it. Is that okay? Yeah. Just yep. yeah. So Unbroken Vow. Marshall the Unbroken Vow. Dark Angels and Sign of Deathwing and his attachment plus one attack within. That's nice. Challenge and objective. Challenge and objective. Yep. All pluses there. Death is not the end. Yeah. Get a basic feel no pain. So, uh, Angels includes at least one mod of the style of Deathwing special gains. Final pain six plus special rule while at least half, while at least one mod of the, within six inches of any objective. If it already has the Final Pain special rule, for instance, yeah. it has a Primaris or an Apothecary, yes. it goes up by one, which is pretty tasty. That gives you four plus Final Pains within six inches of objective. You've yeah. got a, like, say, Primaris, um, whatever they're called. Not called a Primaris, a proper. Prim- called. Primaris Medicaid. Yeah, that's it. Or just an Apoc three if it's a. Yeah. So, so that's that's cool. Four plus feeling of pains. No, no thing. And an extra attack. So that, this feels like apothecary. That, yeah. That special rule. Nice. Lovely. Very nice. So that's that's a good kind of thing for getting on objectives and holding them. Cause you get extra attack as well. I like it. Yep. So yeah. just characters get the extra attack. Yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay then. Uh, but limitations. there are limitations. Yeah. What are the limitations then? There's a few. There aren't there. So, like you said, Dave, veteran squads and terminator squads are compulsory. You have to be compulsory. Um, yeah. Obviously, they take the death wing have special rule. Special rule, yeah. Is that the 25.1? Yeah. Yes. After deployment has been completed, the Dark Angels player must place a single objective at the centre of the table or as close as possible at the end of the game turn in which the Dark Angels player does not control the objective with this with a unit that includes at least one model with a sign of the Deathwing special rule. The opposing player gains plus one victory point or plus three victory points mm. if the opposing player controls it. Wow. <sighs> okay. So that's basically an additional objective. That you have to keep, you have to get on, yeah. or else you're going to potentially. That is constantly scoring. Is it? Is it another turn? Yeah. Yeah. And then the game Ooh, Tony. Yeah, yeah, that is a that's a that's going to take some filling. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could just. Uh, it's it's bad enough sort of the minus one, but if they, you know, if they, I, I, I mean, if I was putting my blood angels or the custodians against someone playing that special rule. I'm just going to sit on that objective, deep strike on it, and have coin it in. To have two turns of, of victory points, basically. I mean, two turns of plus three victory points. So exactly, like six okay, yeah. victory points is a hard thing to come back from. Um, yeah. on, in most games, most of the red book missions, anyway. 
Um, so yeah, that is uh, that is something else, isn't it? And you get nothing at all for holding it yourself. It's whew, interesting. I suppose the only time it might help is when there's a, already an objective there. You can sort of double bubble it, but like you say, scout infiltrators, deep strikers. Very much, you can't double bubble with the same unit, though, can you? That is a no, a, a, a unit can never secure one more than one objective. Control. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be uh, does not control the objective. So you're right. You'd have to have two, or pick one, I guess. It, yeah, yeah. Most objectives at the end of the game, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, good one. Sign of Deathwing, allies, no allies, uh, independent characters are not part of the detachment. Are the same rule. Could take fortifications though. Interestingly, yeah. So yeah, that <laughs> middle one is a, is a bit of a kick in that Najinsky's that one because that's going to have to take some managing. It's just a bit of fun, isn't it? It is a bit of fun for sure. I mean, you're going to—it's encouraging you to get in the middle and and duke it out with whatever's coming your way. Well, that's kind of what they do, though, isn't it? Probably going to have. Yeah, absolutely. It's—it's it's just um, getting there quickly enough because Spartans are really anything you can shift enough terminators around in. Yeah, I mean, um, unless you can deep strike for some some which units. I don't know. They've got the teleportation transponders. I don't think so. Gotcha. Unless Lionel does it, but I haven't looked at him yet. So, an interesting right of war for sure. But, say, I mean, the, that this does count as an objective. So, those special rules about getting plus one attack for a character and uh, the feel and a pain bump would also apply. Yep. So, maybe, like you say, Chris, Spartan full of um, breaches, a big old breacher squad, like 18 or something with a character. That'll do it. That'll do Chomp that. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, you'd have to, it would basically be a race to the middle, which would be quite cool. Yeah. All right. Yep. So there you go. So that's the one that that, that took Dave's eye out with a sharp stick. Lures <laughs> <laughs> him in with the. Uh, yeah, it did lure me in with of... terminators and stuff. Oh, is it as good? Yeah. As it? Oh, hang on. Yeah, hold on a minute. <laughs> I've got to play the game. I've got to play the <laughs> yeah. game. No, I just just move them and then I lose, and that's what I do. <laughs> so yeah. But I lose the style. Yes, well, it'll be interesting to see which ones of these uh, people take. Seeker's Arrow is the other one. Um, That's basically the Raven Wing. Okay, yeah, jet bikes as troops. Out, outriders with death bikes, isn't it? Okay. It'll be interesting what that stacks up against, like a White Scars army, because that was when I was thinking about doing another army before I did the Ultramarines. I was thinking maybe it's time to do a jet bike army, and jet maybe bikes. I'll have a look at that. When, but obviously that does require some oligarch-level money. Uh, um, so they can get hit and run for 20 points. Okay. Independent characters can, sorry, to apologize. Yeah. But if it if it joins a unit, I guess. I think it's one of those ones that may transfer across. Oh, is it not? To, yeah. It might be, it might be. I'll have a look. Can't remember. Um, yeah, it's attached from, uh, I guess, yeah. outflank and arrives on the reserve roll of 2+. Plus. And we do know how much we enjoy a manipulation of reserve rolls. Yeah, that is good. Includes at least one model with the sun around, so you can basically get some yep. outflanking jet bikes coming at you, Cleopatra, and actually probably turning up on turn two because you're only, only yep. needing a two plus, which is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, one model with this sun may add plus two inches to one of the following each game turn run, turbo boost distance, charge distance, or consolidation move distance. That's cool. Plus two to yeah, your charge. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, how many times have we failed a two-inch charge? I mean, it does happen yeah. quite often. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Anything? Well, they get, use that run. Yeah. To get through that all horrible, difficult terrain from the earlier uh, right of war, for instance. Yeah, that's true. So, can we only include vehicles with a fast skimmer or flyer types? But that's fine because that's still Sakarans. Nice. Yep. Actually, that one I quite like. I've got to say, that is quite a tempting one. I would potentially think about a non-White Scars army using something Jet bike, so jet bike or bike units set as non-compulsory must begin the game in reserve, however. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That yeah. sucks. So, yeah, yeah non-com uh, jet bike squads. Mind you, I suppose we've got Skyhunter squadrons, which is a normal... That's a normal squadron, isn't it? That's a yep, normal jet bike. fast attack. But there would be, they're now um, troop choices using this right wall. Yeah. Compulsory troop choice. So you could have six of those. You wouldn't need any more. If you see what I mean? The only ones that would be slightly yeah. out of whack, there would be the heavy support ones, but I'd probably take a, a one of the Sakarans instead. One of the big guys instead. Okay, I'm, I'm so, liking that. I am liking that. I've got to be honest. I might have to have a come back and have a little, little thinksy about that at some point. Next one. Last one. Yes, the last one. Serpent's Bane. This looks like a lot of text. I'm put off already. Secret Squads. Yeah. It is what the... Uh, basically, yeah, cut off the head and the snake would die kind of thing. Okay. Character hunting. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well, as time is ticking yeah. on, we've, we've get, we, obviously people have gone into more date details than us on this in the other books in the other podcasts rather so feel free to have a look and obviously see what's there may tickle your fancy i think for me if i was going to do one the jet bike one sounds cool i quite like the sound of that you know with a load of sicarians or arcuses or something to back me up that sounds smashing a couple of decent characters what wait a moment you could use those new rubbishy tanks, the little ones. That's probably what it's aimed at, because most of them will probably be yeah. fast. The, um, whatever yeah. they are, sabres, is it? Sabres, yeah. 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 Yes. That's the one. Yeah. They're, well, they're, that yeah. is a pain. I'm trying to think how you could do that. You'd have to use jet, yeah, fast attack. You'd have to use the old um, javelins, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay, sir. Can you use like, skimmers, like, as in 40k skimmers? They're still classed. You can still use those. There aren't any yeah. skimmer tanks, though, in the heavy support no. that I'm aware of. But, so, but you can use skimmers. Yeah, the um, javelins and the whatever they're called, you know, the... Land speeder. Land speeders, they're skimmers. Speeders. Yeah. So you can use those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But fast attack. That's what so, I'll yeah. probably, we'll probably use because I've got those, so I could use those. Nice. Well, I've got land speeders here, the old 40k the old ones. ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. They're still class legal, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I have cannibalised a lot of my uh, 40k army to go into this. So. Why not? Why the hell not? I say, well, they're dirt cheap as well, I think, in... Um, uh, oh, they're ridiculous. Like, about 12 quid sometimes. No, I mean, uh, points-wise, actually, points wise, they cost next to now yeah, yeah, in yeah, the game. They're they're quite, quite a good value. I mean, they die quick, but yeah. 
So, oh, yeah, but, you know. what what other things do we want to talk about coming out of this book? Obviously, the people have, there's a lot in there. Is there anything that, that you think? I mean, there's actually a ton of stuff in here. What do we think overall? Because we've probably not got time to cover it. But there's a lot of cool units. There's a lot of. I mean, they've definitely got more than most. Just gonna, I'm just going to just going to draw your attention to the uh, Iron Wing Excindio class battle automata because mm. oh the nutters absolute nutters I, I love to I, I love to, uh, to to poke the bear uh, <laughs> on, on occasion and this is this is this is certainly one of those uh, okay. so three hundred points for just one of these chapters. I'm still five. Logistical five. Strength six. Toughness seven. Six wounds. Initiative four. Attacks four. Leadership ten. Three plus armor save. Hmm. All right, monstrous creature. Of course. Uh, it's got an re- internal refractor field. It yep. has rampage, hatred, everything. Can take an array of god awful weapons. Okay. The likes of which should never be seen. <laughs> has a five up invulnerable save. Yeah. So that's coming to its thing. Uh, in addition, should the model lose its last wound, then all models within D6 plus 1 suffer a strength 5 hit. No AP, which is pretty unpleasant. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, Phosphex canister launcher. 18 inches, strength 5, AP 2. Heavy 1, 3 inch blast, barrage, 3 plus poisoned, crawling fire, lingering death. Yeah. That's nice, not nice. <laughs> Lovely. It's not, it's horrible. Uh, nerve induction shredder, strength one, AP two, heavy six, poison four plus, ignores cover. AP two ignores cover. AP two ignores cover. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Flipping. Uh, automatic pulse cannon, strength there, AP two, 24 inches, heavy three, lance and shock pulse. Nice. Jesus. So that's uh, pretty unpleasant. That's seriously unpleasant. And then the Graviton Flux Projector, Strength, uh, so it's Template Weapon, the last one, yep. Strength, uh, uh, Asterisk, yep. uh, AP2, Graviton Collapse, Torsion Crusher, No Cover Save, Pinning. It's interesting they put No Cover Save as opposed to Ignores Cover, but that's just... Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just... It ignores Cover is a thing, if that makes sense. And, All right. Um... No cover save is a. I don't know if I've seen it in, in one of these. Um, and they have manipulator arms that are strength plus one, AP two, melee, unwieldy, shred, and severing cut. So it's got two close, dreadnought close combat weapons, which doubles its strength. Well, it's 10. Strength's 10, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also got these two manipulator arms, and you can swap each each one of those for eight, one of those horrible weapons, basically. So you can have yeah. two close combat weapons. Um, and one of the, that phosphex things and that and that poison thing. Crikey! Okay, so it has a couple of special rules. Shackled Artificia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gains all the following special rules: fearless adamantium will, fire protocols, machine creature, and cybernetic resilience. Okay. Some of those are not there. Some of those will need to be looked up. And ventral range, ventral, ventral range, sorry. At the end of any turn, which the model suffers one or more unsaved wounds, or a d6, on a score of one, unit enters a ventral rage and must abide by all the following restrictions during every phase of each following turn for the remainder of the game whilst in a ventral range. Okay. 
During the movement phase, must move towards the nearest visible unit, friendly or enemy. Uh, if no visible, if no unit is visible, or more than one unit is equidistant to the unit, then the controlling player may move the model toward an enemy unit of the, of the controlling player's choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it must target the, uh, the nearest the nearest unit, friendly or enemy, uh, same as reward. And during the assault phase, <laughs> the model must declare a charge targeting the nearest visible unit, friendly or enemy. Yeah. So basically, uh, you put a wound on this thing. Go on. Yeah. Uh, if this unit succeeds in charging a friendly unit, it will proceed to attack them in the fight subphase, treating them as enemy models for the duration of the combat. Flipping heck. I think it's a last resort. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, the problem is that you wound it from afar, you then roll a one, and it then just goes rampaging through your army tearing massive chunks out of it either by shooting or dissection and you'd have to shoot the son of a bitch dead where he stands and there's this other rule at the bottom though what's this one yeah artificial kill switch any tech when the forger of the start his dark special rule may take a kill switch for five points a model equipped with a kill switch may inflict d6 wounds on a friendly model with a shackled artist for special rule as long as they're within 12 inches no size of any kind may be taken against these wounds this counts as shooting attack uh, if these but if, artists, if the kill switch yeah. causes a friendly removing play, then the opposing player gains no victory points for its destruction. So basically, you, yeah, you'd be a brave man not to take a tech marine from because <laughs> nah, we don't need him. He's he can fine. Stay he can stay at home. He can stay at home. Don't worry. It's all good. We've got it. Gets back from the army. What happened? Well, you know that robot. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know he yeah. He's still out there. <laughs> rampaging across the battlefield that's, just that's his world now. yeah we've left him too yeah, I mean, it's got rampage and hatred so uh, I mean rampage is uh, outnumbered D3 attacks. attacks yeah if you're outnumbered yeah, so that's, hatred is re-roll the first set of attacks in combat yeah so potentially seven attacks against your own men yipes uh, all strength two. Well, yeah, strength 10, they would be AP2. Yeah, well, it's monstrous creature, so... Yeah. It's AP2 anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Pretty. I mean, I, I, I like it. I like. I think he's pretty jazzy. He is... Uh, a lot of points, though, for that. Yeah, absolutely. He's a lot of points. But I mean, he's kind of... I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing, having a crazy little robot dude. Well, not little. I think the problem is, of course, that you can't get him where you need him to go quickly. If you sort yeah. of mean... Because you don't want him like having a little little picnic in your back line, because he will have a literally, you know, some some yeah. lucky las cannon will just put a sh- put a wound on him, and you roll a one, and then the next thing you know, there's bits of your army flying around as he's gone tearing through them. So yeah, there is that I think, but um, yeah, I think that's a really uh, an interesting unit actually. I'd like to see one. I'd love to see one go mad <laughs> yeah, on the other <laughs> side of the board. Yeah, I would for a safe distance. I would sure. I can't see it being used too often. It's a bit of a shame. But yeah, because you think about it, you have to spend not two, well, 300 points for that and then a tech marine with nothing else but that kill switch is still another 55 points just to stop the thing from yeah. going mental. And you're going to have to keep the tech marine within 12 inches on to inches. use it. So yeah, it's a nice, nice little could, change. I wonder if a Pravian could take one. No, doesn't it say no, it limits to what they can take? 
Oh, Unless there's a special rule that I've not seen so far, then no, maybe no. there is. But yeah, you're right. A Pravian with maybe three of them would cost you 900 points plus a thousand yeah. points. My kind of list right there. <laughs> I can see that coming to an Age of Empire list to you <laughs> in the very near yeah. future. I guess no. I, there's no actual model of that, though, is there? No, there isn't. I was thinking no. we'd have to train, possibly mould on a couple of kit batches, capacity, I guess. Yeah, you'd have to those manipulate um, arms. You'd have to put them on, wouldn't you, somehow? What's that big? Uh, there's a robot for the Mechanicum. I can't remember which one it is. The one that looks like Iron Man, sort of. 1960s Iron Man with the round head the yeah Domitar that's the possibly one. You, could, you, could, you could base it on a Domitar oh yeah, yeah I know the one you mean yeah it's getting the four arms I think if you can just manipulate arms you'd need to find yeah. something but you could probably find them off a bit side or something nay bother yeah. but anyway just quite, quite a nice one quite a nice one so that's I mean there's a lot in there I mean things like Lionel Johnson of course there's also special characters coming out of the Wazoo there's only two. Is there? Yeah. Okay. Marduk. A lot of people say a lot of different ones, but there's there's only two in this book. I don't know if there's any in another book. Okay. There was um there was the one they released for free. Um, on the community well, page. You've got Causeway and Murdoch Cedrus. I'm sure they they shared those information on the um community pages. There's okay. um. Pretty, there's another one. I, I, might be I can't wrong. remember. I, I thought it was. I thought I it was Causeway, or, or I think it might have been both of them. Right. Yeah, pretty hard nutters. Right. I wouldn't mess with them. And you got the big boy himself. He's pretty impressive. Are you, are you happy with the uh, happy with the big boy? Happy with the lion? Well, of of the Primarchs I've used, I've only used um, what's his face, Angry Rod. You, you, oh, you yeah. the... and he, he was pants. Yes. But then I was using him, so that's probably why he was pants. <laughs> this boy, I no, think this, this boy is lethal. I mean, especially if he gets, I mean, he's either a troop killer or, or a tank killer, because basically he gets the wolf blade, he's strength 10. Mm. And he's, he's just going to eat everything. You know that? I think even, he's, like I say, he's wound 6, he's strength 7. It's initiative yeah. seven. I don't know how good that is. That's pretty, good. pretty good. Yeah, most people. I think most initiative, most primarchs are six. I think. Yeah, but he gets attacks five. But then if he gets a little douche in himself, mm-hmm. it, his attacks go up. So if he goes down to four wounds, he gets plus one attacks. So that takes him up to six attacks. And if he goes down lower, he gets another two attacks. Jesus. So he can go up to blooming what? Seven attacks, eight attacks, or something like stupid. Well, like that's whatever he gets on the charge and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, don't piss him off. <laughs> 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 so yeah, he's nasty. But so I've not read anything about the other guys. So I mean, of of the primates I've used, I've not actually used him in in yeah. in, um, in war. So, but he does on paper sound lethal. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? I mean, I. I um, so he's basically initiative strength 10 AP2 yeah well basically with, that, with, with the wolf blade fearsome wolf ruin blade. any unit suffers one or more casualties from this weapon morale check must roll additional d6 for that check and two highest dice so basically he's going to make people leg it shred so yeah. he re-rolls wounds as well flipping heck so he's basically yeah. wounding on twos re-rolling yeah so and like so nice. five attacks 
six on the charge, potentially more if he's lost a few wounds here and there. Didn't he come out top in the... the yeah, sort of, um, in, in the, the round-robin thing, he, he, beat, he beat the crap out of everybody, basically. But you know, everybody, everybody was going, oh, yeah, it's because he's new, and they want to sell him. Mm, basically. <laughs> I mean, he's got, he's got stasis grenades... He's got yeah, he's got a stasis and frag. He's so got he uh, would, he's he got would, like a plasmary thing, I think. He would he would. Um, it's interesting actually because that basically means if he, and for another Primarch um, charged him, or no, when he makes a successful charge or are charged, yeah, yeah. they reduce their initiative to one to the end of the game, end of the game turn. So so another Primarch charges him, they go at initiative one. And it's not like blind or anything, which Primarchs are in, immune to. It's it's just that's the stasis effect. So that also makes him flipping lethal, because um, he's always going to hit other Primarchs first. And unless he gets hit with concussion, concussive would bring him down to one as well. Bear in mind. Don't on the Primarch on the Primarch. We, we did no, this, but they're not immune to concussion. Lorgar can smack you about with his hammer. Yeah, and, and second uh, Perturabo, but you'd have to exactly. Perturabo would go. Mind you, Perturabo would go second anyway because he's initiative one with that hammer for some yeah. reason. The same reason why my mm-hmm. inducted mm-hmm. Uh, autonomy are absolute nonsense mm-hmm. in comparison to the Imperial fists. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what else has he got? Uh, yeah, four plus something that is nice. Absolute focus. Any assault yeah. phase. Never. Then he would always hit on four plus. So even against um, what's his what's his chops, um, you know the fella, pain. Yeah, the other one who's also a pain on the backside, Wolf Boy. Oh, Russ, Aleman. Yeah, so he wouldn't. Yeah, he, well, he, he, would, he, he would hit him on a four plus as well, even with his special minus one to hit nonsense. Yeah, he's okay. done it before. I think he's pretty damn fine, actually. I've got to say. Yeah, he is. Um, Top draw. I think there's... Uh, and also... The, there's not the, many challenges. No. After declaring a charge for Lionel Johnson and unit is with... You just make, you can just choose to move eight. So you don't have to roll for it. So he's not going to fail a charge under eight. She just moves eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's not really a lot, of, uh, a lot of weakness on that old boy, is there? Well, not really, especially if you take Deathwing Companions with him, because they got all the lookout wherever they can take all the wounds for you. Well, yeah. Basically, before you get in there. So. But, but even the Panoply, the Leonine Panoply, so 2 plus armor, 4 plus invun, but the first failed invulnerable save for Leonel Johnson each turn may be re-rolled. So... <laughs> Dog! But, but, I mean, he's 460 points. I mean, how does that compare to others? That's... Is that about average? He's, he's at expensive. the top end there. Yeah, he's yeah. Sanguinius so and um, uh, Horus territory. Yeah, that, that sort of. But the thing is, it is quite interesting because he's got, unlike some of the other primates which have rules that buff their army, he's very much him. Yeah. They're very much focused on just him, you know. So, whereas yeah, yeah. some of the others, what's the sign of the Dark Angels? Does that give him anything? That's uh, just battlefield. The, um, oh yeah. yeah one, one. Oh no, there we go. D six for all, oh right, yeah. So basically, all friendly models with Legion of Starties roll an additional D six for all morale checks and use two, the two lowest dice to decide the result. So that's pretty good. So yeah, 
Um, I think that that is a great Primark, got to say. So all in all, what do you think, Dave? What, for the whole thing? Yeah, or, or yeah, for the I, Dark Angels part, just I, for the Dark Angels. Well, I say, to be, like I said, I've not played a lot of the game, so, but I say I've been in the game mm. history. I mean, they've changed quite a lot of it since it first came out, but I mean, yeah, I like it. I like him. I think he's, he's probably a game winner in his own right, to be fair. If you use him right, obviously. Yeah. I think he could... Uh, can you keep them in reserve? I mean, because that's what is usually his tactic in, in the actual fluff, is that he like waits and waits and waits and then jumps in last minute. And Stick him in a Charybdis with some Deathwing companions. That's what I do. And that'll... Oh, yeah, I mean, that would be that would be great. I mean, or yeah. even the Spartan, but actually the Charybdis is quite expensive. But like that would get yeah. you where you need to go to because you can deep strike the thing in. I don't like that word, expensive. Yeah, it's uh, not cheap. <laughs> no, it's cheap. But yeah, if you're going to so do him, he can, you know, he can walk for me. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want him walking. You'd want him bouncing out of there, out of a, a Spartan with a big old bodyguard squad. You know, a couple of thousand points right there. Lovely. Yeah. So. That is the Dark Angels as told by the Mills brothers. A very, very swift run through, but just to whet your appetite. All in all, though, seal of approval from Dave. Yes, I, I like it. I mean, well, I guess the proof will be in the pudding if I, when I actually do play, if Company of Legends does go ahead and I use him and I win more than one game event, I might be going, yeah, <laughs> they're <You're> good. <laughs> if not, more than. I've got to get two wins. That's all I've got to do. Get more than 11 victory points, and then you've uh, beaten your record. I usually get one win, but I want to get two wins at least. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, once you get your army together, when and things go back to, you can always get a game against uh, Chris's armies of evil. That'll that'll soon sharpen you up. I'm telling you. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get you in fighting spirit. Yeah, got my demons. I can unleash. You totally have. That would be great. So I think it seems like a pretty good. Nothing there. There's some cool stuff in there. There's some interesting rules. There's some interesting downsides as well. doesn't feel as crazy overpowered as the first edition of sort of Magnus or uh, the Custodes. You do remember so, just discussing, discussing uh, the unkillable lion, yeah? Yeah, but I think in, on balance, it looks pretty good to me. I think it's an interesting characterful army. So I'm very tempted if I am maybe not next year, maybe next year's project, the latter part of a year from now maybe. Might think about starting the old uh, Raven Wing one up. Right, uh, so um, there were yeah two extra. Stay with this long. Two extra characters that are on the Warhammer Community webpage. Okay. Uh, Farris, Redloss, and Holguin. All right. Well, you know, you can, you, you can download them from the Warhammer. Yeah, I think I've got them. I might have downloaded an, them. An embarrassment of riches, you could so, say. Yeah, that's, that's but then why did I put them in the book? Because no you know, idea. Maybe they're just a bit away. Threw them away. They had so many special characters for you. It's too much. It's just too much. (laughs) (laughs) You've got eight uh, rights of war, so I don't think you need to uh, be too upset. Well, I haven't. I've only got six because I've only got one book. That's true. Anyway, all good in the hood. Thank you very much. (laughs) So, just talking about the Typhon there. Um, So, the next thing we're going to talk about is the uh, set of rules that are to create your own campaign in the Thrammer sector. And obviously, as uh, Chris and I, and with Dave's help, 
brown campaigns, <laughs> I suppose, in um, <laughs> for a company of legends. This was a particular this was a particular interest to see how they were going to do it. So we had a good look through this, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. I've got to say, I quite like the mechanics here, and I think they do a lot of things well that is quite interesting and in using particular mechanic mechanisms to simulate certain aspects of a campaign. Uh, so it's. I have one overriding concern about it. But go we'll on. Okay, so shall I talk through the the very high level how it works? Do you want me to go do for it? it? Cool. So in this way of doing campaigns, there's a couple of sort of mechanics on the go here. So there's, I'll come on to what these actually mean, but for the time being, just how you get them. So there's the spoils section. Um, so this is basically the number of victory points that you get during a game. And if you're playing a campaign, that would be total, totaled up per side. Um, and that's your spoils. Okay. Um, they can be used for other things, which we'll come on to in a minute. There's also this, uh, concept of fealty. Uh, which is for every victory that you get, you get plus one um, fealty point towards your faction. So, for example, if you're playing traitors and you won a game, you'd get plus one fealty point. And again, uh, this can be used for other things in-game if you want to play the optional rules. And finally, this is other mechanism called ruin. So ruin is the sum total of the victory points that have been uh, accrued during the game from either side. And that's a very interesting and important factor. Um so the way the campaigns work, very simply, is uh, you agree a ruin total. Um, and once that ruin total is reached throughout the course of your campaign, that's it, the end of the campaign. And the, the idea being is that as these armies have marauded across um, the, the Thramus sector, or if you're playing a different kind of version of this, uh, once they've destroyed everything, that's it, game over, they move on. So it's quite a bleak uh, kind of uh, mechanic, basically yeah. meaning that the worlds itself are completely useless to anybody going forward, but quite realistic, I suppose, in the uh, concept of the heresy and what was left behind. So what you do is you agree so, a, a set of... Go on, Chris, sorry, mate. Uh, and that's uh, the, the victory points being the, um, the, the mechanism for everything is the bit that kind of... That, that concerns me. Yes, and I have the same concerns, um, to be fair, but I'll come back to it in a second, because I, I was with you, if I'm honest with you. I was like, mm, victory points, particularly if we're doing a campaign or a weekend, can give the wrong kind of steer. But the way that they do it, do it here is they give you a little chart, which is basically, depending on how long you want to run your campaign, um, you set a ruin limit. So for two people playing this, this campaign together, um, you would have a ruin uh, a ruin limit of 30, which would allow for about three or four games. And for every other pair of people that join, you add plus 20 ruin points. So that's for a short campaign. Same rules apply for a medium campaign, except you start with um, 50 ruin points um, and then 25, 35, sorry, for each other additional pairing. And a long campaign, 80 ruin points with 40 points um, going. So once that total's reached, that's the end of the campaign. And you can kind of work out how long you want to run the game based on that which is quite cool. Um, there's also some rules for setting up the size of the armies you want to do, um, but really it works like this. Set up a ruin limit, set up the points limit. So, for example, you know, 3,000 points what we would use. Divide into two factions, and then you need a referee to basically run the campaign. So far, so good, right? So mm -hmm. um, in terms of playing the campaign, like I said, you have to keep a total of these spoils, fealty, and ruin. 
Um, and the fealty is quite an interesting one because uh, I like this as a mechanic for getting using that as a potential mechanism for you know the people's how people feel about your side in the war and you can use that um later on to um, buy points if you want to play the optional things or buy different upgrades but basically when the campaign ends when you hit your ruin limit whoever's got the most spoils wins which i think is the point that chris is making that it's very much about you know getting the maximum number of victory points out of every game which is true yeah it's uh, it's something that, that um when we come in, go into planning kind of legends you know it's different for every event but you know for us it's we're always looking for ways to avoid victory points being the the be all and end all yeah um uh, because you know, as you said you know there are players that you know the sole purpose is to play to win if that makes sense and it, especially if you're doing a campaign it could sort of unbalance the campaign. Yeah, I see if what you've you mean. Got, uh, if, you, if you've got one person, or, you know, that is very much kill, main, burn. Um, yeah, you know, completely going for every last victory point, which could yeah. take some of the narrative play. I mean, we do tend to sort of say to people, we're not really interested in victory points, we're just interested in the result. So if you win by one victory point, same as if you win by 20. But this has yeah. got a very specific mechanic around that. Yeah. Um, there is, I can see why they've done it though, to be fair, because of the optional rules, which is, um, this potential, uh, where you can sort of gamble your spoils points against, um, adding additional bonuses to your army. So you can, uh, with these optional rules, which is grand yeah. stratagems, um, spend spoil points, um, on the off chance that if you, if you're successful, you get double back or whatever. So for example, there's things like um, the Serpent's Head. So every game played in this campaign term, destroy the enemy warlord before the end of the game. And if you put in 10 spoil points, for example, you would get um, two points back. So, so basically you'd get 20 points back across the whole of the thing, which could yeah. make a big difference. But like you said, we are going then into definitely shilling for victory points, which have always been a bit um, wary of. Yeah, I think if you... Yeah, if you're playing in a club situation, you want the campaign to last. Um, you want to get the most out of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the because you, yeah, because I suppose the other downside to that, the sort of the thing that potentially limits that, is that sure. if you have got somebody shilling for points, then the game, the campaign itself, would end much faster because yeah, it's and the that's, total that's, of the victory points. Yeah, but but that's that's my concern, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I guess so. I mean, that's there's also some of these other tactical advantages where you can reduce the amount of ruin, for example. So you could keep it going by spending fealty points. But maybe you're right. You know, maybe um, that might encourage people to try and maximise victory points all over the place, which could potentially lend lead, lend itself to more Warhammer-esque games. Let's put it that way. Um, the other thing about the fealty, which is another optional rule, is where you can spend fealty points, which is basically the sort of goodwill that you've um, got from the local inhabitants, if you like, to give yourself some other advantages. So, for example, you can um, reduce the ruin caused in games and stuff like that. And you can also do things like um, change the siege initiative um, to be on a 2+. plus. So, all in all, I don't think it's that bad. 
Um, it would be interesting to run this with like-minded people. I mean, to a certain extent, you you could say if you had a, a local club, you know how people play, and they don't tend to, you know, boss people off the board all the time. Um, there's also the thing about um, sort of characters and unique characters, for example, which I quite like not having unique characters, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think that's quite an interesting one. Um, obviously, that means no Primarchs as well, but uh, I think that's always quite quite cool. And you can um, have characters that, you know, it, as in most campaigns, um, may or may not get worse as they go through the game. So, for example, um, if your Warlord dies there's a, on a one and on a D6 roll on a one, they're critically wounded and they're out of the game. You can't use them again for the rest of the, um, the whole campaign. And it's plus one yep. spoils to the opponent. Shaken, they get a leadership penalty, but you know, on a five plus, they, they're fine. That kind of thing. There's also some rules for an escalation style campaign, starting at 750 points with a, and each time you hit the ruin limit, it clicks over, which I quite like. And, um, you can do it with different, different point scales, but basically give you some nice mechanics for doing that. So what do you guys think? I, I would actually quite like to play one of these, to be honest with you. I think they're quite interesting. I think it's a quite a good balance between the ruin side, which I really like, which is actually the planets themselves will blow up if you keep, mm. you know, fighting on That's them, cool. which I think is quite cool. And the fealty side, like almost like, you know, trying to win over the hearts and minds of the populace to, you know, give it you does, a um... It, it does give you some locations as well with the bonuses that they give you. Yeah. Um, you know, different sectors that are involved in the, the whole yeah. campaign. So, for instance, the Aegis sector um, gives you an idea of what the farm, what the terrain should be like, which is quite good. I think that's quite interesting, sort of yeah. setting the scene for you. Um, then one of the more popular sectors of the Eastern Frid games play in the Aegis sector grant the winner two fealty points instead of just one. So, there, you know, it's got those little bits. They so haven't got to sort of think up or, um, you know, the, the the setting completely. You've got the, the setting nicely laid out. It um, mm. gives you an idea as to what the, you know, what the battlefield should look like in those places before you uh, phosphex it to, to high heaven. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, there's also um, additional missions, which we'll cry out for, to be honest with you. Um, and these all look pretty good to be, as well, I think. Uh, I think they're okay. I, I There's just a couple of things with very convoluted victory conditions on a couple of them. I like a convoluted um, victory condition. Oh, I know you do. But... <laughs> the Keystone um, Buildings one looks a bit complicated. Yeah, it's, there's the... Uh, uh, where is it? I can't remember what it was now. Oh yeah, here we go. So this is the, the confrontation uh, special uh, uh, mission. The second yeah. objective: no price too steep. When a unit is destroyed while locked in combat with an enemy unit that includes one character model, the controlling player of the destroyed unit must roll a d6 <laughs> on a score of five or more. The controlling player of the destroyed unit gains one victory point. Yeah, that's going to be forgotten in the heat of battle. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. I like the intent is there to make them more interesting, For but sure. um, you know the the last bastion. If at the beginning of the player's sixth turn they do not claim control of the last bastion and the enemy has a greater total of victory points, they gain d6 victory points. If a model controlled by that player destroys the last bastion before the end of the game, 
if any model causes the last bastion to be destroyed, uh, reduces arm value, uh, removes its last hold point. In any other situation, the controlling player loses d6 victory points instead. Yeah, it just, doesn't that require you know, some massive just, fortification? It does sound like it. Uh, yeah. Large building yeah, armor value for it. Yeah. So they are they're not necessarily straightforward pickup games, are they? They're a bit of no. shenanigan. Yeah, absolutely. So they are very much I mean, but as a campaign as a whole, right? You everything you need is there. You know, you've got missions, you've got the mechanics for doing it, points totals. I think as a self contained something you will may want to run with a friend over a period of time, it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, yeah. If if you know what you're, you're both going into, then yeah, yeah. I think, um, if, like I say, you could potentially take out the spoils aspect. I think and just have fealty. Yeah. So that you don't over. I mean, you're still going to run. And I mean, even actually just using the, we wouldn't use the ruin total because we we want the games to finish after five of them. So you you know you'd, you'd need to make sure that it was all done and dusted across a weekend. So you could take the spoils and the ruin side out of it fundamentally and replace that potentially with something similar for the yeah. um, fealty or at least give people the option to buy I th- buy stuff. I think it's a, I think it's a campaign you need to probably play twice first mm. to get the sort of the, the, the balance of it um, so you know where to set your ruin limit and things like that. Because I don't give you idea in the book, you know, it's going to be different in uh, out in the wild. Um, so you probably want to sort of play it, play it through once uh, just to see, sort of get the get the feel for it, and then uh, yeah. uh, play it a second time once you've got the hang of it and set it all up. Got you. Yeah. I suppose that that is true. I mean, it is pretty general, but I, I, at least they're doing something, right? So I suppose that's something. Yeah. So what do you think, Dave? Interesting. Hmm? What do you think? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, so I, that's kind of gone over my head a bit. So. Yeah, I guess we. Yeah, I guess you're used to because you're obviously playing campaigns and stuff like that. So I yeah, I mean, just, uh, I've never really done. Like I say, I've only done the campaigns with you, but usually it's, um, it's just like a one-on, one-off game sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's always quite a thing to balance, and I quite like mechanics where they're quite sort of simple that replicate other effects. You know, I think that's quite a cool way of doing it. The fealty and the spoils and the ruin. I quite like the way that interacts. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from, Chris. It, there's a potential here for that guy to rock up and you know get yeah. 25 victory points a game the and become two very... knights of typhon three spartans <laughs> yeah. oh one. damn you found out what i was gonna do <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> i know i know you roll yeah anyway <laughs> well i think that covers it all in all it's an encouraging start i think it would be interesting to play i might try it at the local battle bunker when things um, are available to run it in the monthly meeting monthly meeting monthly um evenings but yeah, other than that, all good. Yeah. Cool. Very all right. Cool. Well, I think that concludes our little roundup of book nine from our point of view. So thanks very so much, Dave, for joining us and taking the time. No worries. Lovely to speak to you as always. And uh, I yeah. shall catch up with you guys in the week. Yeah. Indeed. All right, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, we're back again, and this month it's the list challenge again. So, to ca- paraphrase the oracle that is Gary Lineker, the list challenge is 
four blokes is easy. It's four blokes talking nonsense for about an hour, and Chris always wins. So, I am, I, what can I say? I'm the Manchester City slash Liverpool of, uh, of the, the list Germany, stage. the Germany as, 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 as a as a 1990s hand, Manchester United, as a handegist rather than a footballist. What was the original phrase? The original quote is, football is easy. 22 men kick a ball around for, for, for 90 minutes and Germany always wins. That is, roughly speaking, the original quote from Gary Lineker. Right. So you see what I did there? Yeah, now I get it. Sorry, yeah. Of course, that is you know, assuming that people would understand the original quote. But now I've put it in some context, of course. I forget that you, you know, the school you went to that was looked down on. Um <laughs> Uh, that's fine. Oh dear, gave up the proletariat. Association football, I don't think so. <laughs> my, my, my history class had a big banner around the hours. I had like history, historical quotes, and one of them was football is a game for gentlemen played by hooligans, and rugby is a game for hooligans played by gentlemen. There like you go. Okay. Next to quotes from Churchill and Nelson and other kind of people that's who we now think are probably probably shouldn't have all <laughs> too much of their quotes up as a inspirational anyway so this month's challenge is a bit different so we we've actually got an idea from uh, last month's uh, request for some questions and feedback from people so this came from anthony little so uh, i'll read out in its entirety um so this is what he asked us so he has an idea challenge for you guys for next episode both the scenario design and the list challenge the dreaded breakthrough mission you getting off your opponent's board edge or getting off your opponent's board edge or like is really a real toughie to get balanced as a scenario for lots of different armies to play. For this challenge, it's making armies that would do best as the defender in this scenario. It would be interesting as there's lots of different approaches you could take to keeping your opponent away from your table edge, from pinning them on their board side with combat troops to large amounts of fortifications with barbed wire and tank traps. Sounds idyllic. <laughs> oh, and if you really want to spice it up, you can make a mystery balance attack. He could make a list balance attack, a list that could be revealed in the show to see how well the armies would fare, which he has done. Oh, uh, and, and mystery who's, balanced list. Who's the on? I haven't seen this. Who's seen that? Is that Mike? I haven't. No, seen I've, it. I've seen it. I haven't, seen it. I haven't looked at it. I oh, know yeah. it's there, but I haven't looked at it. Was it was it sent on the Facebook or something? It was on the messenger. Mr. Ng, I shall I shall take the details and make it so you can see it uh, momentarily. But yes, of course, uh, it was after Chris had written his list. It was after I've written mine. That's all right. Mine, mine wouldn't change the, the the utter war crime that I've created. Yes, um, me neither. So for those of you just joining us, so the the kind of the sort of missions we're talking about here, and there's a, a couple of variations on them. The closest one that I could find in books, I haven't got book four, uh, was book six, The Noose, which is from the Shadow War campaign. And in that, basically, the idea is that uh, one side is trying to get away from the other. So normally, I've seen a couple of these. We did a variation of this as well at Company of Legends last year, where you may have a number of points on your opponent's table edge, if you're the um, attacker, and you're trying to get um, your army to that point let's say although mm. it can be worded as either attacker or defender incidentally to make things really confusing but ultimately one side needs to get to a point on the board either within x number of inches uh, or to actually just claim the objectives and the other side needs to stop them so usually there's a, a, a slight change in mechanic um, for victory points and how they're totaled up but for this instance it would be one of those where um, you would have uh, between one and three points on the, your opponent's edge that you're trying to get to 
uh, and be within, let's say, I don't know, six inches of that to claim that as an objective. doesn't matter what unit is for every every unit you have that's near it. So something along those lines. It is quite a difficult one to balance, as um, Anthony said. I think where we've done it before, we've had one side with the attempting to get to it and the other side potentially getting um, a uh, victory points for killing. But victory points for killing is always easier than getting objectives, I find. But um, that's maybe just with me. So this kind of mission style would be one. Uh, Chris Ray made one the other week, uh, which we talked about on the show the other month, rather, um, for the for um, one of the other. Raven Guard, yeah. The Raven Guard one, which was a similar thing, i.e. they were being chased off the board by the um, World Eaters. But in this one, in that one, um, they didn't have to go through the World Eaters to get off the board, no. uh, which is a slightly different. There is um, there's one in Book 8 as well, the Break, which is similar, isn't it, as well? Gotcha so yeah so that's the kind of theme that we're looking at here i uh, and the, the armies that we're doing or have been requested to do are those that would stop that dead in its tracks stop you from you know overwhelming the defenders and getting off the board or getting the objectives that are very close to that defender's edge so um that was the, the brief everybody uh, okay with that yep yep lovely so uh are we going to uh, submit lists then who wants to go first so before while that's somebody who put something in the chat chat channel for us to look at can um, i um can i go first you go can on, admit it after i've explained the scoring for those who are new yeah. to the podcast. Oh, yeah it just it just lets me give me a chance to get my list into the chat because um i have to open up the program i did it in and that takes a few minutes okay. oh yes you well, deleted you deleted it in while we were recording earlier didn't you yes i did accidentally delete my list and had to redo it and reprice it because i like i forgot exactly rob don't the secrets that we don't necessarily record this all at, all at the same <laughs> time. Hit. Yeah. Uh, recording but earlier, there was no in, there was no no indication of when earlier was. No, Do you think true. anybody cares? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not even slightly. Bear in mind, this is the only part of the show that anybody listens to anyway. Look, I it's an excuse we're for a tangent. We're going down it, right? <laughs> exactly. So um, I haven't used my noise thing at all. Joining us for the first time. Uh, we have a number of criteria that we score these lists on, um, which is completely subjective and um, somewhat <laughs> odd. So we have a the first category that we tend to ignore completely is uh, fun to play with and against. So this is this army, if you had it in front of you to play, would it be fun to play, i.e. for you to play it? And secondly, would it be fun for a, an opponent with an average meta list to play against? Yes or no? So that would usually be if you've got a story or a theme behind it, uh, or if you've, you know, particularly when we're doing Legion specific ones, um, trying to to hook in as many of the attributes of that Legion to demonstrate it. So that's kind of what that one's scored on. The second one is um, fairly straightforward. That is how effective this particular list would be uh, in a, a sort of average type of event, so Company of Legends or Blood and Glory or something like that. Um, because that's the sort of benchmark that we tend to work towards um, and how would it fare against all the different varieties of lists that you may face and this one's slightly different because we're looking at a very specific scenario and lastly it's how much it would cost to buy it today so if you won the lottery in some instances and wanted to go and uh, vet this army list uh, how how much would it cost you in your english pounds um so that's how it's kind of uh, all scored on and all it needs so the four of us will all submit our lists and we will be judged by our peers should there be a draw which there very rarely is we'll ask for a public vote um do you want to go through the standings in the current score system 
Not really, because it uh, puts you in a particularly uh, pleasing light from I'm your on, point of view, and you enjoy I, it so much that I fear that I want to just take that. Are we going in? Are we, are we mirroring current events? You're I'm only on winning because we count. Rob's on eight. Graham's on six. Mr. B is on four. And I have, of course, I answer to a higher power these days than just these mere four mortals. I, the court of human, human, human uh, I think, public I think opinion. What we'll have to do is we'll have to decide this in the um in in the courts. The Supreme and Court. That, that's how we'll do it. We should stop counting now. <laughs> keep counting. If I, keep if counting. If I lose, it's only because you've kept counting afterwards. That's exactly right. That's exactly it. So, as we, art, we, once uh, again, yeah, mim- we're running into politics again. Mimics life. Uh, let's start with so, Mr. B. Where have you uh, regale us with your list of glory? Are you happy with the brief? You know what you're doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I, I whether I got it all right or not i don't know but i went with um death guard okay because i i think they'll be good at this um i have uh, my first unit is uh praetor hq um he's got uh chem munitions uh combi flamer digital lasers iron halo mastercrafted power scythe um and rag grenades and he's in tartarus terminator armor so yeah, oh, I, why I, death guard just before you go any further because I think they're good at, um, I think, well, I, I play them, so I like to pick them where I can. <laughs> I like to pick stuff that I know um, okay. rather than trying to. There was to, no, to, no particular reason in this. No particular reason. Or anything I have them. And they're okay. using the reaping as their right of war. So that, uh, that gives them the move through cover, the, um, the rag grenades and um, the uh, chemin. Well, they get communitions anyway, so. Okay. But they get the rag grenades, which is always handy. Um, then I've got. In my troops, I've got a, uh, the mandatory heavy support squad in a rhino, 10 men, heavy flamers. Yep. Because uh, the reaping makes some troops. Then yep. two more or less identical tactical squads, uh, 10 men, rhino, um, power scythe on one, uh, sergeant, power fist on the other. Um, combi uh, uh, and the sergeants have combi flamers uh, with chem munitions and, the, uh, and rag grenades. And the other guys have a vexilia and additional... Uh, a combat weapon because I never leave home without that. Uh, then into the heavy support, I went with an aquatal bombard with really? the spicular rockets. I think that's a debut in the list challenge, isn't it? I it think it's possibly is a debut in the is, list. Has he not used it before? Nope. So what are these? Are these the mediocre ones or the? They're the ones you hate, yeah. but they're anti-personnel. And I think that you know you're coming towards me. I'm going to put something that's going to take care of a, a, a short range because you're coming towards me. You're not running away. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so what do they, what do those work. what do they actually do? The specular rocket system. Uh oh god, what they do again? I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to, have to, to pull up the rules here. Strength X A P Y. Uh, just in case that people aren't familiar with the rules like me. Because you're right, it, doesn't it? it? It's something like it hits every unit that's under the template. Yeah, it does, does like something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is quite, it is quite interesting. Okay, so it is um, right. So the specular rockets. It's got two two systems. It's got a strength. They're both strength seven, uh, AP three. Mm-hmm. One is ordnance five per hit. Um, large blast five inches rocket salvo sunder and wrecker. And the other one is Ordnance D6 plus 4 per unit hit. Large Blast 7 
Rocket Salvo, Sunder, and Wrecker. And Rocket Salvo is, if I just put up the rule here, yeah. Rocket Salvo is, when firing the Spicular Rocket System, choose a target point within range. Note the target point does not have to be on a model's base and place a blast template on one of the following sizes, 5 or 7. Yeah. Once placed, the scatter, blast, scatter the blast template as normal. Each unit under the template's final position suffers a number of hits based on the template size as shown on the template on the Got table it. below. If the seven inch is used and a six in, uh, and a six is rolled on the D six, then the weapon has exhausted its ammunition and may no longer be fired. Which is Got fine because we know that you can't roll sixes unless it's a leadership. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so technically, it could be ten strength seven AP three hits on yes. per unit. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Okay. So, but twenty four inch range, if I'm not mistaken. Twenty four inch range. But you're yeah. coming to me. Agreed. Okay. So. Oh, hang on. I've just got to the bottom of his list. <laughs> yes, so have I. Uh, <laughs> next, Mr. B. Yeah, I'm sorry about that one. Uh, okay, a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Okay. Because these are pretty good. Um, chem munitions for the, heavy fl- for the nipple heavy flamers, phosphorex discharger, uh, a um, siege drill, and cyclonic melter lance. Okay, yeah. Not bad. Well, that's pretty much designed for taking out your vehicles you, you can't go wrong with the Leviathan yeah. really in any way can you yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm still 50 50 on whether you would uh so i'm not a big fan of the cyclonic metal science just because of armored ceramite but yeah you're right if it hasn't got armored ceramite it's going to make a, a mess of things but good against terminators as well yes very good um which is why i went for that mm-hmm. um because i think it's got multi you know multiple uses really yeah then a sakaran omega tank destroyer right nice we know how it. effective they can be in recent I, plays. I think it's all right, but you know what? I've never actually played against one. Just out of interest, Mr. B, mm-hmm. um, did you consider a Plasma Derrideo? Yes, in, I did. In place of the Leviathan? Yes, I did. But okay, just I think that given the choice, I wouldn't. I think the Plasma Derrideo, it's quite a lot of points. I mean, I think if you've got the Omega like he has here, you kind of... I think the Leviathan's good because it also is a little bit of a close combat threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's quite a good yeah, bouncer for a defensive Yeah, that's list. why I ended up going with the uh, Leviathan instead yeah. of Derrida. So, something to worry about. Like, if somebody was coming at you, like, say, with Custodes, I know it would kill it, but there's still the risk that you could double them out with that strength 10 hit, albeit the fact it would probably be dead before it gets there. Yep. But, yeah, I think yeah, so it's, I like, a, it's a good I like unit. I, I, it's just because the Derrida yeah. has got a 36-inch range on that plasma gun. So it's yeah. so a bit yeah. more, um, you yeah. Know. I mean, I think well, that was all, all the Derrideos, yeah, I think out of all the the possibly the one with the autocannons would be the one that I would use. But even now, it's a little less effective than it used to be because other units think have come along with multiple shots yeah, that can absolutely. do the same job. Yeah, so anyway, okay. Omega. Yeah, so put last Good cannons shots. onto the Sakara and Omega. And again, it's another anti-vehicle unit. So sure I imagine a list that's going to be playing this i haven't seen anthony's list i'll have a look at it in a minute it's going to have stuff so that's that's my last heavy support um i'm also taking a bodyguard for the, my um sorry the the de- battle scribe is split bodyguards out yeah. this one thing that comes at the end a death shroud terminator squad four of them with melter bombs and they're in a land raider phobos with armored ceramite okay so uh, nice so that's uh, two land raiders in the list so far yeah yeah. Uh, is it yeah. two land raiders? Yes, yeah. it is two got, land raiders. Yeah. Got the one yeah. For the what else is in the list? <laughs> yeah, the heavy support squad have got a land raider. Yeah, yeah they've also got land raider uh, Proteus. So mm-hmm. I should have mentioned that. Uh, what else is in the list? Well, 
This is a first, seems to be about seven hundred and fifty points short. This, this, <laughs> is another, this is another debut for Mount. A um Legio Titanicus Warhound Scout Titan with Titan Plasma Blast Gun and Vulcan Megabolter. Well you've got the correct or the correct armament. No, you haven't. Um <laughs> <laughs> for, for pure aesthetics, there is not a better Titan loadout on the Warhound than a plasma and Vulcan Megabolter. I agreed. And there are some so come on, talk us through the this this choice it's an interesting choice there's a lot of points why because i think it's going to absolutely hold its own you can basically pop that at the edge of the board where it needs to go you've got to come at it it's got a lot of shots so i've got a few things to take out vehicles and even if it needs to take out vehicles that plasma blast gun is still is 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 kind of good at that but it's balanced as to um deal with um deal with both uh um, what am i looking at uh mm-hmm. infantry yes. and you know terminators and stuff so i suppose also it has the advantage of being a bit of a bullet magnet yes <coughs> it is as well and it hopefully will let other stuff do what it needs to do could i play devil's advocate go on i'm going to so please and save you a, <laughs> save you 100 points yeah and mince armor and infantry with just as with potentially even easier Gone. Glaive. Possibly. Yeah, but you know, uh, everybody uses the, a glaive. But then, yeah, the, the glaive's for the, the worst kind of people. Um, uh, the thing also is, if the opponent's running at you, mm. and you're kind of static line, a glaive, because it's a very thin um, yeah, the beam, line of, fu- beam of Yeah, beam that was weapon. kind of my... Originally, yeah, you, I was... Uh, but, you, and then a glaive doesn't fit the Death Guard, so... Yeah, I mean, a glaive is good. I think you'd have to move it out Sorry, to, get, just to try and shoot across the, the board. Rather yeah, than yeah you'd want to enfilade with it, with it yeah. rather. But, so. um, the Death plus, Guard don't like, you know, uh, um, delicate stuff, so I wouldn't put a glaive with the Death Guard, to be so honest. So I no, suppose the only thing that... the only So in a normal... Let's say you had a robbing, first of all, kind of a list coming at you. Fire, you know, fire, fire Spartans. You know, um, a, a, a huge array of Spartans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, particularly unpleasant <laughs> yeah. troops and probably a glaive um <laughs> do you how do you think you'd fare that's the first one i'm being slightly harsh but i'll ask this to everybody including myself um honestly um go on average right the so spartans are, there's not a lot to necessarily deal with the spartans is my only concern i think no i mean i have to go at them i mean the omega is going to do there's something nothing strength nine is there there's no the omega in if if you're playing uh, me the, oh that's kind of squad i mean the, the, uh, i can overload the plasma um blast gun on the warlord and get that to strength 10 you've got the las cannons on the land raiders i suppose but... yeah the problem with the blast gun on the warlord is that it's blast template so if it's flare shield uh, it takes two apocalypse off. blast yeah it's still it's a big blast still but it's blast. still a blast and so you, if you hit it on a flare shield on the front you take two off the strength it's yeah, so blast weapons are a, a pain unless it's a destroyer weapon in which case had you gone conquers out as we say on the program and gone double d's that would have probably been if we were you know thinking about the second aspect um a a shoe in but it's not it's not fun to play against them uh, exactly. it wouldn't i don't think it would be fun mm. to play with either good well, fair enough actually you know you have argued your case succinctly 
Uh, and correct. And what about look- deep striking list? That would be the other one that I would be somewhat worried about. That one, no. Deep striking list like Chris's now. Nah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to face. I'm not going to handle that very well. No. No. I mean, the Vulcan Megabolt actually isn't bad in that regard. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm throwing so many points into the 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 Titan that you know it's not that flexible. I'm hoping that you are starting in the center and coming at me. So Chris, where not, would you? Yeah, I get you. So, so both of you guys, because you play attacking lists, I don't very often. If you were facing that, would you be worried or not? And I'll ask the same question. You have to ask the same questions for yourselves as well. Um, so, Chris, with your sort of Dawn of the Angels thing, you know, with your auto cannons, Christ knows what helps. I think I, other than the Warlord, yeah, nothing. Warhound. Sorry, Warhound. Yeah, I do apologize. Nothing altogether. Against the Jump Pack army, I'm going to be in there quite quickly. I'm going to. And I can take out things yeah, you fairly can. rapidly. But that's going to be the problem with all of our defensive lists. Totally. Is, is that, as you know, when I was playing my custodians against you, Graham, if, if I can get in and amongst you quickly, then yeah. the, the ball is rolling. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, basically, you, you, need to, you need to be able to thwart an alpha strike on me yeah, if you absolutely. want to play defensive, I think is the key. Uh, there's no augury scanners in this, which is... I noticed that. Um, I mean, the... the if there was another heavy support squad with those god awful flamers, um, then that would be a bit of a different matter because they are nasty. But there's only one squad of them, and you can kind of maneuver around stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing I was also thinking, well, maybe I should split them into two and just put them behind a defense line th- or something. I think that would probably be the better way to go with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Because you've got but- more coverage then. Yeah, but I went the way I went, and yeah. I'm happy with that. But it, you know, <laughs> retrospectively, I might maybe I should have split them into instead of putting them in a land raider, uh, yeah. put them in a put yeah, them behind anyway, a defence line. We've sort of jumped ahead of the scoring part, so I do apologise there, Michael. But um, yeah, it's a nice list. You could actually field this, couldn't you? Nearly. Mm, once I've built, no, I need the I need the specular and I need the um, omega and to build the warlord. Okay, but apart from that, Warhound. Warhound. Yeah, I always keep doing that as well. Okay, that's the first one out of the bag. Uh, One day. uh, Who's next? Who wants to go next? I'm happy to throw my hat in the room. Can do. I can go. I don't mind. I'll go next, and then you can have a good laugh, Chris. I'll cheer you up for the next one. (laughs) Let's have a look. Delights. You'll love this. Actually. Oh, you might. No, you won't. I don't understand. Just copying it into a text file, so it give me two seconds. Yeah, of course. Battle scribe's taking time. Okay. Uh, copy to clipboard. Text. Okay. You know you can just do it directly into the WhatsApp by Battle Can you? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. You yeah. probably. You know, can. I used to. I used to get. I used to get these in advance, and then we started getting secretive about them. We totally are. You know, it's that. It's that competitive now that uh, we have to be. Yeah, yeah, you can if you do uh, share share us the Facebook text. And yeah, yeah, I got it. We're good. Okay, so this is mine. Classics. Um, this is the greatest hits. This one. This really is. It's going to be Iron Warriors, isn't it? Yeah, sure, it is. I'm sure I've killed this list before. You you killed a variation of it uh, for sure, but it's it's learnt. It's like a <laughs> it's like a hydra. It learns every time you kill it, it comes back stronger. So this is the classic. Uh, Graham list if there was a list that was probably the epitome of some of the things that I do it would be this one so I've gone back to the me old haunts 
uh, because it's a defensive list and people you know, re- regularly ridicule me, I thought I'd play to the crowd. So uh, in this particular one, there's a couple of really good units and a couple of things that interact quite well. But it's very much about trying to stop people with volume of fire. So um, and re-rolls is the, is the other thing. A lot of re-rolls here because of you want to make sure if you're going to hit, you want to give you the best chance of hitting and doing damage. So the first guy out of the bag uh, is this fantastic character, Keir Valen. Um, so loyalist, unfortunately, um, but a really awesome character for his points. So he's got a couple of really cool um, skills. And apart from that, he's got Artist for Armour and an uh, Iron Halo and a Paragon Blade just for funds. Um, he's he's no slouch, you know. He's got he's got a few um, he's got four wounds, for example, for a Praetor level character. It's pretty damn cool. Good weapon skill. I mean, he's a great great character. Yeah. Um, he's he's got these other sort of special rules which are really great. So um, one of the things that he can do uh, is kind of warlord trait, if you like, is at the start of the game, uh, when you may nominate a single fortification, including the army obviously there's going to be a fortification here and decided to increase its armor by one to a maximum of 15 so you could have armor 15 fortification or allow all failed cover save results of one uh in the fortification to be re-rolled so for example the ages defense line uh will get re-rolls of one for failed cover saves again we're talking about re-rolls so um he's uh like i said he also has got this other thing where he can give um a single unit um, that begins the game deployed in the table. So while it remains in its own deployment zone, and these aren't going anywhere, this unit may re-roll all hits of one in the shooting attacks. This cannot be used to have weapons with the gets hot rule. But pretty cool, right? So that's two really cool things he does. First of all, anything behind defense line re-rolls ones. And secondly, I can pick a unit um, to re-roll hits of one. Um, so it's like having our very own, um, what's it called? Ammo dump. Yeah. So, yeah, really, really good um, character. He's got a servo arm. There's always been an argument about whether you can fix vehicles. Is that what we're going to have... start calling Keir Allen? Just ammo dump? Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a still a little bit of um, controversy as to whether he is. He does have a um, servo arm, but as far as I can tell from the ruling in the book, he doesn't have Battlesmith. But people have argued the toss either way on this one. It's definitely one for an FAQ at some point, unless I'm missing something. I mean, because the servo arm could still count, does still count as a power fist, doesn't it? So. Exactly. So it's a one attack power fist. So it could yeah. be. It's perfectly reasonable for him not to have Battlesmith. I was playing that he hasn't got Battlesmith, to be honest with you, just because I always take the the worst rule rather than the best rule in those instances. Because I think that's, yeah. at least then, if you are proved different in the future, it doesn't matter. You see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, whereas if you played the best rule, and it proved that that was wrong, then all the games you played previously, they, they would leave a little bit of a sting. So, yeah, so classic Iron, Iron Warriors character for 195 points, I think he's always been a bargain, to be honest with you. But he's a, one of these characters that's pretty good, but also brings a lot to the army. So some good buffs in there. So and then I've gone for other two classics, really, for me, which is a Master Signal and a Siege Breaker. And I haven't put these guys with anything at all. They are just there for their rules. So the Master Signals are a great character. Not only that's fantastic orbital bombardment, um, which is exactly what you want here. You're trying to stop people getting to your lines, um, which is, a, I mean, this is, the good thing about this bombardment also is better than that. It's a D3 orbital bombardment as well, rather than the one shot you get from the command rhino. Um, large blast barrage, strength eight, AP3. So, and it's unlimited range as well. So, you know, you can hit, for example, alter, uh, other alter, artillery, for example, way before it can hit you which is what i've used it for in the past um but the the kind of the thing that he's got the most 
which is the most useful, I think, is this Cognos Signum. So the Cognos Signum has like got a double double entry, if you like. And it gives the night night vision to him and the, the unit he's with. And in lieu of firing a weapon, you can add some, increase a squad's um, ballistic skill by plus one. Um, with if they're within six inches of him, but it also counts as an augury scanner. So it's like another augury scanner in the in the list. Really useful. Mm-hmm. But again, I haven't given them anything else um, out of the ordinary there. Uh, they're basically going to go in a squad, so I don't want to spend points on them that they're never going to use. For example, not to put any, there's nothing close combatly about them. They haven't even got uh, artisanal armor. They're just there to exist, if you like. Um, the other uh, character I've got in there is a console with the siege breaker rule. Uh, again, a really good character for this type of army uh, because he uh, gives you the old tank hunter if you join. So super useful. I've also got a Nuncio box um, just for fun. But yeah, any shooting attacks, heavy weapons, all have Tank Hunter. So that's super useful. I have given this guy um, Artist for Armour just in case, because I want him to hang around. Um, the Master of Signals is probably going to be valuable in the first couple of turns of the game when he fires his bombardment and is there for any deep striking alpha strikers. But other than that, he's fairly useless. So that's my three HQs. Nice. I've then gone, gone for an, a single Apocalypse 3. Um, with an augury scanner again one of the few units you can give augury scanners to other than sort of sergeants um actually one of the few units you can actually give them to 50 points including the augury scanner always good again nothing else on him he's just there to give the five plus field of pain and then i've gone for a sort of raft of um artillery here so i've gone for two sets of rapier weapons batteries with the quad mm-hmm. heavy bolts right. so nice. 120 points for a squad of three so there's six of these in total and I think these are a great and undervalued unit because there's a lot of shots there and they're twin linked. Um, so even with like a five man Terminator squad, there's a chance just in volume of fire that you might be able to get one or two wounds off of them um, at 36 inch range as well. So I've twin linked. They're a really great unit. And then I've got also gone for the classic uh, quad launcher support battery. Just with the shatter shells, though, not with phosphex, and I don't think the phosphex is as good. Um, but the shatter shells are really good. Thirty-six inch range, so quite short range. But again, tank hunter. I suppose the thing with phosphex that I considered is that it becomes difficult terrain, which when you're trying to stop people moving off the board, yeah, isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, I agree entirely. I, mean, I suppose That's true. The way I've looked at this army is that. This is going to have to be fighting tooth and nail turn one. Like you taught me really, Chris, to be honest, <laughs> was that you can't really rely on a defensive army having two turns of shooting, yeah. which is an easy trap to fall into thinking, well, that's okay because even if I'm 24 inches away, there's still got, there's going to be a, at least a turn of them driving the Spartan over. But yeah. if you're deep striking with these new alpha, you know, with this sort of alpha strike approach, you don't get that time. It's gone. So you need to be quick in reacting. So yeah, that's kind of what I've gone for. I mean, the Phosphex used to be way overpowered. Now it's okay, but I, I don't tend to use it because it has still got a little connotation to it. So, yeah, so that's my four elite choices. Uh, in the troop section, so this is like the troop tax in literally every sense of the word. I've just gone for three identical tactical squads. because so I have to have three for this um, right of war, which is the Hammer of Olympia, which gives me a um, extra heavy support choice. So... But that means I've got to spend an extra 125 points on a, on a tactical squad. And I've just gone for three of these guys. I've not put them in runners or anything. They are there just to speed bump stuff. I mean, Fury of the Legion could be useful. 
um, if they're alive towards the end of the game, just to try and get rid of things here and there. But ultimately, you know, they're there to get in the way. There's no close combat. I've given the sergeants nothing. They're there in classic Iron Warrior style, you know, to add to the equation of war. Um, oddly enough, nothing in fast attack. <laughs> what a Surpr- surprise! Hell, surprise, says everybody. Mm-hmm. And and then we get onto the kind of meat, the, the real the real hammer of the anvil here. So I have gone for uh, two Iron Havoc support squads. Okay. Uh, what a superb unit the best shooting unit in the game they come with tank hunter the sergeant gets augury scanner for five points and the sergeants will got uh, a um a uh, artist for armor as well uh really great unit i've got a squad of 10 and a squad of five all with las cannons okay yeah so they're the they're the squad i need to split them slightly so that i can potentially shoot across the board in case there's any spartans i don't want to hit them in the front i want to hit them in the side um, so that would be the plan, plus the augury scanners in case um, anybody drops in a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought. Um, close range, the augury scanners will pick them up and they'll be shooting 10 last cannons at you with Tank Hunter. There's a good chance it's going to eradicate you. Um, then, of course, the classic multi-tool, the sort of Swiss Army knife of heavy supports, the Arcus. Um, great. So I need some anti-aircraft because you never know somebody might throw some planes at you. This covers the anti-aircraft with the addition of those um, shells. Um, it's not moving or going anywhere, so you'll be doing that cluster fire where possible. So eight shots, mm-hmm. strength eight, AP2, um, 36 in range again. And I've given it two LAS cannons just as a backup uh, for any vehicles and stuff that may come its way. Really, that's going to be looking for uh, anything, um, particularly javelins, um, because it's got the interceptor rule on the Skyfire, um, missiles that means that if a javelin comes on the side you can shoot it at full ballistic skill because it's a skimmer so it's a good way of getting rid of that particular um challenge as well you know things coming on from the side uh which is always a problem you know particularly with uh this particular defensiveness and then finally a tyrant siege terminator so a 10-man classic tyrant siege terminator squad um uh five power fists five chain fists just in case um but that's then the inevitable and almost trademarked defense line with ammo dump fair enough so surprised to not see it in this situation yeah absolutely this is exactly what it was designed for so the the plan would be that kia valen master signals and siege break would all go with the tyrant siege terminators um the apoca three would go with um the 10 man uh iron havoc squad just in case i mean he's got an august scanner but so is the sergeant but it's um just to give him the five plus feel no pain and the idea being is I'd probably try and deploy this to try and entice people to come into the middle of that in the board and try and potentially split some of the units across the, either sides to get a crossfire going. Um, absolutely on the back line, I wouldn't be going anywhere forward. And the idea is that if anything comes anywhere near it, you're going to it's just going to rinse it. Um, the only potential problems would be if somebody rock up with a, with a Titan, for example, with double D cannons because I'd have to move to get into range of that. Yep. But everything else, I'm probably going to... I mean, the, the Iron Havocs are incredibly effective as an anti-tank um, unit, and just Mind by volume of fire. Um, it's just absolutely horrific. And I've got two squads. The five, the extra five-man, just in case. I did think about a, mm. um autocannon squad for the same price, but oh, yep. I've already got a huge volume of fire um, at, for infantry level. 
so that's it the idea like i said um don't go anywhere anything that comes at you either infiltrate or not infiltrate either outflanks deep strikes walks across jumps across flies across buries across boom it's history Mm. very cool so that's me that's you very nice yeah, so, classic, classic list. Classic Graham that list. Is a, that is a that has got Graham Mills written all the way through it like a stick of rock. There. Yeah, I thought I'd play to the crowd. To be honest with you, I mean, people know what to expect, and I'm not going to do anything crazy like put a deep striking unit in here. This is all about defence, and it, it would be okay, I think. So against, so to ask the same question I asked you guys, because only fair, um, against Chris's army might be okay. Depends how much stuff he could bring down the first turn. I think it gets his Dark Angels. That is, there's stuff well, to deal with. It would give him something to think about. But I think clever positioning might be able to get around it um, on his part. You know, where depending where he drops those troops, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the Spartans would be problematic. I'll not lie, but it, I would be trying to. I'd probably give you the first turn. You've um, got your, the, the Iron Havocs though, yeah. and they're yeah. 14. You've got 15 Iron Havocs there. Yeah. yeah, I think the key is that I wouldn't want you to. I want to try and stop that really. That would be like the first thing I want to try and stop. Cause it's going to have like your big wolf squad with Russ in, for example. And I just can't, you know, once you're past, if you're in charge distance of me, I've lost. That's the, that's the weakness with this army. Would, um, would uh, you be better off splitting those Iron Havocs seven and seven? I thought about that. I think that um, just having one primary squad, really, I would, that you sometimes you need that volume of fire just to even if i was shooting a straight on to try and even glance a spartan to death you need a quite a lot of fire and it may be that yeah, yeah. The, there may be more than one of them for example um yeah and it may be like well, that's example, why i mean obviously if you're if more than one spartan that's why i asked the question yeah. because then you've got with having two of seven at least you've got yeah it's not, it's not a, it's not bad it's not a bad bad shout actually to be honest with you um but yeah it would be that's, that's probably not a bad idea. I mean, the only thing I was thinking of is that if, like say, turn one, somebody drops down a Leviathan Siege Dreadnought, the five-man squad would go first. Yeah. And then that would then leave the other squad to still be able to shoot in the shooting phase. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Um, it's 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 a, it's a, it's a, it's a good point. Um, there's, not, there's not a lot of fat on it, though, is there? There's sort of fat on that. That is the oh, most horrific list that I've written for this, I think. So yeah, no super heavy. It's all infantry. Yeah. Um, and it's all there to uh, cause bother. Actually, it's if there's one person I would name check for this list, it's Gareth Wayne, because it's very much like his lists, mm-hmm. except it's got Arcus in it. Yeah. So there we go. That's my what they used to call them leaf blower lists, I believe, in the good old days. I'm used to, yeah. Uh, that's me. So uh, who wants to go next? Yeah, I can go next if you want. Yes, I yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yes, please. I'm really looking forward to this one. Right. Let me just paste it into the chat. Now, with the um, proviso, this is me. There are multiples of identical units because that's just the way my broken brain works. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've not gone for a legion list. I did wonder. Wow. Check I've gone for out. militia. Right. Okay, oh, this is starting to make sense. God. And I've gone for horrific. the I've gone for the war crime militia list. Oh. So we're starting with a force commander. Who's monster. As, he, as, as he comes, <laughs> as he comes, he's just he's just in his pants basically, and he, there's two provenances he's got: is cult horde and tainted flesh. So it's traitors oh, cool. with zealot 
and rending. So we've got basically unbreakable fearless troops ah. with, rend- with rending attacks. Who can only take snapshots. No, no, yeah. sna- snapshots. They've yeah. changed that, haven't they? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They can only take snapshots now. Right, I'm not bothered about. I'm not bothered about that. It's the change. Sorry. They changed. Do you remember I did this in a couple of shows back, and somebody wrote in? Oh yeah, it's not Zealot anymore, but they are still pretty good. I think they're stubborn. I'll while you carry on, please. I'll just do. Um, it's in the right. FAQs. It shouldn't yeah. make any difference to your list, but just um, I'll have a quick look at the FAQ while you're but there. Subordinate to him, there are six identical troops choices. Of fifty inducted levy. Oh, How do you stop people getting to a board edge? Throw three hundred <laughs> troops at them. You basically are the board edge. Yes. I don't know if you'd get enough models on the board, would you? Well, a six foot board is seventy two inches wide, which means basically I can be three deep. Board edge <laughs> to board edge. <laughs> so the so force did commanders. You, did you read the World War One book of? Uh, uh, d- defense lines recently is that what? No, w- when it when it comes to the pricing up, you'll, th- that will become even more apparent. Yeah. Um, so the force commander's only stood there in his keck, so he needs some mates with him. Uh, and also, I had 150 points to spare. Um, so there is an Ogryn brute squad with additional close combat weapons to stand next to the force commander and try and punch anybody who wants to hit him. Uh, they are they're, they're literally just there because I couldn't find anything else to fill in the 150 points. Um, in fast attack, we have two identical units, okay. six sentinels with las cannons. Ooh. So you've got 12 las cannons, which can help pop some tanks. And then we move into heavy support, where we have three identical units again in heavy support. I'm sorry, this is a real, um, it's a real rain man list, is this one. Um, there's three units of three medusas with breacher shells so that's nine large template strength 10 ap1 they're ap they fire them what do you mean i can't fire them you can only make snapshots that's the levy that only have snapshots i thought it would apply to all infantry weapons sure it's infantry weapons let's have a let me just double check Da, 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 da. Affected models and units with this provenance. All oh, right. So they, okay, so they don't have the provenance. No, they don't have the provenance because uh, it's grenadier squads may not be taken in an army which uses this provenance. So it's your, it's your troop choices basically. Okay. Uh, so I've got three. I've got nine medusas with breacher shells, uh, which it's strength ten. If they hit a tank, there's a decent chance they'll go through strength ten ordnance. Um, and if they hit infantry, because I was thinking, do I go for the Phosphex shells or do I go for these? And I called back the infamous Night Lords, I think it was, episode, where Graham had these. Yep. It was the talk of, well, Phosphex is great because it wounds on a 2+, plus, but so does Strength 10. Mm-hmm. And, and two, a 2+, plus wound on a Custode takes a wound off him if he fails it. Strength 10 wound on a custode, wound no one 2 plus. If he fails it, he's dead. Very true. So, strength, right I went for strength 10 over that. Uh, and then finally, uh, for a Lord of War, I went for a suborbital strike wing. It's the second time I've taken this one. And that's yeah. three Primaris lightning strike fighters with six Kraken penetrators each, ground tracking auguries, and battle servitor control. So, you've got three lightnings coming on with 18 Kraken Penetrators, 
hitting on twos. You're a bad, bad man, Rob. So in theory, between that... 300 levy guys, I can't get past. I'm sorry. Between that and the nine Medusa shells, that should take out any armour. Oh, and the 12 last cannons. And then anything that's on foot that's left has got to get through 300 bodies to get off the board. Do you want the bad news or the really bad news? (laughs) What, that it's a completely illegal list? Yeah. Well, no, it's not illegal. It's just not as effective as you may think. All right. What have I got? What have I overlooked? You've done two things, both of which I did. Okay. Both I made exactly the same errors. So the first one is that yeah, in the FAQ, it's changing under the heading traitor only cult horde. Replace the first sentence with the following: All eligible units and models with this provenance gain the hatred and stubborn special rule. Right. So they're stubborn. So that means they get no minuses to their. Um, leadership uh, leadership but they can still leg it uh, but they're is, yes they're only leadership seven correct but um to bear in mind that to force a change you'd have to do them 25 percent in the shooting phase yeah which, so that's, that's which is st- still going to take yeah exactly there's a that's a lot of guys to get through um and yeah so there is that but they wouldn't lose anything there and i think if you can give them if you have discipline masters you don't do uh, I haven't added them, no. Okay. The other one, which I need to check, is that might be really bad news. Is it Not the Medusas? It's the Medusas, which is a problem that I that I did as well, right? Which Michael, I think, was alluding to earlier. So, uh, Cult Horde, eligible units. Um, so, the I think you'll find that the, you know, the provenance rule mm-hmm. applies to the artillery carriages. Let's have a look. So I'm just looking at the book now. Each provenance has a listed cost on its description is counted as part of the points. So if you look at that, I think the snap shooting also applies to the um, reducer carriages. Unless noted, the effects of any rules featured in the provenance's description apply to any and all units in the same detachment as the force commander. I thought it was just the troops' choices. Yes, so special rules, uh, immobile artillery provenance. So that means that the, the rule that says they can only fire snapshots would apply to them which means you couldn't fire the guns because they're all templates. Yeah. So turn, it's a so, lovely, lovely idea. So it turns out that, that your, your Nuremberg has cleared me of my war crime. Because the simple reason being the intent was absolutely there. <laughs> you know, it's like attempted murder rather than murder. Yeah. Does it become manslaughter? I mean, yeah. It would even become manslaughter. And well, it would mean that the sentinels are only, like, snap shooting as well. Exactly. So, so anything that shoots, yeah. Nah. Curses. A, it, don't worry. I would say that, that it's not it's not a rookie error because I made it. And I did exactly the same thing. I, I put them in and thinking that would be a really cool thing to have because i got strength 10. And, those, and you're right, Medusa shells are the, the bomb. They're Pretty really much everybody who wants to do, you know, cults and militia does the same thing at some point so right, hang on then hang on effect, let me let me change my let me change my provenances then uh, i will suffer from leadership yes so i will add cyber augmetics so instead of being stubborn everybody's got a six up invulnerable okay because that's the same points as cult horde yes 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 and because of the models that i will use uh-huh uh, I will use Alchem Jackers. So that's another 35 points. 
yep. which means they do not suffer negative leadership modifiers in the assault phase. And if they fail a morale check to Owen to shooting, they become pinned instead of falling back. Well played. So it's exactly the same point. It means I can use my Medusas. The levy, you can get through them now. They're not basically, you've got to kill all of them. Yes. But they're, but they're not, they've all got a six up invul now. And, and they're, they're effectively stubborn in close combat. And they're effectively stubborn in close uh, combat. Michael, would you like to make any changes to your list as we're changing Would Michael like to swap to the double D option? <laughs> no, I'm sticking with what I, I got. We'll obviously count against you, regrettably. Uh, you, you fully understand that we can't do this on the fly. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's, uh, like I said, it's such an easy, it's an easy uh, thing to trap to fall into because I've yeah. done it myself. I really wish the red books, the digital versions of the red books, would automatically update when they did an FAQ. Yeah, be lovely, wouldn't it? But yeah, so that yeah, will, that, yeah, I should go back to that's what I'm hoping for for 2020. Automatically yeah, updating FAQ red books. Because you lose the hatred, which is actually also another really good thing because 50 guys with hatred, yeah. even though they're rubbish, they're still re-rolling attacks in the first turn, and that's a lot and of attacks rend- to and rending. Yeah, with those um, weapons, don't they? So yes, I, it's a good plan. Unfortunately, the shooting side of it is the bit that you would have to, um, you probably want to do something else in terms of shooting. Yes. Anyway, maybe if you put a Titan in instead, probably the same points, (laughs) you'd probably be laughing. Um, But anyway, it would probably be cheaper. So an interesting, an interesting thing, but a a lesson to everybody out there when looking at Colts and Militia. It's, yeah. a, it's a trap and also a lesson that I've learned to my cost as Chris will attest um, always read the FAQ because I read anyway that was a great one so who's next well played Rob um, let's actually we'll go through assuming you make those changes right mm-hmm. um, the your own list your your um, Wolves uh, rampant list let's call mm-hmm. it how do you think it would fare I think it would struggle because I just can't kill that much. I don't think anything can kill that much, can it? And to be honest, yeah, there's a, there's a glaive in there and the Spartans in there. Bear in mind, I don't normally take flare shields on my Spartans. I like, think... Yeah. I suspect mean, the problem you're going to have with the Spartans is the tracks are going to become so full of corpses no, from all the, the inducted the, the, the are They're not going to move. With, the tracks are going to come off with 12 las cannons and 9 Medusa shells. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. Is well, no, because they're not because they're only strength eight. Because it's no, no. If you've got a flare shield. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, he hasn't, that's what he's saying. You normally just I know, got I normally take, I've only taken a flare shield once, and that was against you lot. Yeah. So the Medusa cells with Breacher are great, right? Because they're range, strength ten, armor bane, and there's not there's hardly anything in the game that is. They are super powerful, um, and they they will you know like I said if if you tactically deployed them i took the second turn so you saw where the spartans were i think you could wreck them like really wreck them and there's 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 three crackened up ford capris coming in as well which can come at any angle to ignore that any flare shield even if i yep. did have it yeah yep. the only thing i'd say about them is, is you haven't got anything to change that reserve role and that's always no. always the thing that bugs me about the suborbital spike strike because it's always a risk. It's like, damn it, I really need these to come on turn two to stop that Spartan and I roll a two. It's like, yeah. But yeah, um, I think that I they think would. They I would think it's struggled though, just with numbers. I think you could be clever and almost deploy in depth. So even if one unit fell, because you can't drive through units and you've got 50 guys. Yeah. So you can almost like line them up. 
if you like. I just have them as like, yeah, I'm just, if you get through one, you've got to get through the other. Because I I think with my wolf list, if I got, if I, if I got out for a start, um, I could take, Melcher approach. I could take, (laughs) I could take one unit of these out, I think in a round. With both my units, like if yeah. I charge out of both Spartans, the number of attacks I've got at AP three, I could, I reckon I can kill fifty levy with thirty five. I suppose that's the only thing you're going to be able to do. The only but then I just really is to engage them, and then, but at least that way, if you pile out and you're clever and you're lucky, in theory, you can just stay locked in combat the entire game. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing is that you can you can t- it's a tarpit, isn't it? A classic tarpit tactic. Yeah, yeah. If, I, if, I, if I can't charge on turn one, I don't think I can kill and ev- I don't think I can kill every guy that could be stood between me and the board edge. Yeah, so it's a, it's a belter because there's so many. I mean, actually deploying six hundred troops, three hundred troops. I mean, even that is, it would take you t- two hours just to put them down. Um, psychological warfare. That's what that is. is. But I think you could. You know, if somebody had an elite sort of army, which yours is quite elite, um, from, mm. you could tarp it them really easily with this list, I think. Yeah. Um, and just say, well, you've got to get through. I, I see where they're certain, deployed. I think there are players out there that would see this on the other side of the board and just go, no, I'm not going to play this. <laughs> and just it. walk I'm away. Done. Yeah. I'm done. So what about you, Chris? How would you think your um, army would do against this? <sighs> no, no, not no. no. Chance. It's just too much. It's just too much. What is in Chris's human. army then? No, no, he means my general. It's general right. uh, Dark Angels or even his custom Blood angels. angels. Blood Angels, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Oh, slip of the tongue. Let's get it right. Um, um, yeah, I, there's too much, too, too many men to get through. Yeah. Um, even for 30, you know, 50 even for the men. Superman. Even for the, yeah, even for the custodies. I mean, that would be a ridiculous fight. I'd love to do it. I'd love to see it on the board. Just mm, it would be interesting, wouldn't it? But well, going back I, to, I know, I know we haven't done the, the cost element, which will become apparent with this. But if my ticket comes in tonight, the winning, <laughs> if my euro, if I win the Euro Millions tonight, I will buy this army tomorrow yep. from Forge World. Okay. And thing is, though, I, are you going to want to paint three hundred? Yeah, that's. that's I, I'll be outsourcing those, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To a um, number of painters. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I might just. I might, benefit. I might ring Stu from Miniature Elms and see if he see how see how much he'd charge me. Just to, yeah. by the way, see how bored he is. Yeah. yeah. Do you need some money for Christmas? Because uh, <laughs> I need you to paint something for the next six weeks, basically. I mean, it's a it's it's it is a great concept. I'll give it that. It's got it, but it's. Whew. Anyway, we'll come back to it. I think so. That just leaves you, Chris. That just leaves me. So I approached this with the same with the viewpoint of. What would an older, embittered version of myself do? And I thought, I'll just consider what Graham would do. And this is what I did. Key of Allen, some rapiers and some... No, no, I, <laughs> I, took, I, uh, I approached it with the the 7th Legion, the Imperial Fists. Okay. Uh, because, you know, that's what I've... That's, I, I, I couldn't bring myself to use the other Legion. I did it once and I, I felt uncomfortable. So, um, I uh, it's fairly simple, really. Uh, Delegatus, just because I've got to have... Well, not even have a right of war. I don't take right of wars, but I need a, a um, compulsory HQ choice. It's not a support officer. Yep. 
You can just take a thing on its own, though, can't you? Just a, just a normal centurion on its own. 50 well, points. yeah, but you know. Yeah. Anyway, if you ever want the option, for, for the sake of fifteen points, it's not really worth it. He hasn't okay. got anything on him. He is purely there to solve mm-hmm. one per one problem. Yep. I then took a Pravian. Nice. Uh, with three Castellacs. Force. Two nice. with Dartfire lances, a uh, Dartfire cannons, and one with a Mauler bolter. Mm-hmm. And they've got enhanced targeting arrays. Of course. Nice. And because they're Imperial fists, they get tank hunter. And they are rolling two. Uh, they get plus one to their weapon skill when firing their bolters. Wow, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. Is that the new? Is that the new Previum rule? Yeah, that's their special ability. Yeah, because they're yeah. inducted. Yeah. Um, chappies. Cool. Uh, so uh, we have. Can I get that yeah. as well? They get two yeah. things then. They get tank hunter and yeah. Nice. Let me just, I'll just I'll double check it. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, not that I don't believe you, but I don't. It might be. I don't think it was an either or. Let me just. Uh, bring it I'll up have here. a look. I've got it in front of me now, actually. Thank right. you. So have I. Yeah, all battle automata and unit gain the tank hunter special rule and gain plus one on their ballistic skill when using any bolt guns. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So tank hunting, doubt file cannons. That'll and do nicely. Bolt guns at, and bolt guns at plus one. Ballistic skill six. Five. But it's your six because they've got enhanced targeting arrays yeah. anyway. So nice. What's well, so six up twos with a reroll? Why does what kind <laughs> of old bollocks that the Iron Warriors get gain the retro special rule? Because that is the <laughs> most useless rule. Yeah, but, you're missing, yeah, but you're, miss, you're missing the trick. The whole point of the Iron Warriors is they get the short end of the stick. Yeah. I mean that is nonsense. <laughs> Literally nonsense. <laughs> Let it go. No, I Let can't. That, that's, that's, that is a... If you're listening to this Forge World, you want to have a serious word with yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody else we've annoyed this episode. But, okay, if you're Imperial Fist, I tell you what, have everything. Go on. Knock yourselves out, lads. What's that? You want an extra wound? Go on. Have it for free. Three He's plus invulnerable. He's oh, not well, You see what I mean? This is why I prefaced <laughs> my comments with a bitter and older version of myself. What? <coughs> Stands up to fact. Right. I then doing. got an apothecary, <laughs> just a standard apothecary with an augury scanner. Yep. yep. Two quad launcher support batteries with shatter shells. And they are both have uh, there's two rapiers in each one, if that makes sense. So okay, four, four guns in total. Yeah, four guns over two squads. Yep. Two 14-man uh, tactical squads. Interesting. Uh, with Nuncio Vox and Vexillas. Okay. Uh, in my heavy support, I have an artillery squadron of two Medusas. Yep. I have a heavy support squadron of ten Laz Cannons. And because we're Imperial Fists, we get Tank Hunter. Tank Hunter, yep. A... Two tank uh, Vindicator squad. Yeah. Uh, Lord of War is a Fellblade. Ooh, nice choice. With Space Marine Legion. And an Aegis defense line with an ammo dump. Wow. Well, I never thought I'd see the day. But um, a little bit of a little bit of a, 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 add insult to injury for the uh, Imperial Fists. Uh, well, that is interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it's basically... Gun line. That's that's throw out scatter, throw out, uh, blast templates. The tax squads are there to fear of the legion. Anything that turns up, 
because uh, we fire our bolters at political yes. uh, at two plus. So fear of the legion for these guys becomes pretty much um, pretty Period. devastating. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why I've um, got those. Yeah, and then the heavy support squad, the apothecary are rocking with them. The heavy support squad have also got hardened armor. So they're mm-hmm. re-rolling saves on blast weapons. Yep. Cover and saves. Cover saves, sorry. And they um, will be hiding behind the Aegis defense line. Very nice. So four plus re-rolling yeah. um, if it gets through. So, which is what the Iron Havocs have as well. Yeah. Um, which I forgot to mention. They're basically it's, mirrored, so. Yeah. So against your against your army, Rob, how do you think that would fare? So you're two Spartan North. Lave spectacular. Let's have a look. Let's have a think. I think I might struggle because I don't think I would be in the Spartans for very long. There's not, not, I suppose, the the last cannon squad, the Darkfire cannons. The problem with Darkfire cannons is, and they are great, don't get me wrong, you still need, I suppose you always need a five or six, even with, um, I think they're strength seven uh, lance, aren't they? And there's Medusas, and there's yep. Demolisher Cannons from the Vindicators. There's quite a lot there, and there's the Fellblade. Yeah, I mean, the Fellblade itself is something to consider. It doesn't, it's a, it's a pretty good tank. It's not a glaive, but it's a good tank. And it's got a lot yeah, of options as well. I wanted it for the versatility, basically. Yeah, it's, so it's I, did, I did consider just taking a Typhon, but I thought actually the Fellblade with the main turret, the Demolisher Cannon, the Laz Cannon Sponsons. It's quite a good Swiss Army knife. Heavy bolter. Yeah, it's not bad, get, actually. If I can get to him, I'll go through him. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I, I can't get to him, if, if, if I have to get out, I'm dead. I think the, the only thing is he's got two dark fire lances, which is only four shots. And I'm just not knocking them, but if you can't get a side shot, then they're no good, because then the strength goes down to six. Mm. Um, so that's not enough. You, I think, um, you know, you can still glance on sixes, right? Which is just like normal. Um, you're re-rolling armor pen because they've got a tank hunter. That is also true. Yeah. Okay. Not bad. Not bad at all. What about against a deep striking army? Oh, no chance. Okay. Fair no, enough. it's just an scanner on the. Uh, yeah, the, that's just it? there, just you know, for anti um, dreadnought sort of drop pod shenanigans, but. Oh, yeah. If deep I was going to put golden boys with melter bombs, are going to tear that apart. Yeah, a deep striking red armored boys are going to tear it apart with melter bombs. Um, Sanguinius have a field day in the back line of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I was, but but I was really approaching it in that sort of this is the line, walk at me kind of. Yeah. You know. Very good. Nothing, nothing clever. Just uh, just a, a similar uh, theme to mine then. In terms yeah, basically. Of to blow things off the board as quickly as possible. Yeah. So let's uh, before we go on to the next part then, um, shall we have a look at what Anthony sent us? Yeah, paste it in the WhatsApp so I can have a look. Oh, I shared it in a document folder for you. Yeah, I, I just I don't see where you shared that. I just got the uh, chat thing. So shared it in docs. Let me just sort that out for you then. Give me one second. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a. Oh, he's so awkward. I'm a bit of a don't know if I can do it because I need to. All right, so right I'll, I'll copy it in. Is it? it into, I put it into a docs do, folder. One of you want to start reading it while the other person's trying to copy it. Okay, I'll. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll get it in docs. Give us a sec. There you go. Oh, complaining. Even the dog's not happy about this list. 
Uh, right, okay, so he has taken a Mechanicum list to take Martyr. Ooh. So you know you're in for a bag of tricks straight off the bat. Uh, so we have a Secutari Axiarch with an Arc, Maul, Augury Scanner, Omnispex, and a Photon Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Photon Gauntlet is a six-inch range plasma pistol, basically. Yeah. What's the secretary? Is that like a... he's he's the hoplite HQ? You won't like him. God, I don't like <laughs> him already. <laughs> uh, we have members on secutors, but I don't know how many. Three ninety is probably a few. Three ninety. Oh, no, oh, I see. No, it's the breakdown here. It's okay. It's just weirdly laid out. So Mermaid on Lord with two flat, two phase plasma fusils, and then four uh, Mermaid on secutors, each with two phase plasma fusils. So five guys in total. Lots of AP, AP3 only, though, the phase plasma fusils, mm. if I'm, memory serves. Are they the long-range ones or the short-range ones? Uh, I don't, don't remember. Man looks up thing on internet. Clicks man looks up thing in book. <laughs> yes. Uh, let's have a quick look. See, I always get these. T- there's a photon thruster, which is the longer-range one, isn't there? And then there's the phased plasma fusil. If I'm not I think mistaken. these are the short-range guys. AP2? I think they're AP3. Diddle, diddle, diddle. Oh, it's never where you want it. Bowels. Anybody got it? No. Just uh, written down. Just what you're trying to find. P P P P P P. Where's P coming? Alphabet. Not there. Uh, what was it? Phase plasma fusion. Phase plasma fusion. Not a pulsar fusel, is it, mate? Uh, Phase plasma fusel, strength 24 inch range, strength 6, AP3, yeah. Salvo okay. 2 oh, so, Yeah, the photon thrust is the AP2 yeah. one. Yeah, so they're because they're relentless and they can fire two weapons, yeah. um, that'd be six shots per per model. Yes. Which is not bad, strength 6, AP3. So good for going through uh, Marines. Uh, yeah. uh, we then have uh, Graham's favourite. favourite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Secretary Hoplite Phalanx, uh, Arc Lance's uh, Kyra uh, Patris Field Generator, Magnum yeah, Shield, the shield, and then nine. Uh, well, there's nine in the unit, basically. Nine? Yeah. Ten, including the Alpha. Uh, I was going to say, the they come in tens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the, which, the is, which one of these? Is this the ranged? Um, these, are the, these are the hair wire guys. Ranged hair wire or close combat? Oh, Both. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the uh, mag inverter shield. Anybody? Five up in one. Because of course, why not? The field generator just for funds. What's Same that? Thing. Feel no pain. Okay. Uh, yeah, they get they get they they, they have a, a field up in the up above five, I believe it is. When there's more than five of them. Do they? Do they? Obviously, we're shopping at the same place as the Imperial Fists. Uh, where and he's also putting those in the Trios armored conveyor, yeah, which we know is a good way to get people across the board. It is there's a second unit that's identical? Because <laughs> the uh, first one was bad enough. Uh, possibly. <laughs> yeah, one, the two, third one, one, isn't there? One. Mm. So I'm trying to work out. Uh, two. Yeah, three of those. Sorry, I do apologise. Then we have lights. That's even more than I've got in mind. To be account. fair, I did when he did ask. I said, look, you might as well go, you know, full on. <laughs> Don't hold back because you'll be going against, you know. Chris and Rob. So, you know, there's no. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right. uh, that back. Uh, right. Secretary Palast Phalanx, uh, hammer shot rounds, 
and the alpha has an augury scanner and a galvanic caster and there's two units that are identical to those and they also um they're the shooty ap3 ones all right they don't have the um haywire rolling no they're the ones from book seven they're the shooty ones they're non-haywire okay i don't mind that yeah (laughs) (laughs) they're on foot by looking things are they uh, yeah, they oh. don't have a triage or anything yeah, for Yep. Uh, we have a five classic robot uh, unit of Ursarax with full power fists. So that's strength ten. Strength power ten fist. power fists. Always power a good terrific. choice. Always, always, always. And, and they've got because the they're paired pack, as well. So pack. and they yeah they jump packs. So they yeah. uh, bounce yeah. around causing. I was so them. impressed with them and at um, throw the skulls oh. when you yeah. had them. Have your own one soon. Yes, I was gonna say, uh, so I bought the company. <laughs> Um, then oh, we shit. have two Volterax uh, on their own. Great. The Some more haywire. More haywire nonsense. Flying it's not monsters. as bad as it was, wasn't it? I can't remember what happened to them. They had their toughness taken down. That to was fire, it, yeah. I think. Graham, the, Ky- the Chiropatris field. Oh, yeah. Uh, so as long as the unit contains at least five models equipped with the Chiropatris field generator, all models in the unit may re-roll failed armor saves of a one. In addition, if the unit contains at least ten models equipped with the Chiropatris field generators, then shooting attacks against them are reduced by minus one strength. Yep, like I said, welcome to the Imperial Fist shop. <laughs> <laughs> I think you probably mean the Dark Angel shop. Where yeah. everything is half price. Okay. It's the same place that the Dark Angels shop these days. Yeah, actually, you're probably right. I think they've got a discount. Code. And, and the, the, mag, the mag invert, five up in vulnerable save for the hoplite. So they've got five up in vulnerable, minus one strength shooting at them, uh, and re-rolling failed armor saves of one. Was this book eight? Okay. Not seven. <laughs> seven. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> Is book seven the one where everything was broken? Yeah. yeah. Oh, book seven's the one with the wolves. First, oh, yeah. first custodies, but... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So the Voltrax we know is really good. Obviously, flying yeah. monstrous creature and get across the board sharpish. Haywire shots. I think it's three per one. I mean, they're just haywire so good, particularly against heavily armored things because it negates it effectively. Yeah. Um, Trios is all have player shields as well, so they take some get through. Oh, and there's also That's we've forgotten more. something. Yeah. Oh. So he uh, just to put the icing on the cake, he uh, clearly read. Uh, Mr. B's mind and has gone Warhound Scout Titan, but he oh. has gone the Debbie Does Dallas approach and yes. busted out the double Ds. Double barreled turbo laser destructors. I think, I think more important than that though is it's it's movement twelve. Yeah. You can't and you can't slow it down. Yeah, you can't you can't um, bind it in combat, can you? Because it's a Titan. So yeah, flare shields is, not flare shields. Um, void shields. Void shields. Two void shields. Um, nine hole points though, so it's not as good as like say the glaive, for example, uh, in that regard. But the double barreled turbo laser destructors—they're always a worry. They generally flatter to deceive a bit because they don't do as well as you think they would. Yeah. But four four of those against a backlining army where they where they're kind of usually bunched up quite close anyway, it'd be like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah. To be honest, I would be. He could blast my Medusas off the board and just step over my lines of infantry. Yeah, he wouldn't stop. He would not stop. Um, so I think that would be really interesting because also that doesn't have to move. It's going to outrange everything on the board pretty much, yep. apart from the Medusas maybe, um, because he can, it's like 60 inch range on those guns. Actually, even the might be longer. Range him. Fellblade and also the um, your what's the names? The robots. 
Oh, the Dark Fire Gear, that's 70. 60 inch. Oh, 60. Not enough, because I mean, you're going to have to get through those blooming void shields first, which are all, all, all yeah. fair enough, they're only straight armor 12, but that could cause problems, I think. So, how do we think we would fare collectively? So, Rob, let's go with you first. Against this this thing, how do you think you would do? So, let's assume uh, that he's got three points on your back line to get to. So, I can stop his infantry getting there, that's not a problem. Yep. Because he's just, he's not got enough combat punch there to be able to, I can, I can soak up the casualties he can chuck out. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of quite anti-tank. Um, it's not be a big thing for you to worry about either. No, because I've, I've, there's 12 there's twelve sentinels, but sentinels have got armour made of paper anyway. Yeah, you can take um, the His titan is going to be, his, his titan is going to ignore my militia my units as well and the titan is going to be the most effective thing he's got at killing my units but it's got to kill nine medusas and 12 sentinels before they and the and you know i don't know i might do all right with it because i've got when they come on there's three lightnings as well that can unload all the kraken penetrators and all the twin link glass cannons at it that is also true um and so what you're saying here is that you could stop the 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 troops doesn't worry me because even in the armoured conveyors, there's still strength and depth to just tar pit them from going anywhere. Yep. The Voltrax aren't going to make a huge amount of difference to your army because there's not a lot of armour in it. Yep. Ursarax, again, would get tar pitted, even though they would be you know, murderising things. Yep. The Titan, assuming you got first, the Titan got first turn and made it a bit of a dent with some shots into your infantry, because that's probably what you want to aim for, um, to try and give a place where you can break through yep. all of those lines. Um, and make you have to move your army. Um, that would be what. But the, the next turn, I, I fear for its survival because of the um, if it's in range, that is, of the Medusa's strength ten, yeah. armor thirteen, or armor bane. It's gonna it's gonna hurt. Yes. Yeah. So right. it, be, I think you might do all right. Actually, I think you're you're probably right. You've kind of balanced weirdly enough. You've created the a monster, but it is a balanced monster. Yes, Myrmidons. Uh, I mean, the place they're not they're not really AP three. I mean, it doesn't matter against militia, does it? I mean, it could be a bolt well, gun would kill yeah. them outright. Yeah, it's it's that AP. It's it's kind of it's basically it's AP three plasma, which met, which is one of the reasons why I didn't really I didn't take them in my Mechanicum list because yeah. I was like, well, I can get AP three on something that's cheaper. Yeah, your toughness five. You've got two wounds. You've got hatred. Everything because you're a Myrmidon. Mm-hmm. But if you want Myrmidons and you want to kill stuff, I I vote for going for the heavy support Myrmidons yeah. and you go for the torrent flesh bane. Yeah, that's a flipping rabbit that's flame. Naughty, that one. Because that, that was the other thing. I, that's the other thing I was going to go for for my defensive list. Yeah. Was Mechanicum with millions of um, what do you call them? Ad Secularis tech thralls, yeah. and then torrent torrent AP three Myrmidons stood behind them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, how would, How would I do against this list? Stopping not this well. thing in its track. Really? Not well. That that tight. I I might do all right, but that Titan's gonna 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 take out my Titan, and that's gonna eventually, and that's gonna take out a massive portion of my force. I can probably hold my own for a little bit of time, but yeah, I see what you mean. That those double Ds. I've got nothing to. I've got nothing to answer it. I've got a Titan, but I can't take. I don't think I can take out a Titan. No. Um, what's crazy that no. could potentially do is 4d shots on you he needs to roll a six once and it's like that's six plus d6 whole points nasty yeah i see what you mean i think he would probably 
give you a bit of a rinsing. I think my best option would be to try and ignore his Titan and just see if I can take out as much of that infantry as possible. Yeah, I mean, you've got to think that the, the objective of this game, from his point of view, would be to get through you and yeah. I. So that Warlord doesn't really... Uh, that Warhound, rather. You know, it's not going to serve yeah, anything. I... Right. Yeah, oh. my my whole my whole thing would be ignore the war hound, ignore it, deal with the deal with the infantry, uh, because at some point that warhound's gonna that warhound's gonna take out my warhound. Nothing I can do about that, but I can stop his infantry from. Yeah, I mean, even like I say, to be fair, even the Voltrax could probably take out your warhound as well because of the haywire. Yeah, they could get onto first turn or absolutely. second turn. Absolutely. He's got too much to can deal with mine. Yeah. Ursarax, they'll be bouncing across quite happily, strength 10. Get rid of the infantry, because the infantry is what counts for scoring. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Agreed. But yeah, I don't know whether you've got enough to get through the Trios armor conveyors and deal with everything else, because that's what you'd have to try and stop, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. That would be the priority if you were going to do that. Get get them out of those conveyors as quickly as possible. So they've got to walk, and that might give you a little bit of a chance. Very good. What about you, Chris? Uh, I think I'm kind of in the same boat as Mr. B, really. Um... I can do. I can probably deal with the troops, but I think um, the, the the big that that warhound with the double Ds because I'm going to be fairly compact in my arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that would probably be the the, the downfall. Um, also, those Voltrax, you yeah. know, I've got a lot of tanks. Yeah. Um, they're going to cause the Fellblade a, a fair number of issues. They totally are. Yeah. Uh, I think it depends. That, that your one might be more about who goes first, Spencer, and who gets to shoot first. That could be a factor. Yeah, I mean, if I can get the, you know, the last templates down early doors yeah. and take out those, but then the, the troops are all in vehicles, and I'm kind of relying mm. on one heavy support squad and the sponsons of a fell blade to really crack those nuts, and then let the, everything else suddenly afterwards. Yeah, I think the worst case scenario in this game would probably be if it was a long deployment, yeah, with the with the warhound bearer sit back and just shoot without without answer. Yeah, it just become a shooting match between that and the Fellblade at that point. Yeah, and yeah. it's gonna it's gonna outgun that because it's got yeah, four exactly. shots and the, the Fellblade's only got one that's in range. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. The Voltrax would be screaming across. They would they would make a like I say they're just a couple of rounds haywiring your lovely super heavy. And yeah. even if the Ursarax got close, they'd make a mess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd probably be in a very similar situation though. I haven't got I've only got one tank and that tank has got anti anti air. So I might be able to get rid of a Voltrax if I'm lucky. Yeah. Um, but I think they're only a, I think it's strength seven AP three. I think the a, the um, Skyfire missiles on the um, whatever it's called Arcus. So it might be okay. You'd have to jink, which would mean you'd be doing snap fires. But there'd be two of them, and I couldn't target both of them. Um, the Warhound, I'd have to hope he was in range of the Las Cannons. Yeah. So I've got I got nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even with our respective ammo dumps, with our tank hunting heavy support squads, you know. Yeah, I mean, we might we we might be lucky just because the the D cannon still gives you a cover save, unless you roll a six. Yeah. So you so we would still be getting cover saves, and you know I'll be able to re-roll ones on those cover saves if I needed them to. So I might might just have a chance. I've Um, taken apothecary, so I've got a. Feel of pain against them um, oh, yeah. weapons, unfortunately. I kind of think that I think Bob's is going to be the one that would be 
most able to deal with this one. Because I those, think that's true, yeah. Aggressive. Those D weapons. You know, anyway, awesome, we kind of but he hasn't got a lot. Yeah. It's going to actually deal with. I think I'm. It's yeah. a horrible list, but it's a good list. It's a good list. I think I might be okay, but he has got a lot of AP three as well, which doesn't help me because I've got a lot of three plus armor. Yeah. In in the list, um, but yeah, I think I might if I can. If the Titan is close enough, I'd be okay. If it's out of range, it's just going to be you know. Yeah. I'm just going to be hoping he doesn't roll any sixes and I get a cover save at least with the um, thing, which I think is probably similar to yours, Chris, to be honest. Yeah, okay, so without further ado, that was really good. That was a really interesting little exercise, I thought. Um, we now have come to the, the next part. The crux of the situation. The, the, the actual crux of the, of the situation. So, Scoring. Well, we kind of had a little bit of a discussion there about how we think our list would, you know, handle so we're probably going to be coming back to that again but i think we've done most of the discussion for that. Mm-hmm. so i think we, we know been roughly got a rough roughly, idea who we think's got rough that idea one what think that so mm-hmm. what about fun to play against and with well not mine yeah you know, that's right out i think <laughs> rob's would actually be fun to play with no, i just don't think it would be fun to play against no it wouldn't be it neither would, of those you're good. not gonna you're, no one's going to enjoy spending four hours <coughs> deploying the models exactly, and then spending 25 minutes every turn moving them all an inch. Yeah. Um, or if somebody's okay. got blast templates, you spend all that time trying to make them two inches apart. I, mean, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's ever. true. I don't um, think you could fit them on the table two inches apart, to be honest. <laughs> you're probably right. Okay. Somebody uh, would try. Um, oh, I'm split on this one because both both you got both the Mills brothers do have decent lists. Oh, I think Graham gets it. I think Graham's. Yeah. I I kind of have to. Oh, I'm kind of verging on Graham. It pains me to do it, and you know uh, it doesn't yeah, pain me to do it because they're, they're actually dreams of uh, what's going on around I, the. Uh, I know 2020 is definitely as, as, as Trump won. Sorry, I just want to check now because that's obviously what's happened. There's been a. No. Fluctuation in the in the straight in. The... No, they're recounting Georgia. Okay, fine. Anyway, um, I no, I'm gonna have to go with Graham. As Chris's list is yeah. nice, but I think Graham's literally just edges it. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. Seconded. Okay. Um, right. So that's Graham getting a point there. Nice. Um, so yourself. If you can pop that into brackets for me, who I was editing that. Oh, sorry. What was that? You can pop the score into brackets rather than changing the scores that's there <laughs> someone always does that and then i get confused as to what the score actually is right yeah okay um right uh okay so yeah well battlefield, battlefield effectiveness i think we more or less while rob was dealing with a, a freezer um disaster um or, or not think, fro- an unfrozen disaster as the case may be unfrozen disaster. i think yeah. I think we, generally speaking, agreed that Rob's is probably going to be the most effective. I, I think Rob's I'd, I'd, even outside of this scenario, I think, you know. Yeah, I think it would just be a very effective list. I mean, I tried my best to make the most effective list that I can, and that's about as effective as I can make a list, I think. Rob absolutely trounced that, to be fair. I think that the thing is with Rob's is against the list that we're going up against, um, that that war, that warhound is. I don't think it's. I mean, I suppose the only time it would be problematic for him is if he was going the other way. 
Oh yeah, she's done away. Move all that, those three hundred trumps up the board. No, I'd, I'd just give the, I'd give the opponent the win and go to the bar. If he's trying to escape, yeah. that is uh, that those those troops. That's going to do some damage. I mean, don't certain units now have like minuses to people's leaderships? I think I'm thinking of um, Empress Children and stuff. You know where they can make people yeah, sonic I mean, weapons that they've got. The, yeah, I mean, yeah. pinning would probably be quite good, but it wouldn't help you in this instance because it just means they just stay where they are, right? Which is they're not doing anything anyway other than just being in the way. So in the context of this mission, yeah, I absolutely uh, against this yeah army list. There can be only given, one. I, I think that yeah, he's going to beat this army list. That that warhound, as potent as it is, it's not going to be able to take out. Um, it's a it's a great balance. So the balance. I mean, the huge number of troops. Some three lots of Medusas. Is it three lots of Medusas you got there? Yeah, three yeah. lots of three. Three lots of three. Nine strength ten armor bane ranged. Flipping tough. Not everything's going to struggle against that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to win. And the warhound's that big that even with the scatter from BS, you've still got a good chance of hitting it. You'd you'd you wouldn't be able to miss it really. To be honest, I think you'd have to really know, go some. You can only go into it's only you're still only moving it. What three? You can move it three. three Nine back. inches would be the most you'd get. So if you put it in the middle, you'd struggle to miss it, even yeah. if you did a full twelve inch scatter. I think. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think it's a very very effective list in this this regard. What do you think, Chris? Yeah. 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 It's all definitely. Cool. Definitely. Uh, 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 Please don't do this list, by the way. I just want to yeah, make, never make do this list. If, if, if my winning Euro Millions comes in tonight, I'm doing it. I'm ordering it tomorrow. Yeah, well, I get to the podcast, guys, just out of interest. Because I think, you know, who could we get to replace Rob when he, when, <laughs> when he decides to rock up to something with a 300? No, because I, w- I wouldn't have any way of transporting it. I'd, I'd just stick it in uh, a case and I'd just stick it in a cabinet and go. I'd save it for if certain people ever, be able, ever came around to visit the chateau that I would also buy. That's true. So I don't want to, nobody wants to see this army in the flesh. Just putting it out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Cost wise. Okay. Um, so I'm, mine I'm, was cheap as chips. Go on then. So mine was uh, 798 pounds because it's all Mark three. Oh, and it's all. That's the cheapest um, you've ever done. I think. I know. Right. I couldn't believe yeah. it. So there's only one tank of 90 pounds or more. And that's the Arcus. Yeah. The rest of it's all Mark III kits with the um, riser pattern las cannons, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the quad cannons and the um, thingamies. Okay, the that's radius. not bad. Um, mine's 1045. Uh, oh, and I did use the proper Terminators from Forge World as well, so it's still 800 quid. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, my, mine's 1045. I breached £1,000 for... I think, I think it's the first time I've ever gone over 1000 because you put a warhound in your list, that's why. Yeah, it is, and I was, I, I was accepted. I, I accepted that that would probably happen, but I just thought the warhound would look cool in this list. Well, is it, is it uh, me next? I, I am a relatively paltry nine hundred twenty-five pounds, but the fell blade is a good chunk of that. So, yeah. uh, so yes. will, uh, so can Rob beat seven hundred ninety-eight pounds? Uh, well, what I will say is, what was yours, Michael? The most expensive so far, one thousand. Most expensive so far, one thousand and forty-five pounds. I doubt you're going to go over that. Hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer, as I believe the intimate. Now, there's a specific. You could do this cheaper than I've done you it, could. but I've done. I've done this for a specific reason because I just think it would look so goddamn cool. Okay. Go on. But I've got to two thousand eight hundred and seven pounds. 
could buy Rob's list, you could buy all of ours. That's, that's why I specified a winning Euro Millions lottery ticket. <laughs> Not not just here's three quid for playing along for so long, um, because what I've done is I've bought three hundred Krieg infantry. Okay, that's, that's why nine Krieg Medusas. Okay, three yeah. Forge World, three Forge World Lightnings, and twelve Plastic Sentinels from Element Games. And then for the Force Commander, I've used the you know the Necromunda guy with like the judge's wig, the Bertram Arturus the Third fella. Vaguely, um, I just I used him for a force commander because I just thought he looked suitably grand, and you can buy him on his own. I'm still reeling from the. I'm still processing the information of the, But I just think as 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 oh, and there's a unit of Karenite Ogrins in there as well for seventy-two oh, quid. Well, okay, so Graham, so Graham picks up that point. I think then that's not even yeah, i was just trying to think actually how much it would cost you to do it in plastics but even then it's not cheap so 10 cadians is 22 pounds 50 yeah Games so you, basically you would, you would then take call it call it half on the infantry it's slightly more than that but it's slightly more than half but yeah. even even in plastics that's going to cost you 700 quid in infantry yeah i was just thinking so Whew. and then if you did the can you get a medusa in plastic now no, no, not yet. So if you it's so not, say say you converted the um, Earthshaker. Oh, bear in mind these are the Medusas aren't tanks for the things. They're um, no, they're the cannons. Um, they're the cannons. artillery pieces. So there's no there's you would have to go third party yeah, for Forge World. Yeah, yeah, or Forge World. I mean, you, you could make them more expensive if you went to Victoria Miniatures. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, eighty-two quid for artillery gun. Or if you had three of them, which you've got, right? Yeah, I, I bought. Get... I, I worked it out on buying yeah. the three bundles. Three two hundred eighty pounds for the the bundle for each, and you need three lots of them. So that's six hundred. That's eight hundred and forty quid. six hundred and sixty quid with plastic cadians. Yeah, even even the Sentinels from Element Games, it's two hundred and twenty eight pounds in Sentinels. Long may the price of this army list be prohibitive, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I think that's why you don't see it, though, because if with the sheer know, amount of painting and cost. And bear in mind, for, for that 1,300 quid or 1,400 quid from Krieg or 600 and odd in plastic, that's 600 points. Mm. They're two points each. You can tell I used to play Skaven in Warhammer Fantasy. <laughs> Very good. So, does that mean, I hate to say this. I think you've won, Graham. I think that I may have actually won an episode. Yeah. You have. Well, well, it's defensive, right? So I'm assuming that's my strongest. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, and it, it's defensive and it's 2020. And it's yeah. well, de- but it's well deserved, sir. Oh, to be fair, he didn't win it for effectiveness. No, no. I didn't. No, but nothing could have beaten that, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think Rob's won the defensive list of the year for the next five years. Nothing is going to... Maybe that's a challenge somebody else wants to take on. Can you make a more defensive, effective list than that? Well, if the, if, the t- if the ticket does come in, and I do get it done, when we can g- gather together, I will have you flown over to the Chateau <laughs> and, we, and we will record yeah. me versus each of the three of you. That's and I'll tell you what, I'll buy this. I'll, I'll, buy, each, I'll buy each of you what you need to do the lists that you've submitted. Right. 
We'll have them done, <laughs> and we'll video them, and we'll put them up on... We'll release the videos, but only if my winning Euro Millions comes up. How's about that for a say, deal? You, you heard it here first, folks. Um, yeah, it yes. does happen. My um, uh, Megan's cousin um, won, a, won a million quid on Scratch Card the other week. Does she want to adopt? I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, house trained. Right well, then, gents. Uh, I think that was really good fun. Um, one thing that Chris put forward, which I thought was a really good idea, but I don't know what you guys think, was that potentially for the December list that we 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 ask for our we, own we champions over to another person, basically. I think we're doing Def Card next month. Doesn't matter. It's all it's all dynamic. Don't worry about it. We don't all have champion. We know you've got champion, Graham, because that's because it's you with a different identity on the internet. That is true, but it wasn't my idea, to be fair. So what was it again, Chris? So basically, if people... It it doesn't have to be Graham and his alter ego. But if you think you can write a list that will suit one of us, and you think that's that's a, a Rob list, that's a Michael list, that's a Chris or Graham list, then if you... Email it into us, and we have our own individual Edge of Empire email addresses. Um, we will choose the one that to basically represent us in next month's list challenge. That we think that's the one that I want to. That's that's the my champion basically to put forward to end the year. And uh, and interesting. I like that idea. Mm. I think I definitely think we can get that done at some point. Um, but not next month because we've got Death Guard. Um, yeah, next month yeah, is Death Guard. I, I, I think we it's could. One of my legions, so we're not 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 doing I, the list. I, I got the impression that that was. Haven't we done Death Guard? I'm sure we've done Death Guard. No, we haven't done Death Guard yet. I mean, okay. I'll double check. But I'm pretty sure we haven't. Uh, I'm pretty sure we have. I seem to think that remember as as in my days as a listener that yeah. you've done Death Guard. I think it was an early one in season two. I will go back. I will almost sort it out. Controversy. Uh, have I done a list? Because I save all of my lists. For, uh, okay, okay. So Edge of Empire, Edge of Empire, Edge of Empire. But I don't have an Edge of Empire Death Guard. Okay, correct. So there you go. But, Mr. B is, is right again. So maybe for an end of year one-off special potentially if we get time yep, How about that? I, get, I, I see that maybe we should maybe we should start you know we'll, we'll put it out we'll put the post out we yeah. need champions who yeah. wants to be our champion we could release it at new year's eve or something like we thought we were going to do potentially just as it's covid yeah see if we can yeah. get ourselves up to actually 12 episodes this year mm. it doesn't have to be a full episode we could just do like a little special yeah that's what i was thinking that sounds good okay cool uh, i think what we'll do now is we'll run into we're not going to do events no you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. We're not going to do events because there's not going to be any. All right. So yeah. I'm not even going to talk about events that are planned for post lockdowns and stuff, because yeah. let's be perfectly frank. We just don't know. Just don't know. Makes okay. sense. OK, right. Cool. OK, close. So before we go into the close, we have a competition to run. Uh, We have noticed there is a a discrepancy between the number of downloads we get per month and the number of people who like and follow the page. A significant discrepancy, which we've decided to to rectify by sheer bribery. 
On the 1st of December 2020, we will have a list of everybody who likes and follows the Edge of Empire Facebook page. We will randomly determine the winner and they will be able to receive one hoodie of their choice from our Redbubble merch line. And we will get that shipped out to them straight away. So if you would like a Ladybird book of Deep Strike or my first book of Volkite or even a owner's manual to the Aegis defence line, like and follow the Facebook page and Michael will do the necessary shenanigans to select a random winner on the 1st of December. Hi. So please do that. Um, Very good. You can also leave us reviews on iTunes, Twitter, uh, I do the Instagram. I don't do the Facebook, but we are there on the Instagram at Edge of Empire. Uh, we're also on the YouTube. The links are all in the show notes. So follow us on everything. Give the page a like. Like we say, you might get, you might win a hoodie. Uh, and it lets us know that you like what we're doing and soothes Graham's ego, which is unfortunately linked to his pacemaker due to a freak accident. It is so. <laughs> to, you know, just not to do it, but he did ask. You know, it's podcast is literally life and death for me. Yeah, uh, that's uh, how much I feel. That's how stay, much I'm stay, I am. Stay at home, wash your hands, like the page, save a life. There you go. <laughs> that's <laughs> no, basically where we're going. That, are we saying that that liking our page is is, is a way of combating COVID nineteen? No, it's a way of stopping Graham exploding. All oh, right, fair enough then. It's, that, that that's why it said, said, said a life, specifically yeah, that, the life of Graham Mills. That, that could All be considered right. something that people wouldn't, you know, may not necessarily want. So you know, that's fine too. Well, anyway. fine on then. Uh, but if you, if you want to get in touch with us, you can post on the Facebook wall, send a message to that account or the Instagram account, or you can email. Uh, Greg, us your at... wife's just unlike the page. <laughs> <laughs> She's only in it for the insurance. Um, <laughs> She's going to set her own little Facebook group. Please unlike Edge of Empire. Anyway, she, she wants some new tack for us. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. new horse required. Please unlike. <laughs> so yeah. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us a message on any of the social medias or you can email us at therush at edgeofempire.co.uk. We do also have our own individual email addresses, which I'm sure Michael will pop up in the show notes to go with next month's list challenge. Yep, if, if you want to help out the show, other than by keeping Graham extant, uh, we have an affiliate link with Audible. So you can sign up to get your Horus Heresy audio books through them with a month's free trial or your Siege of Terror ones if you're skipping the 53. After that, it's seven ninety nine a month for one audio book and all the Black Library books are on there. You can also become a patron of the show uh, and pop a couple of uh, dollars in the tip jar for which we will be eternally grateful uh, and finally you can help us out by going through the advert on the website to purchase your wargaming toys through element games we also have element crystal codes which means you get double crystals and we get some as well uh, we do put them in the show notes but chris's is chr211 graham's is gra2794 michael's is mic440 and mine is rob676 Yep. We also have affiliate links with the Outpost as well in Sheffield. Great little friendly local gaming store who's likely to be uh, quite hit at the moment with the new lockdown in the UK. So go and, go and chuck them some pennies as well. If you can, uh, uh, from any of your friendly local gaming stores at the moment, it's probably a yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll go to your friendly local gaming store. Stand up to be one of ours. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know we have 14 patrons with and it's 20 English pounds a month? I can't. Incredible. I thought it was $20. Oh, sorry. Maybe it's $20. Yeah, but, you know, you never know. That that might have just 
gone up in value. Yeah, that's yes. well, then podcast actually worth a lot of money. Okay. Anyway, it's lovely, isn't it? Nice of people. Yeah. And, uh, cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, guess that's it. That's and it. next month we're kind that's of it. planning on. I think we've already spoiled it, but Death Guard. Michael is feverishly pushing them. Yeah. Guard. I think he's definitely giving us no no option. No, they've been on the they've been on the plan for this for absolutely ages. So they were going to be done this month, but we did this instead. Oh right. Anyway, I'm looking forward to them. I'm looking forward to them. Good stuff. I, I, I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to them because I'm really loving the Death Guard at the minute. I love the Ultramarines, but the Death Guard is so cool. Right then. Right, right, Matt, yeah. I, I think that's it from me. Um, no, no, have a lovely month, everybody. And it uh, is. Everybody have fun. Next month. Stay safe, okay. everyone. Bye bye. Bye, Bye-bye.